and I say with a grin, every day that begins, I'm praying, amen, I'm playing again, about to get the cash quick, so sit on back and watch the stacks then. yeah, that's it, I want it all, man, three knee-high stacks and a tall pin, I want you calling, of course I want you all in, now I'm getting more chips, yeah, I'm falling, Las Vegas nights, poker tables, cold cash, on floating float, man, roll in, that and hold it back, I'm staying aggressive the way I play with the stack, this ain't the press, a couple players, TDMD, Vegas LB on the hook, yo, they about to pay it, my stack off the table, clear to the head, had a waiting in the room, threw the cash on the bed. That's all I want while I'm playing my hand And I enjoy my time after all Here I am, it's a T-back, he's back With some feedback and brain sex I'll lean back and just relax Go for it, go and never know what could have been I didn't stay here to play, didn't say Feel me in, see me reeling in a sucker bitch Sucker bitch, gonna get all of it He can't call it, watch him muck again Up again, late night, yep, I'm in games Time three stacks, be at the table Say the name, right in plain sight Ace, I am taking this spot down He's on the clock now, he started walking around Talking about two, very cold, it's I showed him nothing but I told him he Broadcast. Welcome to the Druff, Drexel, and Val's show. Now once again with three hosts. For a short time last week, we didn't have three hosts, but we have three hosts again. And welcome back to Brandon Drexel Gerson, but not welcome back to an echo I keep hearing. Do you guys hear an echo? I, I'm, I can't hear you at all, buddy. That's even worse. So, so we're late, and I can't hear you. Wow, Why do we this go through deja this every vu. Week? 
Deja vu all over again, as a famous player once said. Echo, echo. Why echo. do we do, go through this every single week? I don't get it. I don't know. So you guys can't hear me. I, can I, I mean, I can hear you, but it's echoing everything you say here. Yeah, twice, I can hear the echo. You know, usually, God damn it. I hate when this happens. Should I fire up the 10-year-old HP? <laughs> How many shows in a row will we have this offer on the table? I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> okay, I'm going to hang up on you guys on Skype and try again. I have a feeling this is Skype's fault. <laughs> okay. I'm going to blame it on Skype. Right. Wait, did it go away? Hmm. Do you guys hear it anymore? No. I think we're better. Did it have something to do with playing that soundtrack? Or? Oh, no, uh, I'm no, hearing no, that right now. I'm yeah, you I, I hear it. Okay, I'm going to uh, call you guys back on Skype. I can't believe it. 6OP is my volume is great and Druff's is too low. Yeah, that was part of the problem. I had to turn myself down so the echo went away. Uh, <laughs> okay, we'll figure this out. Uh, just I'll call you guys right back on Skype. Apologize to the audience for this <laughs> technical fail once again. Right. Well, what about right now? Somebody this, I'll just call you guys better. I'll just call you guys better. I'll call us better? Better and back. Okay, we're going to try this. I wish just once we could start off without this problem. I really wish that. I'm back. You're back. Is it better? I mean, for the moment, yes. I think we're good. Skype issue. I think it was Skype. I can't even blame yeah. myself this time. Yeah, everyone sounds great over here. Yeah. Good Good evening, everybody. How's yeah, everybody good doing? Good evening. <laughs> welcome back, Brandon. Yes, welcome back, Brandon, and welcome back to the listeners to this show, the Draft Rexel and Vowel Show. And I have good news for everybody who's tired of following around when we are going to appear. If you don't feel like checking the site every week to figure out when the show is going to be, I have good news. It's very easy now. From now on until next World Series... It will be at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. Well, we say 7 p.m. Probably more like 7.10. Why don't we just start saying 7.30? <laughs> well, we're not quite 7.30 yet, but uh, yeah, 7.15 <laughs> maybe would be a good uh, actual time. But anyway, yeah, 7 p.m. is... I mean, I'm, I was almost about to say that the uh, free roll tournament starts at 7.30 Pacific time or 30 minutes after radio is supposed to start. Well, it's actually 7.40. <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually changed the free roll a few weeks ago to 7.40 just knowing that we seem to start late so often. So I have time to announce it. That's really why I changed it from 7.30 to 7.40. Anyway, I, I do want to announce the free roll since we've only got 20 minutes until it takes place. We have a three-digit free roll tonight. $103.45 free roll. And that's thanks to C-Money. Belly Buster, who's a very generous guy. Not only does he run the No Fraud online poker room, but he donated his winnings from event number 53 back to the site for the free roll. So 44.45 is from him, and nine dollars from Dr. Peters, who finished in third, I believe, last week or fourth or something like that. Anyway, he's donating his nine dollar prize back, and we now have. $103.45 prize pool. So we're actually paying five places this week. Wow. Unbelievable. So, uh, and what is a game of choice this evening? The game of choice, just to make everybody happy that they're all on an even level for this free roll that's bigger than usual. No Limit Hold'em, the game everybody knows. And uh, that will be $45 for first, 25 for second, 15 for third, 10 for fourth and eight dollars and forty-five cents for fifth. You just have to PM me when you win, 
any of these prizes, and I will send it to you by PayPal, by bank transfer, by hero poker transfer, check, uh, or even cash if you want uh, money in envelope. But I can't guarantee it'll get there, but I'll send it. So PM me after you win, and if you do want to hold it over to next week, that's fine too. If you want to donate it back to the site, obviously that's not expected. I I want people to take these prizes, but if you do want to donate it back to next week, just try to remember it and post it in the thread next week because it's very hard for me to keep track of this stuff. I'm happy to have people donate this stuff back. It's just very tough to keep track of. I mean, I guess I could go through a lot to do this, but uh, I don't want to. So now, now, two quick points of interest. The first one being, uh, in the chat, if the account is confirmed, which I have no reason to believe it's not, Joey, yeah, uh, was a user and a... Uh, Participant in radio for a while on another site, but apparently he just registered. Oh. So he, he's asking in the chat if he qualifies for the bo- bonus payment. New here, but always called into yeah. uh, former site. And yeah, I, we, I know we who know who Joey yeah, is. I, I assume it's really him. So yes, Joey, yeah, you qualify. I, I really, I'm going to let everybody qualify who was any, any name I recognize, or if you had a registered account here before May 21st or on May 21st, that's fine too. Uh, I just don't want new people coming out of the blue who I've never heard of and just registered an account in the last two months that uh, are just here for the free roll. So if you want to qualify for the free roll and you're new uh, and you haven't been around, then just start posting here, start being active, start listening to radio, and then once you've been here for a little bit, I'll let you qualify too. But Can I have two more quick questions? Yes. There was a new user that posted, uh, created kind of a couple of days ago named Eric Lindgren that also inquired about the free roll tonight. Uh, is there any ruling on him being allowed in? Well, I'm going to have to know more about uh, this Eric Lindgren character. I've never heard of that name before. So, um, and I, I just have a feeling, I don't really know this person, I have a feeling he might owe money to people. So, Eric okay. Lindgren, uh, please PM me if you want to qualify. You'll have to convince me that you've been a long-standing, at least, lurker on either this site or the previous one I was involved with, and if you can't, I don't care if you're the real or fake Eric Lindgren, you don't qualify. Okay, and lastly, I got a PM right before radio started um, from a member, and they just wanted to inquire. I hate to actually bring this up, and I'm just going to kind of hint, I think you know what I'm getting at. It's about $200 that uh, was given to you that you need to do some verification on that was supposedly to be re-entered back into uh, the community? Do you know what I'm referring to? Yes. Okay. So, so th- there was a message from someone wanting to know what the status on that was. Well, what- I mean, uh, from what I can see, the $200 will be reinserted back into the community. We're not going to do it tonight, but uh, you know, we can discuss it on our site of what we're going to do with that money. Uh, I'm not going to keep it. It'll go back to the community, and uh, that's that. And, of course, if the person who it came from wants it back, I can also send it to them as well. But okay. anyway, um, this is a little bit low with the volume. Um, I'll try to turn myself up as much as possible. Or no, it was actually now that I don't want to out the person who PM me, but he uh, it was Bubbles that sent me the PM. Okay. So okay. he just announced in the chat, and I just wanted to bring that up because he did ask, and you're in charge of all things that are uh, free roll. So. Okay, so what I've just done, by the way, Brandon, uh, not that I don't want to hear from you, but I just turned you down and I turned vowels down. So hopefully we can all be more at equal volume, and now... People can just turn up their individual volume up and down uh, according to how loud they want to hear everybody. So, anyway, uh, World Series of Poker is pretty much over. We've got the November 9, I guess it's the October 9 this year. But other than that, the whole World Series is over. 
Uh, I will go as far to say it was an epic fail for me in a few ways. It was probably my most disappointing World Series ever in a few ways. And most frustrating for sure. Even though I've had some frustrating World Series moments in the past, I think cumulatively from the beginning to end, from the first event I played to the last event I played, I think I suffered a lot of frustration that I, I hope not to repeat in 2013. So um, I'm going to recap that a little bit here, and uh, then we'll talk about the World Series in general, and then I guess we'll leave the World Series behind for a while until they play in late October. I'm not sure why they moved it this year. I have a feeling they moved it maybe because of the presidential election, that they don't want the two... Now, also, before we get into uh, the rundown of the show, um, there is some question in the chat, although it was posted for people that are listening in the archives. Uh, the song that we played, the intro song, it was very uh, oh, non-druff. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yes. And the song that we actually played, it is called Deal Me In. And uh, from what I've been told, and, and although I can't, can't vouch for anything, Teddy the Iceman Monroe wrote the lyrics and produced that song. He will also be on Poker Front Alert. He's been uh, kind of AWOL, uh, I'd say, for a good two months now. But he's going to be on in about 30 minutes or so to talk about that, to also debut, a, I guess, the next single he's working on that he's going to rap for us. And uh, also talk about uh, the various things that have been going on this summer with him on the forums, life, uh, just general shenanigans. So, uh, I finally that, get to talk to the Iceman. I have oh, been waiting for this oh, moment. Oh, my be, goodness. That may, that, yeah, that may, that may get a little risque, Vowels. I didn't, he, uh, he'll probably he try to white, He loves white women and minorities, too. He'll probably try to uh, recruit you to become one of the Ice Girls. Well, I was hoping he'd just let me do a quick voiceover on his next single. He might. <laughs> Maybe after he hears your voice, he might let you. So, uh, yeah, the Iceman returns, and uh, the force behind the opening song, and if you missed the opening song, if you showed up a little bit late, or you showed up even later because we showed up late, then just find us in the archives, and the very first thing you'll hear in the podcast will be the song. And uh, So, Iceman... Now kind of moving into the music business, and from what I hear, this is from uh, our sources, our men on the street, that uh, the Iceman has CDs of this and maybe other things at uh, the Venetian that yes. he's been giving this to people. So I actually, uh, I wrote it in the book, but I will give on-air credit to uh, Cletus. Uh, the Iceman actually called me and wanted me to uh, sample one of these CDs and play it on the air. I could not make it down to the Venetian. Uh, luckily, Cletus ran into him yesterday. Iceman was more than happy, apparently, to give Cletus a copy. And Cletus went and uh, downloaded it on his on a computer and sent it to me. And then I sent it to Giraff, and that's how we were able to play it. So yeah. uh, that uh, is where we are. And also, just, I don't know, give a quick recap of uh, what we're going to talk about tonight, Giraff. Uh We're going to talk about, of course, as Druff mentioned, the World Series of Poker. Druff's... Uh, main event, unfortunate early exit. We're going to talk about two females that almost made the final table in kind of uh, it was amazing fashion how they both bubbled. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about a guy named Jared Nash, a 25-year-old Texan who just started playing uh, professional poker. And this was actually the biggest buy-in he's ever played in his first main event who ended up 
for, I guess, what's come out to be religious reasons not playing on day five, which was a Saturday, and he ended up uh, cashing in 171st place for $44,000, and uh, he had a stack going into day five of a little over half a million dollars. There is going to be a $50 gift card contest. I do not know the rules. I, I assume it is not going to be older or younger than Druff. That's right. We, that, we actually uh, have, yeah, you're right. It's not going to be older or younger than Druff. We're going to have a contest this week. Maybe only this week, and we're going to go to a different form of a contest next week, which I'm going to talk about too. But this week, we're going to have online poker trivia. That is trivia about online poker from its beginnings through today. And it'll be multiple choice, six questions. You need to get four out of six right. If you get four out of six right, you will win a $50 gift card to Dick's. I'm not kidding. You'll, you'll win some dicks? You'll win what? not Wait, just Wait, Low Limit Lurker sponsoring this concert? What? <laughs> $50 towards dicks. I'm not even kidding. This, I'm 100% serious. That's what you're going to win. It's going to be a $50 gift card. Not just $50, but a $50 gift card towards dicks, also known as dicks sporting goods. So nice. if you'd like That's some great sporting for our goods. golfing listeners. Yeah, or anybody who, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can get at sporting goods stores. Would it be ironic if Beebs won that contest? <laughs> yeah. <She deals>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, apparently uh, our listener PLOL said he loves dicks. So nice. That's not much of a surprise. Also, uh, in other news, lastly, I guess, about the World Series, Druff had made a post on. Uh, Poker for Alert about World Series. I don't know what the title was, but suggestions, gripes, and we're both, I guess all three of us are going to chime in on that because there are a lot of good points that you made that I know I agree with and, and I'm sure a mass of others do. Um, in forum news, as those that participate in the forum know, there's been an issue with a forum member called the Templar. We're going to touch on that. Also, major LOL guys, Annie Duke in a baseball card set? Seriously? I don't know if either one of you saw that. And for those that are uh, listening live or in the archives, there's a picture I, I uh, put in the official radio thread of this, and we'll get to that. Uh, unbelievable. And uh, we're also going to talk about something very, very strange, a very, very odd promotion that uh, MGM Mirage is running. I guess it's just a sign of the times now with social media and just uh, Twitter and Facebook and everything else that's so huge that uh, there's this very odd promotion that, funny enough, I read about it uh, earlier today and right when I was logging in this afternoon, Bukowski, uh, the walking image, image library, library yes. yes, had also uh, it piqued his interest and he had written to me about it as well. So we got that, possible Ken Scaler uh, check-in. As I mentioned also in the radio thread, tonight we're going to have some sort of uh, Colonel Nigel Faversham call. And the Nigel uh, Faversham, the Colonel, is in a bad mood this evening. So I wrote in the thread, anyone that has any good suggestions um, in which the good Colonel can take out his anger on somebody, please uh, PM me. I will be checking my PMs throughout the show. And you can call the top baseball card people. If, if they are open, that... There's a possibility. And, of course, we will be taking your phone calls and much more. Uh, the phone, the weekly vowel segment uh, will be taking place. That is very, very popular. And uh, big agenda. Good show tonight, guys. Yeah, and uh, I want to just jump into one of the things we, we might do. It's one of these unscheduled things that just happens. We have Master Ken Scaler on the phone. Hello, Ken. Oh, hey, I didn't even know you were doing the show 
Friday now. And now it's, hey, Ken. It's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Hey, Kenny. Why? Oh, yeah, I forgot. He got eliminated from the Bofo tournament. That's that's correct. I did get eliminated from the tournament. And, uh, I'm really sorry you made some tactical errors. I, I hope I hope next year you'll, you'll make up. Make it up. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope it goes better next year. And, uh, you know, I'm glad you're reminding me of my tactical errors. I appreciate that, too. And, well, uh, you'll learn from it. Everything's a learning experience, except for, like, you know, when it's not. <laughs> so what are your learning experiences, Ken? What have you learned from recently? What have I learned recently? Um, and by the way, can you speak up? The, pay, the payphone isn't very good, and our, our users are having trouble hearing you. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this better? <laughs> sort of. I yes. learned that if you um, Google the, 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 the secret sauce for the Big Mac, it's now online. But do you really want that? No. Well, I'm asking what you learned. I'm asking what what has Ken Scaler done that you've learned from experience and now don't do anymore? Like, do you learn to lock I the doors? I from the past. Well, yeah. Um, do, you, well, do you learn to lock the doors at the Starbucks bathroom? You know, I was actually about to say that. <laughs> I've always locked the door, but, you know, you got to learn from background noises and lines and where you are. Like, an in-and-out bathroom, you can never jack off it. It's just not... You'll never get the privacy or privacy you need, you know? Are there certain... If you go to, like, a, if you go to, go to a Caro's, like, at 11 p.m. on a Tuesday, maybe you can get away with it. Well, that's only a few hours from now. Ken, what, what are, are there some public bathrooms that are better than others for jacking off in, uh, just in oh, terms yeah. of the excitement factor? Oh, it's not exciting. I just want to get it over with. I don't want to, like, do foreplay with myself. It's like, you know, go in, do the deed, beat the meat, get it over with, go back with your life, you know, find something else to do after that, you know? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Ken, uh, I was going to mention... You don't want masturbation to take a long time. You want it to be fast, 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 done, over with. No emotional feeling whatsoever. <laughs> your hand never gets a headache. It's great. Now, Ken, how to, long, like, hold on, how long does it take you? How, in, in, typically, when you go to a public bathroom and do this, how long does it take from entering the stall to exiting the stall? Maybe six minutes. Wow, that's pretty fast. Wow. Oh, yeah, today was a, today was a five-minuter. <laughs> is this a daily pastime for you? Um, when you have a roommate, it kind of is. Oh, that's right. Ken has a roommate now. A, uh, so you, you, you have no privacy at home. He never leaves the house except to go to work. So, I mean, I, 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 um, but I, I go out all the time. So I, I've, I've been finding outlets, so to speak. So basically, Ken, you're telling me you have not done this at home in quite some time. It's actually been... no. It's all been out on the road, basically. So it's all been basically out on the road for the past month. Yes, I've been on the masturbation tour. <laughs> now, do you actually I make a T-shirt? I wish I could make a T-shirt of every stall in the history of my life I've masturbated in, and maybe estimate the month and date. Like I'm masturbating like one of the bathrooms at Reseda High in '88. You know? Now, Jeff, let me ask you something. I actually, and I say this proudly. I have friends and even more importantly family now that uh, actually enjoy this show and listen regularly. How would I explain Ken to them? Well, uh, Ken is a – it is hard to explain Ken. Ken is a very unique individual. 
Um, he he likes to blurt a lot of things out that a lot of people would keep private. He he's very open about yeah. most aspects of his I'm like life. Michelle Getty on on the Golden Girls, like she had a stroke and then she started blurting things out because she didn't think before she talked. That was part of her character. I'm like a younger R-rated version of the Estelle Getty character. Okay, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, our free roll on the No Fraud Online Poker Room. You only have two minutes to register. Remember, there's no late registration, so make sure to register as soon as you can, otherwise you're going to miss it. If it says you're on the waiting list, that means you have to wait till next week. So make sure to register if you want to play for our $103 free roll. Wow, we got 62 registered so far. What, uh, do, you, do either one of you know what our high has been? No. Since our show has debuted? I think Belly Buster might know that, but I, I don't know it. Okay. Wow. I don't even know. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, Ken, you know, if you knew how to play poker, I'll tell you what I'm no. talking about. If, if you knew how to play poker, which I know you don't, but if you knew how, you could go to the library, you could get on one of the computers there, and you could actually oh, play. Yeah. You could actually play poker on my free online poker room and win free money if you finished in one of the top few spots. It's like no risk. Okay, but I don't know how to play. I, that's one little problem. But yeah, I think you should learn. Yeah, it's I, like free money. For me. It's not. It's not like it's not like lubricant friction. Up down, you're done. This is like a complicated thing of skill and chance. Yeah. Now I, I want to tell you guys something else. The audience out there. Uh, now Ken has met my son before. But uh, Ken, uh, Ken not only got to see my son again for the first time in a while uh, a few days ago, but Ken also got to meet my girlfriend. Now, don't say your name, Ken. Yeah, I never met her before. But uh, Ken got to meet my girlfriend for the very first time, Benjamin's mother, and he got to see Ben, too. And uh, Ken's friend Stephanie was there as well. We went up to Stephanie's. Oh, yeah, Peter Falcone's former friend. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? We did, we're gonna talk about that. We're, we are going to talk about that tonight. Yeah, Peter Falcone's well. out, of, out of jail. Is he still locked up? Is he nope. in Twin Towers? Did nope. he have his trial? Did he plead guilty? Did he plead not guilty? Well, what's he's, going he's on with that? He's out of jail. He's out. He's out? Yeah. Wow, bail? Well, you know what? We might as well talk about this now. Uh, he was released apparently yesterday and was given, I believe, uh, was it a, a, a three-year suspended sentence, Druff? Yes, a three-year suspended sentence. Unbelievable. And LOL ordered to attend what? Uh, yeah, a compuls- some sort of compulsive gambling uh, workshop, which is oh, stupid. Wow. I mean, this is this is a career scammer who scammed his own parents and went to prison for that in New York. I mean, this is a guy with Wait, a... Wait, he was in prison in New York? Yes, for scamming his own parents. How long of his lifetime has been spent incarcerated in a jail and or prison? I think only I don't think all that long. I think maybe yeah, a year or two. But but basically, he actually got a lawyer that someone else paid for. It was actually a woman he donated a kidney to. He actually donated a kidney in the past. He really did this. And this oh, wow. this woman, and I she guess, paid for the lawyer. Yeah, she paid for the lawyer, and uh, this lawyer was pretty good and got him off with this ridiculous suspended sentence, three-year suspended sentence, and time he served. in prison. And, you know, they gave him, like, time served. He was actually, you know, in jail for a while, so they counted that. Time served, three-year suspended oh, sentence, God. and has to enroll in a stupid gambling treatment program. That's it. Oh, That's my it. God. It's like eating... It's like on the wrist of Lindsay Lohan. I meant to uh, comment on this uh, earlier, but I forgot, and uh, looking at a spew artist... Made the point. I was laughing yesterday. Did anyone notice that Peter Falcone's alias made the October nine? Yes, yes, that's amazing. Michael Esposito. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that that Peter Falcone scammed a lot of people on two plus two for like I think six figures using the fake name Mike Esposito. This is not even in question. We even have a voicemail with Peter Falcone. Oh, 
Um, here, let me let me get this. Uh, I actually have a voicemail here of Peter, where you you hear his voicemail and it's him saying Mike Esposito. Oh my God! And like die in the oven. And so the weirdest thing is that the real Mike Esposito, which has nothing to do with Peter Falcone's fake identity, made the final table of the main event what? of the World Series of Poker. What in the top nine? Yes. And that happens to be his name. Yes. Well, even, I guess he's a ninth. Even, even Ken is uh, is shocked Jesus. about this. He's incredulous. How many? How many of the final nine are A level players? Okay. Are the friends of the show? Yeah, I want to. I want to play this. Negative. Hang on. Listen to this. Hello, people. This is Todd Dandruff Wattellis for PokerFraudAlert.com, and we're going to be calling up a phone number that was given by Mike Esposito who allegedly scammed people out of hundreds of thousands of dollars on the 2 plus 2 forums involving sports bets. And there's been a lot of speculation that this is actually the infamous Peter Falcone, also known as Peter DC from our community. And I was a little bit skeptical if this was really Peter, but uh, we're going to call up Mike's phone number and listen to the voice on the voicemail. So let's take a listen right here. The mailbox belonging to Mike Esposito. Is full and cannot accept new messages at this. <laughs> that, that that's definitely God. Peter's voice, and he says Mike Esposito, not even knowing that in 2012, I mean he did this in 2012, but that later in 2012 at the main event of the World Series of Poker, a real Mike Esposito would actually make the final table. Unbelievable! I mean that really gives him some that's crazy. That gives him some additional scam equity, and I wonder if anybody that the fake Mike Esposito ripped off will be coming after this Mike Esposito, saying, "Oh, he's going to make a lot of money now. He could pay me back." Well, now what about if one to nine? How many in terms of chip count? I think first or ninth or where is he ranked? That's a good question. Um, you don't even know. I'll tell you right now. It could now. be first. It could be first. No, he's not. Do you know any of the top nine players? Are they all unknown? No, they're all pretty much unknown. Okay, Mike oh, really? show is in. Looks kind of like uh, middle. Uh, sixth place. Yeah. With yeah, the joy of six. Yeah, he has sixteen million two hundred sixty thousand. Um, oh and the God. average the average stack is twenty one, almost twenty two million. So he was a little oh a little low average. Yes. A fake scam artist is in sixth place. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if this Mike Esposito knows this. I wonder if he knows that his name was used this way. I think Peter Falcone probably found him and used his no, name. No, because he wasn't. Guy. No, he wasn't anybody in poker. He was. I, I don't even know who that is in poker. I didn't know there was a really? real Mike Where's Esposito. Las Vegas. It just says USA. I don't know where he's from. Really? So he's from Usa. Okay, so am I. <laughs> you, know, you know, Ken. While we're talking, I guess getting your unique insight into the World Series of Poker, I guess this might be a good time to bring up uh, a segment we're going to talk about later on. About I only have a couple minutes. Yeah. about to run out. Well, Jeff will send you quarters. But listen, did you hear, Ken? There was a gentleman that played in the main event, okay, made it to day five with <gasps> over half a million in chips and did not show up for day five for religious reasons in the money, Ken. In the money. And he ended Why? up blinding. Ken, I don't. Let's talk about it. Is he a Muslim? It. Is he a Jew? Is he a Buddhist? What is he? This is the worst thing. He's a Christian whose wife is a Jew. <laughs> is that the worst really? thing ever, Jess? I mean, does so that make any sense? A, yeah, he's a completed Jew, and she's a half well, original no, Jew. No, but why would he... Why would, first of all, why would he play in the first place 
if he knows that if he gets deep into the event to day five that he can't continue? Why, why, why even start in that case? Could someone get his chips for him? Like maybe get like a... Like a like no, nobody can take over for him. him. Nobody can take over for him. Basically, his, his so chips... just over. He's gone. See, his chips just keep like being taken a little bit at, the to- at a time by the people, the Is other people in the tournament. Him? No, no, he's, he was gone that same day. He blinded out. He didn't show up. Yeah. What a moron. Even Phil <laughs> Helmet shows up late, but he shows up. <laughs> Goddamn lizard king. Well, you know, uh, it, it's amazing. This girl, this girl, this girl now, doesn't talk very much, huh? I, I could be wrong, Druff. <laughs> I remember the initial reports were that was the reason he didn't play. But then I read later on that it was some, like, offshoot Catholic or other religion thing where they just consider Friday at sundown to Saturday at sundown a day of rest. And I don't... I, well... I, now, I'm going to try to find this while we're on the air, but I think he gave an interview to Card Player where he actually stated that he was not Jewish and neither was his wife. I'm going to try to find that wow, real fast okay. and make sure we get the story right. Yeah, we should but, get the story right. He's crazy. You know, yes. uh, uh, Mel Gibson's from a, a early, like an old school Catholic faction that doesn't recognize the Vatican II reforms and thinks that the recent popes are too liberal. Like, and he's trying to start a church. So he's, I think it's probably like a Mel Gibson, like renegade Catholic. So Ken, uh, I I want to ask you here: Where are you right now? Where is this payphone? I'm at uh, Winnetka and Victory across from Pierce College at the Orange Line station. So you're waiting for the bus then. Well, it's an orange line. It's like a tram thing that goes on its own route. But, yeah, for your purposes, it's a bus. Okay. And are you... Anyway, I'm about to run out of time. I have, like, 20 seconds or less. Okay, is there anything you'd Colleen's like to say birthday, here? Um, oh, Colleen's turning 30. That's sure. right. Colleen's birthday is Sunday. Are you going to celebrate it with her? I haven't talked to her. Well, anyway, maybe we can make that happen. you, guys. All right, thank you, Ken. Peter Falcone's a scumbag. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Take care, Ken. Good night, Ken. guys. <laughs> Good. Nice. So that was Master Ken Scaler. Always nice to hear from him. And uh, I apologize for the sound quality on his call. It's just, uh, you know, his sound quality is as good as the payphones that he uses. So. And we got to cover a few things on our agenda. So, yeah, um, Brandon right now is researching what the real story is with that guy. Unbelievable to not show up for day five of the main event for religious reasons. And the craziest thing about that is that this wasn't something that just kind of came up. It's not like uh, it's not like he didn't expect to be in a tournament on that day and then his religion had to take precedent. Why spend $10,000 to enter a tournament that you know you cannot continue after day five? Is it I mean, even like even like Jerry Buss, like he'll miss the Lakers, you know, game seven and the NBA playoffs to play. True. I mean, he has. He has. Yeah, I it was him. But what was? I, I can't think of any logical reason. But could it be that he got started and then his wife talked him into? Okay, here we go. I'm gonna first of all, I'm gonna read this. And before I do so, Jeff, you probably remember this. Two years ago, I think it was two or three. Whenever the Lakers last won their championship, do you remember? It was reported that Jerry Buss was playing like in a two hundred or three hundred dollar tournament at the Commerce. While the Lakers were, uh, I guess it was three years ago, while the Lakers were finishing out Orlando in the NBA Finals. Yes, and, yes. Uh, yeah. But, okay, anyhow, um, this is from Card Player. Despite the main event, oh, actually, you know, I'm just going to get to the part that matters. Okay. Despite the main event shrinking on Saturday, the headline of the day was a recreational poker player electing to skip the day in order 
to observe Sabbath. After repeated attempts at contacting Jared Nash and his Blasio Tarun, he was finally reached. Now, contrary to an original source, the religion isn't Judaism. Nash told Card Player that he and his wife are non-denominational Christians. See, this is why we want to get ah. the story right. Who take a day of rest every weekend from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. Jeez. No pleasure of thyself, Nash said. Well, I guess Ken wouldn't want to be that religion. <laughs> One of those pleasures was making a deep run in poker's most prestigious tournament. But Nash is certain of his choice and has no regrets of blinding off his stack of more than half a million dollars. He busted it in 171st place for $45,000, money he said that God has a plan for. Despite the $8.5 million first place as a, prote- a potential destiny, Nash is happy taking just 45 k He said he picked up his prize money after 8 p.m. local time. Nash came to Las Vegas to only play the main event. He said he had no problem reconciling his fundamentalism with poker, an activity that he calls a clean game. Based on the tournament schedule, Nash was confident he could make the money before having to take a day off. He left before play was over on Friday, telling the tournament staff he would not return. However, he was still hoping that his stack would still be around after Saturday's sundown. Still, he isn't disappointed that he was eliminated around 6 p.m. local time. I knew that was going to happen, Nash said. When Nash was asked what he would say to those in the poker world who might criticize his decision, Nash said, would always, would always tell someone to seek the Lord. Very odd. And that's really yeah. it. Crazy. Wow. Well, I'm glad yeah. it wasn't a Judaism thing. I'm glad it wasn't a Jew who did this. I'm not a very religious person, so maybe either one of you can or someone else in the chat can. What is... Exactly. Now, non-denominational Christians, is that... I mean, is that part of their... I mean, is that like their Sabbath? Or is this just some offshoot thing that... Him and his little honey got going. I mean, I've never heard of such a thing. I don't know much about non-denominational Christians. I, I do have to say that this is so funny that his goal was to basically min-cash, or I guess he cashed a little bit better than min-cash, but but uh, get one of the lower caches of the World Series, which is the best-case scenario, which is crazy because that puts him – I mean, that just really takes out your EV from the tournament. I, I don't care who you are. It's just not a winning proposition – if the best you're going to do is like 44k, if that's the best case scenario for entering a 10k tournament with 7,000 people, so I, it's unbelievable that he actually came into it knowing that that would be the best he would do. I mean, that, that's yep. like, it's amazing that he even cashed. If anyone wants to chuckle, uh, there are two people that were tweeting about this that I found more hysterical than anybody else. One was obviously Ari Engel, who is a uh, I, I, I don't know if he's an Orthodox. I want to say he's an Orthodox Jew, but I'm not sure. I know he's kosher. Uh, Druff, you know him. I mean, yeah, he's probably he, between, like, conservative and Orthodox, in my opinion. Okay. And uh, even Ari, who makes it a practice not to play on tournaments that coincide with having to possibly play Friday night or Saturday, um, thought that, and this is when it was originally announced that he was Jewish, thought it was just an awful choice and that, uh, and then there's another from Shane Schlegler that had tweeted something. I can't remember what it was, but you guys can look at it. It was pretty funny about three things God for, for, would forgive, and one of them was like playing or being deep in the main event. It was pretty funny, actually. But uh, anyhow, I don't know. I found that very, very odd, especially when I read again that he was not Jewish. I found it particularly odd that originally it was claimed his wife was, yeah, and uh, he was doing it for him. But even so, nonetheless, 
I don't get that at all unless the guy is, it's either one of two things. The guy's a Jesus freak, um, and I'm sorry if I offend anybody by saying that, or possibly, and this is very, 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 very improbable, that he just has so much money it didn't mean anything, and he just wanted to play regardless knowing that. Um, Maybe he wanted to make a statement about God so that and get into the news, so, you know. People do wacky things like that. Yeah, it, yeah, that's possible too. And it's you know, one other thing is that maybe he's an Alan Kessler type who just isn't good at uh, accumulating big stacks and just like folds into min caches. So maybe he figured that's what he's going to do anyway. Well, you know, that was one thing I was thinking. Maybe he knew that. I mean, I know this is weird, but I really thought a lot about this. Maybe he was either nervous or scared and knew roughly if he didn't play at all. He would be. We would potentially gain another twenty thousand ish. You know, fifteen thousand, or actually twenty thousand ish dollars by just not playing versus having to play and, and being put to the test. And I, I don't know. I, I thought of that theory as well. That that he knew he could possibly be guaranteed that amount of money and then make a statement and then not risk. You know, kind of like deal, deal or no deal, where you know he had a chance at eight point five, or you know he could have only got twenty and change, but he took the forty five thousand. I don't know. Very, very odd. I'd actually like to have him on radio. Funny enough, before the show started, I called the Bellagio and asked for his room since it was so openly uh, publicized where he was staying, which I also found odd. And I was told that he had checked out yesterday. So, uh, And I looked on Facebook and Twitter, and there doesn't seem to be any uh, social media sites that are attached to him. So, unfortunately, it may be a long shot to ever have him on the radio. But Yeah, it would I definitely would, be interesting. I would like to hear this. Yes. So what was very very and that definitely dominated uh, the news this past weekend. Yes, yes. And uh, I don't know if you'll ever see anything like that again. I mean, we've had people not show up because of uh, you know drug problems or being in a stupor from drinking so much, but uh, to actually not show up intentionally and know that you're not going to show up from the day you begin the event, to know that if you get very deep in the event, you're not going to continue showing up. I don't think I've ever seen that before, and I don't think I ever will see it again, unless this guy plays again. So, really peculiar. Um, I want to talk about my experience at the main event, and, and the World Series in general. Very disappointing for me. Uh, the main event, I had a very nice day one. 105,000, which was 54th out of people on, uh, the, on that day, on day 1B. And like a hundred, uh, I didn't even like hundred seventieth or something out of all the people who entered. So, very good start for me. wasn't the chip leader by any means, but very good start for me. Second day didn't go that well. I, I was running up my stack slowly, got up to as high as hundred seventy six, and then had some bad hands at the end of the day where I missed three draws. Finished the day average stacked, exactly average stacked at one hundred thirteen k. Day three. I just had problems right from the beginning. By the way, who's, who's playing the uh, the no fraud online poker tournament? Is that you, Angel? No, you know it, it's actually me. Oh, and my I don't. I'm, what is uh, under? I'm, this is embarrassing. I think this is the first one or second one I played in. How do I turn off the sound? Is there a way on your default options? Yeah, there's some sort of. You should be able to go uh, if you right click on your volume control and then choose open volume control and then advanced. There should be a PC uh, sound. Oh, no, that's, yeah, I, get, I can do that. I'm just, there's okay. no way to do it from the actual no, software. No, there is, there is. I just, I forget how to do it. Okay. I, 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 think I, think it's in the main, I think it's in the main screen, actually. 
How are you doing that? That's really odd. I didn't think you could hear that. Because oh, yeah. It's coming through my Skype headset, so I didn't think it actually would yeah, play. I hear. So, anyway, my uh, my main event, day three, it was kind of a struggle right from the beginning. Um, a few different problems here. First of all, I just wasn't getting very many good cards. Uh, the best pair I was getting for almost the whole day was sevens. I got sevens a few times, but I, I never got better than that in, until the very end. And... Uh, I had a very aggressive Norwegian girl on my left, Elizabeth Hille, who we'll talk about in a little bit. She ended up uh, making the poker news and getting a lot deeper than I would expect. But she was very aggressive, so it was hard to steal blinds when I wasn't getting good hands because she kept coming over the top on me. Um, then I just wasn't making hands. So I, I got all the way down to about 49K, which was in bad shape. Moved all in once. I'm still hearing this. I'm trying to figure out how to do it. I'm going to options. I'm not. I turned down the volume on my PC, but it's still coming through. It's, my options, it's options in the main lobby, off the main screen, the main screen uh, of, of of the no, poker room. All right. I'm sorry, guys. Let me figure this out. The reason Drexel's playing this, by the way, I, he hasn't told me, but I'm sure the reason he's playing <laughs> is because uh, the forty-five dollar first prize is yes. uh, that's worth almost five years of work on radio to him. <laughs> so I'm sure that's why he's playing because the prize pool's so big. But okay, so uh, can I uh, again? I know this is off of radio. From the table where it says options, or I have to go to the actual lobby. You know, I almost want to just award you first prize to have you just close the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, if you want to send me forty-five dollars, forty-five bucks. I mean, I, can't, I don't see anything about volume here. General info, mute dealer chat, display hand helper, auto muck, deal cards face down. That's all I'm saying for, for my options. Uh, let me look in the chat. Someone help me out here. It says lobby oh. option, option, uncheck pot sounds. Okay, lobby. See, I don't, I'm not getting, I don't see that. Options. Okay, I'm just going to add more chips. There's nothing that says that here. <laughs> I'm looking right at it. Okay. Oh, actually, you know what? Hold on. Yep, I got it. Okay, I got Yay, it. Yeah, okay. Beautiful. We're good. Yeah. All right, so... Great radio there. Back to your story. Back to my story. I got down to 48K, which was really pretty lousy at that point. And I thought I was in trouble. I, I even shoved all in once with these queen, and they folded when I to two raises. But uh, then I won two... Pots, right after that. I won two pots. Uh, one was, and both were the opponent misplayed it. One was where I had ace-king, the board came jack-high, and the guy had nines, and it flatted me. And when I checked on the turn, instead of betting, he checked and let me catch the ace on the river, which is a dumb play. All he had to do was bet, I would have folded. Uh, then another guy, like two hands later, I got, I had queen-ten offsuit, queen of hearts, ended up with four hearts on the board. He fired 13k on the river as a bluff. He he actually had sevens with no heart. I called. He he looked very disappointed that I called. I turned over the queen of hearts and won the hand up to 101k, which was still below average. Average was about like 160, but I was feeling better. And just a few hands later, I finally got the hand I'd been looking for. Pocket aces. Black pocket aces. And boy, was I happy to see it because I hadn't seen anything above sevens the whole day. And I had dreams of raising those aces under the gun and having that Norwegian girl, Elizabeth Hilly, come over the top on me, and then me doubling up over her. I just, I just like pictured that. I even was gonna, I was gonna try to 
enable it in some way. I wasn't going to push on her. I was going to actually uh, try to re-raise and then, you know, or, or and then go all in on the flop, something like that. But I, I pictured doubling up off her. But she folded. And it went fold, 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 fold. I'm like, no, my aces. Every time someone's coming over on me, this is the one time I get aces, and they're all folding. And I came back to Amon Philippi, or Amnon Philippi, Philippi however you say his name. Good player. Um, seemed like a pretty nice guy, too. I'd never played with him before. He says before he calls in the big blind, I'm only going to call this because I've been beating you every hand. Which sounds like an asshole thing to say, but he didn't really mean it that way. And he called. Now the funny thing is, right when he called, I thought two things. Number one, he hasn't been beating me every hand. We've kind of been trading pots throughout the day, and he might be a little bit ahead of me, but not by that much. And number two, I was thinking, crap. I kind of don't want him calling with the type of hand that can crack aces. So, flop came 6-6-7 six, six, with two spades. And as soon as I saw that, I thought, shit, I don't like this at all. This is, the, this is exactly what I was worried about. So, he checked. I bet 8,000, he called. Then he said, spade. He was as if he was hoping for a spade on the turn. Which is interesting, because I had the ace of spades. Well, there it came. The, sp- the four of spades hit the turn. The board is now six, six, seven, four, three spades. He checks. I bet fifteen thousand. He check raises to forty. Now that's bad news for me. I had about now seventy-three k behind. I even considered folding, but I couldn't bring myself to fold here because there's a lot he could have been doing that with. And I had remembered earlier in the day, when I had pocket sevens, the board was jack high with three hearts. I had pocket sevens with a seven of hearts. I bet the turn from under the gun, and from the big blind, he check-raised me, and I folded. And I had remembered that, and I thought, he's doing the same thing here. Three to one suit on the board. I folded last time. He could be making a move on me, or like a semi-bluff. So I said, I can't fold this, especially with the ace of spades. The funny thing is, if I had two red aces, I would have folded. I would have folded and tried my 73k for something else, because I, I would have known that if I called, I couldn't improve unless I hit an ace, and then he would, probably would have shoved on the river, and I would have had a tough, a really tough decision. So I would have just folded, thinking I'm probably screwed, or he's probably drawing something that can beat me anyway. But because I had the ace of spades, I couldn't fold it. So I called, and I don't really regret that call. I do regret betting the turn. I, I just kind of wish I checked behind. Because I was that limit limit holdem player in you, wasn't that, it? That's exactly what it was. That's the sad thing. It was the limit holdem player in me. Because in limit holdem, you always bet that turn 100%. In limit holdem, you want to value bet everybody. You don't ever want to let people get there. Because you can't make very big bets in limit holdem, so you've got to make sure to bet every street when you're ahead. And, and you, you don't ever consider folding something like aces in that spot in limit hold'em. So you can never be run off the hand. So it was the limit pl- hold'em player in me that made me bet that turn instead of checking behind. Now the funny thing is, last year in the World Series main event, this year in various events I played, I did a very good job, even in this main event earlier, I did a very good job noticing when I was in bad spots or noticing when I could be check-raised or something like that and avoiding it. I was very good at avoiding wasting chips. 
I didn't do very well in this World Series, but I was very good at avoiding wasting chips and keeping myself alive. Where it turned out, I'd make a decision and it turned out I was right. Somehow, this hand, I wasn't myself. This hand, I was having like a lapse. And I bet the turn when the normal me would have checked that turn. I was too empowered by that spade I had in my hand, the ace of spades. So he check-raised me. So once he check-raises me, i got to call. Because if I get a spade, then any flush he has, I can beat. Any straight he has, I can beat. Or if he has just a six, I can beat that too. He's got like six, eight. I can beat him. So I called. The river was a queen of clubs. Didn't change a damn thing. He goes all in. I've got 48K in front of me. And I sit, and I sit, and I sit, and I know I'm beat. But I talk myself into believing, what if he had 8-9? What if he has pocket fives of the five of spades? What if this? What if that? What if he has pocket nines? What if he has pocket eights? What if I call and he turns over one of these hands and I have a stack of over 200k, which is what I would have had had I called in one? And after thinking about it for not long enough, I did think for a while, but I should have thought for longer. I said, call. And he actually had a look on his face like he felt guilty. He actually had a look on his face like, not that he didn't want to win my chips, but like he kind of felt bad for me. And he now, now, let me ask you. He made a very deep run himself. Uh, I, I, I know it was definitely top 100. I want to say he went on somewhere like... He went 39th. Uh, 39th, okay. Now, I, I, I mean, I know this isn't like sports or football, but, I mean, is your mentality at all that you could you at any point start rooting for him? Just to say, well, at least I got knocked out by the champion? No. Like, kind of like in football. I mean, well, so, I'll yeah, there's never... I'll tell you how I felt. First of all, I just okay. tell people who don't know, he turned over 6'7". He beat me with 6-7. He flopped the boat, so I didn't even really have that spade draw. And I thought of that, too. I was thinking on the turn, like, I wonder if I'm drawing dead. And I was drawing, well, not completely dead, but I thought, like, what if I'm drawing to two outs? So that's what I was. I was drawing to two outs. But um, he turned over 6-7, flopped the boat. If I had checked behind, then he would have bet the turn, but it wouldn't have gone all in because he he had no idea I had aces. He would have thought that I had ace-king or something. And he just or, or something like a, a pair like eights or nines, and he, he'd want to get value out of me. So he probably would have bet like 20k on the river, 25k. I would have called it, and I would have been left with uh, you know, 70k to play with. So that's would you have played the hand differently if he didn't shout out spade when he did? No, I didn't let his table talk affect me. I, I just messed up the hand. I did, I, the yeah. worst part, the worst part was the river. The the turn bet. In hindsight, I agree that. Checking behind was better, but because I had the ace of spades and looked like I probably had outs, that wasn't that bad of a bet, but it was the river, I was definitely screwed. I just knew he had it, and the problem was I was dealing with my tournament life here at the World Series main event, and while 48K is crappy, and I need two double-ups to get back into shape, it's not impossible to get two double-ups. It's not like I'd be folding and have 5K left. Here I'd be folding and have 48K left, when the average is like 160. So, uh, it was very frustrating. It was a bad play. It was the worst hand I've played at the World Series in years. I mean, I can't. I'm, I think back, and I can't even think about a hand I've played worse in the last few years. Um, so, it, very disappointing that that had to happen to me in the main event. And this is the same person. When I say the same person, I mean me, who folded a set of fours with a short stack last year on day two, and was right. 
I folded a set of fours, thinking that the guy to my left, based on certain betting tells and just regular tells he had, I thought he either had a higher set or a straight. And I was right, he had a straight. And I folded and I kept myself alive for another day and a half. And I would have lost the hand. I folded on the turn, I would have missed the river and busted. So the same person who folded a set of fours on the turn with a short stack couldn't lay down the aces unimproved. So very sad that I couldn't do that. And uh, that was the end of my World Series. And I've had a lot of moments since then. It's been about a week now. I've had a lot of moments since then where I think back to it and it just bothers me. Like I get pissed off for a few seconds. Like I think back... I was actually trying not to read much coverage of the main event because it would make me depressed. And the reason it makes me depressed is because I messed up. Now, had I folded the river, or even had I played the hand perfectly and checked behind the turn and called the river, I probably wouldn't have cashed because I would have had, in the best case scenario, less than average, less than half average stack. But I had less than half average stack for a lot of time in 2010, and I got 88th. So... I, I proved myself two years ago that with a shortish type stack, you can still do well in the main event with a little bit of luck and uh, playing it right. So and some discipline. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm really 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 frustrated with myself for it. And and I even had a dream. This shows you how much this has affected me. I had a dream. I was just going to ask you if you were dreaming about it because I know I would be yeah. having nightmares. I actually had a dream. We're going to take a call here, but I'm going to tell you about the dream, and then we'll get to the caller. I had a dream when I took a nap this afternoon that. They had some weird thing going on at the World Series where you could re-enter if you've busted, and the re-entry begins on day five. And you start with a regular 30K stack, but at least you have the opportunity to run it up. And it's like this special like side version of day five where the people who make it past it then integrate with the regular people on day six. So I played that, ran super well, just put a beat down on everybody at the table, and I thought, this is kind of strange. I don't really understand how, like, coming into day six, how I'm going to have enough chips to compete. But, hey, you know, I'm glad I have the chance. And I was doing really well. And then sitting there as a chip leader, someone says to me, or I ask somebody, so we're going on to the main event, right? And they go, no, 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 this is just a side tournament. So it turned out it was just like a, a little side tournament that had nothing to do with the main event for people who had already busted. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I thought I was going to be able to undo what happened to me. I thought I'd be able to get back in now, and now I'm out. But I said, "All right, at least maybe I'll win. Dream. At least I'll win this maybe, and take home some good money, and forget about the main event disaster." And then I woke up and I go, "Oh crap! Can't even do that." How long will something like this haunt you? I think it's going to be a while. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just wish I'd much rather it was a bad beat. I mean, it was kind of a bad beat, but uh, I'd much rather that like I got in, in aces against kings and lost. That that wouldn't right. haunt me nearly as much as my own mistake. So, right. anyway, that's uh, that's what happened to me. And this is in the same World Series where the very first event I lost four straight hands to bubble the 5K limit hold'em. This is the same World Series where the very next event I uh, had half the chips in a limit shootout with five people left, and the other four people had the chips kind of spread out amongst them. I was just slamming everybody and lost heads up. Brandon lost heads up there, too. Very disappointing for him as well. And, you know, this is the same World Series where uh, I, I just could never get anything done. The one deep run I had where I did cash, I, I lost on the river with uh, pocket eights against ace-jack. So, 
very, very frustrating series and just ending in the worst way where I misplayed it. I, the 5K limit where I bubbled, I didn't misplay it. I just ran really bad at the end. This one, I misplayed. Anyway, enough with that. Uh, just uh, it's my In own. terms uh, of series since you started playing, where would you rate this? I mean, obviously nowhere near the top, but how does this rate since you started playing at the WSOP? Well, um, last year was very similar. I had one small cache, and that was it. Uh, but last year, I didn't feel that I screwed up anything. I'm not saying I played every hand perfectly, but I didn't have any kind of egregious mistakes where I was just kicking myself for not doing something differently that I should have done differently. This, this year, I didn't have that either until the main event. And last year in the main event, I, you know, I did a good job surviving with, with pretty lousy cards through about 87% of the field and, and uh, you know, went out like 80th when they were paying I know, 700 spots. But I was disappointed, but I did all I could, and I went out in a very standard fashion. Pocket sevens, short stack, button, all in, called by queens in the small blind. I mean, you couldn't get more standard than that. So I, I wasn't saying, oh, man, why did I ship those sevens? No. I had a very short stack. I had to ship those sevens. How, how do I know there's queens to my left? So, like, that didn't bother me nearly as much as this year. Anyway, caller, uh, hello. Who, who is this? Caller. Hello. hello. He, he's just sitting here listening to us. What area code? 703. 703. 703, which is, uh, like, the D.C.'s area. Not D.C. itself, but kind of like, uh, I think, like, Maryland by Washington, D.C. Hello? Yes. Hello. Hi. Oh, okay. Uh, hello. Uh, first time caller, actually, here. Um, yeah, it's a drop. Was that 30 minutes soliloquy there uh, on just one hand? <laughs> <laughs> it was a sol- soliloquy on my whole World Series, but he has that one hand. I mean, it's, it's been you, You've never, I guess, wait, have you listened to our show before? <laughs> uh, I, I listened to uh, Donk Down, I think, a few times. But, okay. Uh, but this is my first time listening to this new show. Okay. Would we know you by any yeah, uh, I, I forum? Haven't, I haven't played poker since the. Uh, sorry, uh, I haven't listened. Uh, or I haven't played poker in a while uh, since the uh, ban or whatever happened. Okay, so who are you? Do we, yeah, like, luckily I didn't have too much money though, huh? Are you known as a name on our forums that we would know? Uh, no, no, actually. Okay, no problem. So, uh, so were you calling um, just to comment that I took too long to describe the hand? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you? I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm pretty. Impressed by your memory, I've got to say. <laughs> well, it's hard to forget that. I mean, I was just remember everything in such detail. It's pretty impressive, I got to say. Um, but yeah, you. Know, I mean, you kind of remind me of like a conservative talk show host. Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you Republican? I actually am Republican. You kind of have that same that. tone. You, you kind of have that pompous tone to your voice that only seems like conservative talk radio. Do you have anything nice have. to say, Colin? Yeah, I mean, so, so far it hasn't been, other than that, I have a good memory, he hasn't been very nice. Is he referring to, like, Rush Limbaugh by any chance? Yeah. Oh, this, this yeah. is Rush Limbaugh wait, here. Wait, 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 one second, one second, one second. Hey, can you play back that, that voicemail uh, that you were leaving, or like, when you were calling Peter, or Peter D.C. or whatever? Sure. Fire it away again, Jeff. Mike Esposito. You really want to hear Mike Esposito again? Well, he's yeah, can we November. do it one more time? Just one more time. He's a November Niner. Remember, Jeff, how you used to get excited just to hear the Iceman's voicemail? This is kind of like what it must excite the Maryland outside D.C. kid. <laughs> give, we give our audience what they Northern want. Virgi- Northern Virginia, actually. Northern Virginia, okay. okay. It was something like that. All right. We are going to play it again for you, kiddo. Please. And now, please. What, and please. How, did you, how did you... I'm curious... 
Out of curiosity, what uh, brought you here tonight? What, you've, you haven't listened to any of our other uh, Druff, Drexel and Vala shows before? No, Hello. I mean, I like the uh, Donk Down Radio. I, I liked it when it was like you, Mike Hahn. I like Mike Hahn. I thought he was pretty funny. Pretty well, you, you, can still, you can still find him on his site. He hasn't gone anywhere, so. Yeah. So <laughs> he's, he's not part of this show. Are you gonna play? Are you are you gonna are you gonna play that voicemail or what? You're, you're pretty demanding here for a first time caller, but okay. But, uh, we're gonna call up Mike's phone number and listen to the voice on the voicemail. So let's take a listen right here. The mailbox belonging to Mike Esposito. Esposito. Mike Esposito. <laughs> Mike, uh, that's enough. That's enough. But I mean, I mean, Jeff, you really do sound like Rush Limbaugh, like in that little segment there. You really do. Wait, hold on. Backing up for a second. What is it about the Mike Esposito voicemail that that uh, that you like so much? It's 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 Druff when he's talking. It's I mean. Oh, it's a whole hi. This is Druff from Poker Front Alert. That's a part. That really, it's not even that Esposito I mean, part. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's his tone. It's absolutely his tone. But but wait. But, but back to what you were talking about with the. Uh, with the World Series of Poker, the guy who voluntarily uh, didn't play yeah. uh, the day five. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny that you guys were actually surprised that he wasn't Jewish. <laughs> I mean, would, it, would, it, would a Jew really turn that down, that opportunity? Well, it's I mean, the fact that he wouldn't, was not willing to play on the Sabbath. That that would the Sabbath would be something generally that a Jewish person would yeah on Friday night. I mean, what do you think about like someone won't play from Friday night to Saturday night? That sounds like a Jew to me. I, I agree that, it, that it's very un-Jewish money-wise to do that, but sometimes you have those conflicts. Sometimes you have those conflicts. The mailbox belonging to Mike Esposito. That, right. That's just for you. Yeah, that's all I really want to say, so, but, all right. Now, Lurker in uh, the North, Northern Virginia area, we're going to be calling uh, Teddy the Iceman Monroe uh, very shortly. Uh, what is your opinion of him? Have you uh, ever interacted I, I, with him I've before? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I've never I've never been to uh, to Vegas. I'm not old enough to gamble in the states, so I go to Europe and gamble there once in a while. But I had a feeling the caller um, was uh, on the young side. Uh, this, this is Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Radio <laughs> Network. Uh, I have to say, this caller to me sounds like a liberal. He, he sounds like a liberal who is a young, uh, pot-smoking hippie type. And uh, you know, from what I can tell people, from what I can tell friends. Uh, He's just somebody who we cannot trust to have any kind of legitimate opinion about the poker world or even about Mike Esposito in general. So he calls up here and actually wants to hear a scammer's voice on the radio. I think that's a, all we need to know about this caller. Is that good? Well, well Druff, I think, I think uh, you could use some perspective in life. Uh, you know, uh, what, what perspective I think, you know, do I need? Psychedelics would, would help you gain some perspective some importance and priorities. I mean, the fact that you're going over this hand history, uh, you know, playing one hand uh, in that much detail, yeah, I think it's pretty ridiculous. It was, it was the yeah. hand that busted him out of the World Series. So yeah, it's the main event hand. Kind of, a, some, it's kind of a big impact yeah, hand. But, but, but Trump would be complaining about a hand like that in a free roll, probably. No, so, no. Well, he might complain about it, but I don't think he would have taken I mean, it to the honest, radio. That was pretty bad radio. That was pretty bad radio. Okay, but, well. I mean, sorry. Okay, well, you have your opinion, so yeah. it's well noted. Okay, I'll, I'll give you one uh, more thing before you can go here. Mike, can, can I be on the line and call Iceman, though? Because that's, uh... <laughs> After that, you want to stay Mike. on the line? I don't know. Take a listen right here. Yeah. The mailbox belonging to... Um, 
Mike Mike Esposito. What do you think, uh, guys in the chat room? Should this uh, this guy who's uh, complaining about the radio stay on the line? Uh, he's already gone. I got rid of him. He's gone. Yeah. He's, he's had enough time. He's, he's got to say his uh, his piece here. So, you know, he, he's uh, welcome. People are welcome to call in here even if they have bad things to say. But uh, What's the number again, Drum? Oh, it's, that's right. I haven't given the number yet. It's 775-FRAUD-55-775-372-8355. And yes, we the hung chat, up on that. The chat doesn't seem too happy with the. Uh, yeah, the, the chat didn't call. like the caller. Now, he, the, the caller's gone. We have a new caller on the phone. Hello. Caller? And the caller hung up on us. We're doing well today. Hmm. Well, um, let's take this opportunity since I, I told him eight, um, but I kind of figured that the. Uh, Ace's hand would, would might take a while, <laughs> so so I texted him and said, "Give us twenty minutes. We're talking about an Ace's hand." <laughs> give me, give me the phone number and we'll call him back. Yeah, I saw that around seven fifty. We were supposed to call the Ice Man at eight. At seven fifty, I texted him and said, "We're going to call you in thirty minutes. We're talking about an Ace's hand." And he just That's said, "Pretty I love you. Wow. Yeah. Um, Druff, do you have the Ice Man's number? Do you need me to Skype? Yeah, you'll need you? to send it to me. So we're calling send- up the Ice Man now. Wait, send it to you or not? Send it to me. Yes. Okay. Calling the Iceman, a, always a very popular segment on this show. People enjoy hearing from the Iceman, and uh, he will give us an update both about the song you guys heard at the very beginning of the show and some other things. That and what is the best part, Druff, uh, about calling the Iceman? The it's always a win-win situation. Yeah, the best part about calling the Iceman is whenever you call anybody else, you hope they answer the phone. <laughs> and if they don't, you get the very disappointing voicemail that you really don't want to hear. But the, vo- the Iceman, I love his voicemail box so much that even if we get his voicemail and miss him, it's still a win for me. So you, wow. you can't lose with calling the Iceman. You either get his hilarious voicemail, or you get him. That's why I love calling him. I can't lose. It's like a free roll. I have sent you the number. All right, I see that. So we're calling him Teddy the Iceman Monroe, and we're going to be checking in with him and find out about his venture into the music business. And if we can't reach him, we'll leave a message. Please leave your message for... <laughs> Please leave a message. Sorry, that mailbox is full. Please call again later. Oh, damn, I had something all planned. Well, I know I know he's uh, right now, or when I spoke with him about an hour before the show, he was in the Ven- at the Venetian, and at times they, uh, the cell service can yeah, be Yeah, this is uh, like first ring voicemail, so... So, yeah, let's try it. try it one more time. If not, I'll send him a text. Because I text him at... Let's see. Oh, there well, we go. There we go. Here we got both. We got his voicemail, and we're probably going to get him. Maybe not. It's okay. I'll, li- I'll listen to the voicemail again. I'm texting him, too. Oh, okay. Nope. I just... Okay. Hang up. I refuse to hang up. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. Let's do that part. His phone went dead, he said. Please leave your message for... Yeah, please leave a message. Sorry, that mailbox. Okay, hold on. Let me send you. It's funny. Enough, just as we call him, he said, "Brandon, have Donald call this number. My phone has gone dead." So okay, let's try this. Remember, but this one won't have as good of a voicemail. It's probably isn't even his phone. It's probably the poor kid next to him that uh, is intimidated by the 300-pound black man. Okay, here we go. I just sent you yeah, another number. It. That's funny. 
please leave a message for please leave a message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to know whose phone this is. <laughs> Maybe it's one of the ice girls. Three to two, it's a white kid. <laughs> I'm kind of excited to hear this voicemail. Please leave your message for... No. CD. God, really? TD. Okay. I'll uh, try the number back. I'm going to try one more time. Oh, I want to hear that name again. TV. I think your read is correct, though. It probably was the guy next to him. Wouldn't it be funny if we actually got Mike Esposito? Can we call this number? <laughs> Hello? Is, is this Teddy? Teddy uh, I'm looking for Teddy the Iceman Monroe. Yeah, heck yeah. Here you go. Okay. We should ask for TD. Hello? Is this Teddy Iceman Monroe? Yo, this is me. What's happening? You're live on the Druff Drexel Vowel Show on Poker Fire Alert with myself, Brandon Gerson, Donald, and our new female host that you've never heard of, Layla. Say hello, Iceman, Layla, Donald. Hello. Everybody. Yeah. Good to talk to you again, I'll Iceman. It's a beautiful name. I know that much. How you doing, Miss Layla? Layla? Layla. I guess Layla. Yeah, hello. We have you on the line. How are you? I'm fine. I'm doing just fine. Well, very good to talk to you. Yeah. Long-time fan. I know, right? Oh, yeah. So, what's, <laughs> what's going on, uh, Brandon? Uh, well, Iceman, as we had talked on the phone earlier, before the show started, we played a song that you wrote the lyrics for and produced called Deal Me In. Uh, and uh, it was to critical acclaim. Uh, the whole internet loved it. Tell us, uh, before we get into this, with so much to talk about, you haven't been on radio for about two months. Uh, the fans have been wanting to know what's going on. What's going on with the music business now? Everyone loved the song. Are you producing? You have the CD coming out. Talk to us. What's going on? Give us the word. All right. Uh, actually, you know, uh, I got my uh, my artist right here. His name is Travis. Uh, we call him TD. Uh, abbreviation. Is that the uh, is that the person we just called and it said, "Please leave a yeah. message for TD." Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why I had you to call this phone, my phone was going dead. But anyway, um, yo, uh, you, you know me and uh, TD, we we met at the uh, WSOP. And, you know, I asked him a question, can he rap? And he said, yeah. And so I have a best friend. His name is Dan Vegas. He's one of the the, the best uh, producers in the world, the number one, for, the best, yes, yes. Uh, T.D. said the best in the world uh, in Huntington Beach. And uh, so we best friends. We've been best friends for years now. And uh, I called him up and I said, uh, I told Dan, I said, look, you know, I have a I have a friend here, 
uh, his name is TD, which is Travis, and I said, uh, we need to come to the studio and uh, we want to make a record uh, that, that revolves around uh, poker. And uh, Don said, come on up and uh, let's do it. And we did it. So do you normally just ask folks that you meet at, at the WSOP if they can rap? No. Um, no. Did that come up? No, no actually, yeah, actually, he was at the table and he was singing at the table, and I told him, I said, listen, you know, I write too, and I was like, I like the way you, uh, you know, you're rapping over there, and I said, uh, I think that, uh, you know, if you come to the studio with me in Huntington Beach, I think that we can record some great music, and when he came up there and met Dan, and, you know, Dan is one of the best beat beat masters in the world, right. it was magic after that, it was just totally magic. Now, Donald, uh, do you think Donald's running uh, the soundboard tonight from the radio station? Can you maybe just cue uh, Donald maybe a minute into the song so we can hear maybe 10 seconds, 20 seconds of Travis for those that didn't hear the song earlier? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Uh, keep doing the interview. I, I got to get that ready. Yeah, okay. We're going we're gonna to play a little bit of this. And again, Iceman, we had it on uh, earlier. So uh, is this going to be – how are people going to buy this CD? Is it going to be sold in uh, card rooms, uh, online? Uh, IcemanNightlife.com. How are people uh, that like this it's, get a copy? It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. iTunes is going to be in stores. Everywhere. Everywhere you can think of buying it, you could probably buy it on your phone. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be sold everywhere. Okay, okay, so here's a little piece of Deal Me In. And it actually has a male and female singer, but uh, here's a little piece of it. D&D, baby, tell me on the hook, yo, they about to pay. Put my stack off the table, get beer to the head, had a weight in the room, threw the cash on my face. Catchy song. Feel me in. Woo! That's Lindsay Bonds. Lindsay Bonds. Now, you know, it's refreshing because it seems like every black backup female artist now, it's always like Nicki Minaj. So it's really refreshing to hear a young upcoming, and she has an amazing voice, obviously. Where are you this Lindsay Minaj at? How did you find her? Darren, brother. Yeah, yeah. Our producer, He's uh, recording albums with her, and uh, and like I he's done, he done he done so much with so many big time stars like Tupac, Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, TL, TLC, Snoop Dogg, yeah, 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 He was he was with uh, you know Shug Shug for about you know four five years, so you know, um, he's one of the best. And, and, you know, when he records you and he makes a beat for you, believe me, you got a record deal. Now, uh, I, I mentioned on the radio to uh, Donald and Layla and also as well to our audience that you and I had the privilege of talking on the phone uh, for about 45 minutes before we went on air, and you explained that uh, Travis did the rapping in this song 
because I guess, quote-unquote, it was like a clean song. And you played yeah. on doing another track that was more, uh, we'll just say... Hardcore? Yeah. A little bit of my life into it. And, you know, I know pushing that one first, you know, it wouldn't... It, it wouldn't me and, me and Darren talked about it, and uh, he was like, you know, pushing that one first. It'd be a little bit too much for the people, you know. So, yeah, it's too deep. And, and you know, push and deal me in is exactly what the people want to hear. And then right after that, when I come with my song, they're going to just love that even more. Yeah. Now, we, 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 yeah. We, we, also, we also produced uh, Poker After Dark, but we're yeah. not releasing it. We're not releasing that yet. Now, okay, what... What is uh, the holdup on Poker After Dark? Is it uh, the copyright? Yeah, we, was the name? No, no. We're waiting for uh, sponsorship, you know, and, you know, we're waiting for a deal to be cut, you know, before we do it. I know that everybody in the world going to love it. And it should, it, it should take Poker After Dark from 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. in the morning to prime time because mm-hmm. that's how good. My producer made the beat for uh, Poker After Dark. It's incredible. Now, and and me and Travis is the one rapping on it. Now, I have a request from one of our listeners. Uh, would TD be willing to freestyle on the on the radio for us? Yeah, yeah, we, we ain't got no problem. We can freestyle. Uh, you know, we, we got a lot of songs. He can freestyle. Pull up the uh, one of the freestyles you right. know, a minute ago. One with the uh, yeah. Living life high, rolling, late night, no limit, hold em. We worldwide, baby. We worldwide. <laughs> give them, give them, give them uh, uh, the beat. Uh, give them the rap song with, uh, this one here is fascinating. Uh, the one with these. Now, would the help of Donald beatbox a little bit while he rapped? Or? I was going to ask, uh, who, yeah. who knows how to beat? Yeah, I can do it. I, I can. can. I can do Donald, beatboxing. can you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, as soon as Travis starts with the lyrics, let's see what we can do. Make some good radio. I'll begin when he begins. There you go. Okay, go ahead, Travis. All right, here we go. That's right. Now that the Tia, the Russian Fila, notice the real, they say they believe in them just because she of the love. From living hell to living well, it's real love. Like I feel us, it's all hearty. Where's it on its sleeve? Living with the rhythm hidden, giving back to those who feel it be produced by the one and only TV. It's the players, Mr. Vegas, Iceman, and TV. And we be living life high, rolling, late night, no limit, hold em. We worldwide, baby. We worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That 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 was just a part of it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, just a part. Wow. Now, Iceman, my 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 producer wanna he wanna talk to y'all too as well. You know, he's waiting on okay. you to call him on a freeway. Okay. Um, hold on. Uh, his yeah. number is uh. No, hold on. No, 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 no. You don't want to do that. You don't want to because we're live on the radio. Okay. You don't want to give out a number like that. That's true. I'll tell, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I do. I'm going to text it to you right now, Brandon. Okay, yeah, text okay. me the number. And also, Iceman, yeah. I, mentioned, I mentioned on radio earlier that you have a song. You haven't decided on the title. The working title is City of Sin. And uh, that is a song that you're going to be rapping yourself. And I know that you, already have the, you already have the lyrics down, but you didn't want to give up, give up too much about it. 
uh, yeah. you, on the radio earlier, you said that you'd be willing to give, for the first time ever, anybody, like a good 20-second or so, just glimpse of your next single, again, which working title is uh, Sin, City of Sin. Would you mind going ahead and just giving us some of the lyrics, Iceman? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, it, says, it starts off like this. Uh, welcome to the city of sin, where you can't be afraid to push your chips all in. I used to push weight till I went up state. Now I'm out Vegas where I'm playing high stakes. The ICE, born again winner. Remember when I used to sling cocaine for dinner? Now I'm in a city where the lights shine bright. Stay getting money, stacking chips all night. I said, yeah. I'm the number one player. You can ask a baby girl. Got the dialing headphones going around the world. <laughs> yeah. I like the cooking for dinner. Lyrics. Good stuff, Ice Man. Excellent. The chat is going crazy. Justified Homicide, a boy out of uh, the mean streets of Philly loves it. Crow Diddley, Spew Artist, Muck Fight Con, PLO, Peter McNeil there from uh, Eastside, they all love it. Jason thinks it's juicy. They all just love it. Even One Step, and, and he's uh, homosexual, not that we judge anybody. He's, he thinks it's great. The chat is going crazy. The, I, the chat is going crazy. You, 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 got, you got to definitely hear the beat. The beat to it is incredible, you know. It's, it's ridiculous. And, uh, and, and you know, I, I, I really want to put my uh, producer on the phone because I told him, you know, he was going to talk too. Uh, just so you know, Peter McNeil is in the chat. He's a uh, former British stage uh, actor. He wrote in the chat, fuck, that was good. And this is coming from, like, an older, you know, just European type, you know, very well-respected former uh, European stage actor. He thought it was amazing as well. So definitely. Yeah, in the, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I wanted to make sure, I, I, you know, I wanted to say, yeah, to, to all my neighbors made me famous, I want to thank you. Damn, it feels good to be a motherfucking gangster. It's <laughs> <laughs> been awesome to chat. Someone you met before, Bootsy Collins. Uh, you might not know him, but he met you. He lives in uh, California, and he comes out to Vegas. He met you. He said, uh, tell him Bootsy Collins thinks the beat is amazing. Bootsy loves it. And uh, you know, if you want to give a shout out to Bootsy, you know he's been a little dismayed because there was a hat incident with uh, a former partner a while back. But Bootsy Collins wants us to let you know, Iceman, he loves it, thinks the beat is amazing. So does Jason. The chat's going crazy, buddy. Hey, tell Bootsy I love him too. You know, and also, uh, you know, Darren loves everybody too. You know, uh, eventually, you know, y'all will be seeing us, all three of us, all four of us actually. Yeah. On stage real soon. Uh, hopefully, we get a deal done uh, sooner or later. You know, um, the best off on the table, you know, we willing to do business. So, you know, right now, things is up in the air. We, we got an offer, but, you know, we still we still looking for, you know, great deals. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, yeah, we put it on there. With a great deal, all we do is, is produce great products. That's all we do. Now, you know I, I mean? spent, do you want when you're done? Uh, as I agreed earlier, we will call your producer. Give us some background. Who, who is this producer again? He's the one that did Dr. Dre and Tupac and all yes, that. Yeah, yeah, he's number one. You can you can Google him. His name is uh, Dan Vegas, and you'll see him all in all in the uh, you know internet with uh, 
you know, the, uh, straight night and all the guys, and you know, and yeah, yeah, and he, he's a white cat, fly Hollywood type, you know, handsome guy, you know what I mean, and uh, and and, he, and he's raw, you know. I mean, he, he, yo, yo, that's my best friend. We've been friends now for about eight years. I love him to death, Dan. I know you're listening on your radio. I just, I, yeah, me, me and Chitty just want to let you know we love you. And uh, we we giving you the, your shout-out. You know, we letting you know we love you, baby. When can, we, when can we see you on stage? You said we can see the four of you on stage. What is the first plan you have for where we can see you all on stage? No, I think you meant us, I, Donald, the four of us. Oh, you meant the four of us? Um, okay. Layla, me, Donald, you, and, and uh, Iceman. Oh, I didn't know that. That's what I think you meant, right? <laughs> well, you know, we're actually, you know, we're in negotiation of uh, trying to uh, see if we can say, do this thing on uh, on the day of the uh, of the main event, the final table. And um, so we, we, we trying to wait off on that. But, you know... Until you know we sign a contract, that's when it's a done deal. You know, if that don't work out, we're gonna keep pushing until we get this deal done. Now, Iceman, do you have plans for another single to, uh, after this comes out? Oh yeah, of course. We got another I was single. Hoping, I was hoping that you might consider me to do a, a voice voiceover, it's, just a short spot in the next one. We we got about eight songs right here. Um, you know, we, we could sing another one. Uh, yeah. So, so would you actually no, consider no. Layla to do a voiceover or a little uh, part of singing in one of the tracks? I'm sure there's an audition process or something like that. Or <laughs> do I have to audition? Well, you know. Who are you? Do you have to audition? Yeah. Do you have to, uh, <laughs> do you have to I mean, yeah, you have to come in front of us and sing. But you know, um, I mean, like you know. We, we we already you know as a group right now and you know everybody had you know put you know some came to the table with something to make these things work because it costs. Do I have to wear costs. a bikini when I audition? Oh my God, you look like that. <laughs> no, I'm you just might, asking, you, you know. You might as well be in the video. Iceman, I'll send you a picture of Layla. Uh, when 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 are you gonna ch- when are you gonna have your phone charged? Do you have a charge yeah. tonight? Yeah, I got a charge on the way. You know, I got um the solo charges on the way. You know, I want to ask you since we are speaking about since we are speaking, Iceman, about phones. Um, this is something that's very interesting. One of my uh, let me just find this message here. One of my friends, uh, John Faversham, he's actually Nigel's brother, uh, works at the Venetian, and he told me last night, uh, and you can confirm this. You know, people just, you know, you know how it is being a celebrity. People always report on you. But I got a text from uh, Nigel Faversham's brother, John, that you were playing 2-5 yesterday, and your cell phone just went poof. And then you went up to John Faversham, and you said, hey, man, I need you to technically, expertly fix this. He said that he looked, and your battery was totally black. And he said to you laughing, Teddy, your phone just got freezed. And you said, oh, my goodness, I got producers calling me. I need to get my phone fixed. Now, did, is this is something that happened like this with your phone yesterday? Yeah, no, actually, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah the, phone, the phone just went dead. I, I couldn't believe it. I, that's the first time it ever happened, but, yeah, it went dead on me. And uh, as soon as I got home and plugged it up, it charged right on up. So, you know. 
Well, I, I just want to tell you, by the way, Teddy, uh, we called your phone first since it's, uh, I guess, it's dead right now. But uh, your mailbox is actually full because we were actually going to leave a message for please leave a message, but your your mailbox was full and we couldn't do that. So I just want to tell you that maybe you should clear your mailbox out if you want to get some important calls. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know about the mailbox being full. Okay. Just wanted to let you know about that. Now, Teddy, let me ask. Yeah, I'm going to clear that. Obviously, uh, you know, being a celebrity, being a well-known poker player, uh, you know, you, you're, you're, I guess, obviously accustomed to this, but there's been a lot of stuff on the Internet uh, this whole summer. seems like every time I log on, you know, people are talking or saying they played with you or just one rumor after another. Uh, what's what's going on? Like, how, how, what happened this summer? How was your summer? Just uh, what what can you tell us? Well, my, my, my summer was great, you know, especially working with Don uh, Vegas. I mean, like, you know, being around here, being around him and being around TD, you know, there's there's no great feeling. It's, it's like, you know, me playing poker. You know, I did really well in the three weeks of playing poker at the WSOP. And then, you know, I went to Huntington Beach, and then we was in there, we, we, we was in the studio uh, for like a, a week or two until we got these songs completed and uh and you know now my focus is on making sure you know I get us a record deal. So what, what, uh, was what poker room these days can people find you at the most? Because that was a question in the chat. Uh, I actually, you know, like I made it, I made a uh, commitment to myself, you know, not to sit too long and. Uh, Runs. But, you, you know, you can always breeze through and find me at Venetian, or, you you know, you can find me at Wynn. And then, you know, I, I'm always on Huntington Beach with Darren, and then we, we go to, uh, you know, the bike. We go to the commerce. We just keep it moving, you know. Nice, nice. Well, Teddy, if you want to uh, text me your producer's number, his name's Darren Vegas, right? Yeah. Okay, if you want to text yeah. me the number, we just don't want to... He can hear you. He's listening on the Internet, so he can hear you talking. Okay. I mean, we just don't want to give out his phone number uh, on the air, because then everyone's going to hear it. They might, you, know, get, you know, we have weird people. We have this one guy named One Step. He's in love with Tom Dwan. He'll start calling, maybe. So if you want to text it to me, uh, when we at some point during the show, we can call him and, uh, you know, whatever he wants to talk about and promote uh, yeah. the CD yeah. and that... Oh yeah, you gonna you gonna love to talk to him. He's one of the best in the world. Very professional, you know. And uh, I got nothing but you know great things to uh, to say about the guy. I'm the best, you know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, Teddy, thank you for coming yeah. on. And uh, yeah. again, what uh, what is the best avenue for those that want to purchase? Uh, now, is this a CD? I mean, I know Cletus of uh, PSA fame got this CD yesterday. He emailed me the song I played, uh, the uh, song called Deal Me In. Now, is it? do you have an actual full CD that you're selling, or are they just singles right now? What? What? what tell me more about that. Is it a well, full well, CD? Well, we gave out the, the, the ones I had out was the classic ones so people can... Frame it once they finally hear it on the radio. They can say he gave me one with a signature on it. So don't, that CD is, they can put it up. Um, you know, after that, you know, we set it up where uh, they can buy it on iTunes this week. Um, and uh, 
that that'll be one one way you can buy it. And then you know, hopefully uh, by this week we'll have a, a deal done where it's so, uh Well, well, my partner just called me and told me he just got his dis, uh, dis, uh, distribution uh, license. So hopefully when we get the deal uh, done, hopefully this week somebody come up and make 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 a. Uh, a great number where where we like it, and then uh, we just we're gonna start selling the CDs, putting putting them in every stores. I mean, all the songs we did, uh, we yeah, we we putting out our own album. Uh, TD gonna have an album. I'm gonna have an album. And uh, uh, and one of our one of our listeners right now, Muck Ficon, uh he's been, he always listens to the show, and his actual his girlfriend as well is listening, and she really liked the song we played, and she's also a fan of yours. How would, how would somebody that does not live in Vegas, such as Muck Ficon's girl, be able to obtain an authentic autographed Teddy the Iceman Monroe uh, CD with your autograph on it? How, how is that possible yet? Yeah. Um Actually, they can um, they can go to my website, and I have like a notebook on my website, and they can just you know write on my notebook and write their address okay. or whatever, and then I send it to them. Okay, Mark Ficon, just write on the notebook. Write on his notebook. Text. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying, write on his notebook. It's a very standard way to get autographs on the internet. Yeah. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah, so Teddy, if you want to send me your producer's number, Donald or Darren in Vegas, I will call him right now. And uh, as always, we're glad to have you on, buddy. And we hope this uh, takes off. We love the song. I mean, Donald, yeah. Donald, we go ahead and sing it one more time, Donald. Just the catchy part that you liked. I Bye, think yeah. everyone liked that, Donald. Yeah, yeah, I think. Okay, let's, let's yeah, just do, do the deal me part. It's yeah, okay. catchy. Yeah. Good song. Yeah. Everybody's jamming yeah. to it over at the Vowels household as well. And, and you know, I feel like I'm ready to sing. You know what I mean? Now, Teddy, <laughs> think about you. Our new show have a sexy female coach. We've changed the dynamic. Donald and I, we auditioned high and low and found somebody in uh, the great state of um, Arizona, uh, Layla, who is now our third uh, third part of the show. What do you think? The dynamic of having a sexy female on our radio show. Oh, I think it's wonderful. I mean, like, you know, because you're always calling up, you know, celebrity males, and, and they want to hear uh, a sexy voice and uh, such as Layla. And uh, I appreciate, you know, Layla like liking the music, and I want to thank her for supporting me and everything and supporting uh, us as well. And, and I just want to let you know later, uh, the Iceman, you know, I'm always thinking about you, and I can't wait to get a chance to meet you. Oh, I can't wait to get so a chance to meet you. I'm going to hit you up on Twitter for sure. Awesome. Well, Iceman, thank you for taking the time to uh, call us when you have your uh, yet I guess it's right now just under the tentative title, The City of Sin. When you have that released and you want to come on and promote it, have us play it on air, let me know. We'll be more than happy to. Uh, Donald is good with the sound. But, I mean, he's hard. You heard Donald singing along to, uh, yeah, to, deal, to me deal Me In. in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just let us know, buddy. Uh, love having you on the show. And uh, just keep in touch with us, okay? I will. And, and you know, Brandon, if somebody call your show... 
and you know they want to talk to the ice man and say, hey, yo, we love them, we you know we want them. You know, give me a call, hit me up, and let me know, and uh, let's get this money out here. We ready, we ready. And also, Iceman, shout out to your boy Travis. I'm not sure if he's listening. I assume I'm not because you're on his phone, but uh, let him know that uh, the PFA crew likes it and uh, very positive responses to his uh, rapping. Yeah, PFA so. PFA loves TD. You got it, you got it. And uh, I want to give a big shout out to all the fans that's listening. Uh, and I want to let you know, Iceman, TD, and uh, DV, we coming to a town near you. Stay tuned. Look out. You're getting ready to change the world, baby. It's kind of, it's kind of like the monkeys. He's coming to our town. Oh, and also, I'm not sure, Iceman, before we let you go, there was some uh, two two things real fast. Do you have, have you been following the main event at all? Do you have a favorite uh, in this, uh, in the final nine to win it? No, I didn't follow the man. I didn't follow. I was, you know, I've been, you know, I've been writing and making sure my product is good. So when it's time to go, uh-huh. and, you know, we can perform, you know, I've been focusing on that. But I've been playing a little bit cars too, so, no, I haven't been following that much. And also, secondly, I'm not sure if you're aware, but very famous internet uh, 2 plus 2 scammer. I'm sure you know uh, what I'm talking about. Uh, Peter Falcone, a.k.a. Mike Esposito, was actually uh, released from jail today. Many expected him to get a prison sentence up to 10 years for everyone that he's stolen from, but he only ended up getting, uh, like, a three-year suspended sentence and some gambling. Was it, uh, Donald, a gambling anonymous yeah, yeah, like uh, like class a, or something? Yeah, like a compulsive gambler's work. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's your opinion on what happened to... Uh, to Peter Falcone, did you think it, it was too light a, light a sentence like everyone else, or what? What was your opinion on on, on that? It's too light, definitely. You know, trust me. If, if, it, was, just, if it was me or you, what you think they would have did to us? Would have locked us up for sure, right? I, I 100%. Yeah. yeah, they would not just lock us up. They would have probably threw the whole jail on top of our head and yep. broke our body. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I can't be more right than that. Hello, people. This is Mike's phone number. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Yeah. So you know, this, you know, this ain't the first. This ain't the last. And believe me, you know the ice man and and Dan Vegas. We're gonna give y'all what you want. Hopefully, you know the deal will come quickly. And so y'all can see us. You know, we're ready to shoot the videos and everything. You know, we we already got all the songs. We got eight of them done, and and you know, and, and right now we got this one CD flying. Everybody love you. Think you love fill me in. You wait till you hear the rest of them. Go one more time, Donald. Fill me in. Fill me in. Oh wow, Layla. <laughs> yeah, I love Layla. Fill me in. Fill me in. Teddy, thanks for calling, bud, and we'll talk soon. Anytime you need to promote anything, you're always welcome here on uh, our show. Okay, bud? I love you, baby. All right. Thank you, Teddy. I'll text you. I love you too, Layla. I'll see you soon. And uh, I'll text you during number in in about five minutes. Okay? Okay. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was the Iceman. Man. Now, you don't have to actually admit, after hearing it out five or six times, that song is a little catchy. It is catchy. It's kind of catchy. Yeah. I know. It's going to be a hit. Do you? Do you?
Also, Filthy Limper of Brandon Drexel Gerson in general. He's back after, I guess that explains uh, Donald, uh, why he's been so busy the last yeah. uh, two months. Yeah. Now, Brandon, for those of us who don't know, why, when we're talking to Teddy the Iceman Monroe, why is uh, Todd Donald and why am I Layla? What do you mean? Yeah, those are our names. I don't, I don't see. I just I don't, I can question I don't, that. It. Do you understand what she's asking, Jeff? No, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's uh, well, I mean, uh, I my birth certificate. Uh, my birth certificate says Donald. Tonight. It says Donald would tell us on my birth certificate. Yeah, that I don't. doesn't explain Layla. What do you mean? You're Layla. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I thought you knew your own name before we began this podcast, but maybe I did not, not know. I, I was I was taken aback. <laughs> now, Layla, this was your first uh, encounter with the Iceman uh, on air. What uh, were your impressions? Well, I gotta say, I've tried to. Uh, get him to add me on Twitter, and he ignores me usually. So I I was very happy to finally have a chance to interact with you, him. You finally got dealt in to talk. Well, you know what? Tweet at him and tell him it's Layla, yeah. and okay. I promise you'll get a response. Yeah, I, I think you're going to get dealt in at this point. you're a good-looking woman as well. Yeah. You do, you, do you have a picture of you on uh, Twitter, Layla? Yeah, yeah, there's there's a few, <laughs> there's a few of them up there, but I don't think he, he bothered to look at that. He might not be the biggest Twitter person, so. No, I wouldn't say that. Muck Ficon uh, brings out a good point. Uh, the next time the Iceman is on, we should introduce him to one of Alvin Finkelstein's most famous clients, Freckles. That's right. Uh, that's true. So should. Freckles would love to meet the Iceman. I, I think she probably would. So, okay, <laughs> uh, let's, let's have our game now. Uh, we have oh, yeah. a, a game, and we're, again, we're going to take the seventh caller, and I'll, uh, starting from when I give out the phone number, so don't call yet. It won't count. Seventh caller... And we're going to be playing online poker trivia for a $50 gift card to Dick's Sporting Goods. $50 gift card to Dick's Sporting Goods. Online poker trivia. Six questions about online poker from 1998 to the present. And multiple choice questions. If you get at least four correct, you will win the gift card, which I will mail to you. The only requirement to win this is that you need to actually take the gift card. You cannot re-gift or re-contest this gift card. So at the end, I don't want to hear from you, oh, yeah, I'm going to hold a contest for someone else to win it. No. Can't do it with this. I, I appreciate your generosity, but only call for this if you actually want the gift card. You are not allowed to give it away through any kind of contest or free roll on the site. You have to just take it and spend it with the dicks. So, phone number 775 Fraud 55, 775-372-8355. Make sure to show your caller ID and call right now the seventh caller. And don't don't wait for other people to call first. Don't try that <laughs> trick either. It's not going to work. Okay? You get, Jeff you played this game in the fucking... Jeff, were you one of those guys in the 80s that had like a bunch of lines trying to call into radio stations? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I actually... when I Actually, in the 90s especially, when I worked in an office and I had eight lines there, I, I had it down. What was the best prize you ever won from a radio station? I'll tell you in a second. Caller, you are caller number one. Who is this? Oh, this is Daredevil. Daredevil. Try again. You're caller number one. So I like how you actually do that like the radio stations used to. 
Yeah, yeah it just sounds so you know, good. Can we give call number six, like, kind of a Rickroll, too, please? Like, the used to radio stations? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think we All did right. that last week. Hey, uh, you know, uh, um, we're still looking here. for more calls, Sorry. though. I, I don't know why we're not. Last week, we were inundated with calls. This week, I guess people don't want dicks. But uh, still waiting for our second call here. And in the meantime, though, and by the way, Daredevil, you can call back if you want to be caller two, three, four, five. Oh, now, now the switchboard's lighting up. Now we're getting a lot okay. of them. Okay. Right. Sure caller, you're, you're on the air. Uh, what? You're number two. Who is this? They, they, they just, just want to just, talk. All right. They just hung up. Caller number well, you three. Know, if they don't announce their name, they shouldn't be eligible to be caller seven, I feel. Caller three. What? Who are you? <laughs> this is Bubbles. All right, Bubbles, bubbles. try again. Hey, hey, Bubbles. Yeah. Okay, I had to hang up on right. Bubbles. We're taking caller number four. Hello. Who is this? Uh, this is step. Okay, step. try again. Thank you for calling. Try again, step. Here comes hey, caller actually, number five. Step one. I'm kind of rooting for step to win this. Caller number five. Who is this? Daredevil again, right? Uh, Daredevil. Okay. <laughs> So, dear devil, press and we, uh, unknown caller. Okay, Hit so this press one. This person, who is this from the four hundred one area code? This is Jasep. Guess what? Hey, Jasep. Your caller number six. Oh, oh close. But from unknown caller. I don't know Hit why he does this sometimes. But anyway, caller, you are number seven. Sorry to everybody else calling in. Don't bother. We can't go back in time. So we have caller number seven, but make sure to turn off your radio. Just close that window of the radio. Who are you, caller? This is Bubbles. I'm turning off the radio right now. Hey, okay. Bubbles. Uh, Bubbles is playing again. Okay, now I'm going to let Bubbles play again, even though he was also caller seven last week. And well, you said Daredevil could. Oh, oh, is there a rule about? <clears throat> no, no, he, I'm going to let Bubbles play again, but Bubbles, you gave it away last week, which is very generous, but you actually want this prize this week, right? I'll take it. Yeah, well, so if Bubbles, let me just ask you to say Bubbles hypothetically won and wanted to give me dick, would he be able to? He can't. He, you, you cannot <laughs> okay. get any dick okay. for Bubbles. Bubbles has I'm to keep it. Plenty of dick for everybody. Listen, Bubbles, I'm going to send you this I gift the card. I big dick daddy from Cincinnati. That's great. And you know what, Bubbles? I'm going to send you this gift card if you win, and you can Is put Bubbles it in your... freestyle You can put it in your pocket, and you can keep, keep those dicks in your pants. <laughs> it's got to stay in your pants until you spend it. You cannot take your dick out and give it to anyone else on the site. Anyway. Uh, the bubbles. Before oh, we, well, we'll just bubbles. change it all now because there's plenty of dick for everybody. Now, Bubbles, before we go on, what did you think of Iceman's first produced single, Deal Me In? Did you find it a little bit catchy? Iceman is the big nigga on the block. Without a doubt. Deal you in. It's really catchy. I know. I, the more I play it, the more I like it. So, all right. So, so, Bubbles, I'm letting you play again. Now, keep in mind, if you win this week, I won't let you play next week because I want to give other people a chance. But I'm giving you a chance again because you gave away the prize last week. So, Well, what if I lose this week? Am I still el- eligible Yes, for then, you, then you can still play if you lose. So many rules. Right. Yeah. Okay, so here's online poker trivia. Now, how long have you been playing online poker? When did you first start playing? Probably 2003. I played on Ultimate Bet. Okay, so that's I think that's, that's your favorite site, right? Yeah, I, I love that site. I'm I'm glad that's where you got your start. So, Bubbles, I'm glad that you're the contestant here. You're a good user on our site, and uh, I hope you win this. And uh, you should know most of these if you've been around since 2003 and have somewhat of a memory of online poker. But if you don't, 
There's always next week. Okay, question number one. Now, this is before 2003, but maybe you'll get it anyway. Which site came first? And before you answer, I will give you a hint. Which site came first of these four? And this is actually the very first online poker site, one of these four. A, Party Poker. B, Paradise Poker. C, Planet Poker. D, Poker Stars. The hint I will give you is that the site began in 1998. Very first online poker site ever. I think Planet Poker. What do you say, Drexel? Do me a favor. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Dr. Dre's producer was texting me. Can you, uh, one more time, give me the, the, the other two choices? Planet so Poker it, it's and what party else? Party Poker, A, Paradise Poker, B, C is Planet Poker, and D is Poker Stars. I'm going to go with, uh, is Paradise one of them you said? Yes, that was B. Uh, I'm going to go with Paradise. And what do you I, say? I go Paradise, too. Okay, so uh, Layla and Brandon here. Both say that it's paradise. Bubbles disagrees. He says it's planet. You know what? Bubbles knows what he's talking about. It was planet poker. How does Bubbles... Bubbles is a pretty bright guy. He's pretty good at this. Okay, he's so... He's a good test taker. Yeah, so when if you consider me bright vowels, you are in bad shape. <laughs> so <laughs> we have a, uh, a person in our chat saying that uh, Bubbles is a free roll contest whore, but I won't, I won't listen to that. He's already? Gonna... It's only a second I've time. Been called okay, so here, here is uh, number two. Number two... This is also about Planet Poker, but about Paradise as well. What were the highest limits you could play? And we're talking about Limit Hold'em, because nobody played No Limit back in those days. What were the high li- highest limits you could play on Planet Poker and Paradise Poker in 2001? Both, all, all these are Limit Hold'em. A, 1020. B, 2040. C, 4080. D, 100-200. This is in the year 2001. I missed the first one. Can you say it again? 1020 is A, B, 2040, C, 4080, D, 100, 200. Oh, fuck. I guess 1020. What do you say, Brandon? 1020. What do you say? Same same for me. You all say 1020. You're all wrong. It's 2040. That was the Ah. big game. When I first signed on wow. to uh, both Planet Poker and Paradise Poker, really? I was I was playing three six and I was looking up at those twenty forty guys and saying, "Wow, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll play twenty forty. <laughs> so uh, number three, what did you need to do in order to get approved for the hundred two hundred game on Poker Stars? Is hundred two hundred limit on I Poker Stars when it first began in 2004. Now, at the time, that was the biggest game you could play I think I know online. That. What did you have to do to get approved for it? A, you needed to have $10,000 in winnings minimum on the site. B, you had to have logged at least 10,000 hands at 3060. C, you had to have been a member of Poker Stars for at least 12 months. Or D, you needed permission from the waffle god himself, Lee Jones. <laughs> Lee Jones. You think it's Lee Jones' permission. What do you say, Brandon? Lee Jones. And what do you say, Angel? The Waffler. You say the Waffler also. You all agree it's the Waffler, and you're all correct. It was. Yeah, Lee Jones had to personally approve you. Now, I'm going to ask a question for Bubbles, and I'm going to... If he gets this right, I will... uh, I'll think of something, a prize again. I just want to see. Now, Bubbles, after that... This is just another side contest. After that, the games then became 500, 1,000, and 1,000, 2,000. Who had to personally approve you to play in those games, Bubbles? Do you have any idea? 
The hint I will give you, the hint I will give you is that it was a Poker Stars Team Pro that ran the High Limit Gaming, and this is a well-known pro. Oh, fuck. Want to make a guess? Has to be Brian Mikon, without a doubt. Brian Mikon. Draft time. I will double the prize. Now that person was uh, Barry Greenstein. Very good. He had to approve you. He had. I had to go through that process. And uh, anyway, number four. Number four, and right now you're uh, two out of three, so you need to get two out of the remaining three to win the fifty dollars worth of dicks. What site briefly became the number two online poker site in the summer of 2001 before eventually fading far behind due to poor management decisions? So this is the site that uh, rocketed up there, and uh, number one at the time was Paradise, but this site became number two briefly, and then completely collapsed. And I'm not talking about Planet, which was uh, already up there as number two, and in fact was number one, the first one to ever exist. This was a site that just kind of rose up and then fell right back down. Here are the four. A. PokerRoom.com B. The World Poker Exchange C. Interpoker or D. True Poker I would say D. True Poker. if I ever see that cock-sucking what's-his-name um, Did you say cock-sucking? Are you talking about Dutch Boyd? Dutch Boyd. I should have I should have yeah. put that on there, but no, it's Poker Spot isn't even one of the choices. But you say True Poker. All right. Did you did you lose money I'll on Poker Spot? I'll fuck his ass and make him humble. Did you lose money on Poker Spot? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Sorry to hear that. So, uh, I, I'm Jeff. I'm going with A. You're going with A PokerRoom.com, and what about yeah. you, Brandon? Um, I'm going with A. You know what? Bubbles is the trivia master. He got it. It is True Poker. The True Poker uh, was wow. a very innovative site and right. uh, had great 3D graphics, and uh, people loved it. Wow. The problem was you couldn't multi-table, and the games moved very slowly, and they just wouldn't change those things because they wanted it to be like a real poker experience online. And you know, It was kind of a neat gimmick, but it wasn't going to help people who wanted to play a lot of poker and grind a lot. So the site faded into oblivion. Still exists, but uh, is really it's part of the Yadahay network now, but really hmm. not much of a player. Never has been since then. I'm so, just so impressed with Bubbles. Yeah, Bubbles, three for four so far. Great test taker. Number five. Interpoker, Sunpoker, Betfair, and William Hill were all on this network in 2005. Now, this was a network I played on a whole lot. I won a lot of money there. I got sponsored by Interpoker for, uh, in fact, the, the event I won in the World Series. I was wearing an Interpoker cap because they bought me in. Sun Poker also sponsored me for several tournaments. Uh, a lot of good memories from this network, but what network was it? A, Boss Media. B, the Doyle Brunson Poker Network. C, Cryptologic. D, iPoker. This was in 2005, not today. You say Cryptologic? Do you say Cryptologic yeah. or I, okay, Cryptologic C? All right. And what about you, Brandon? Cryptologic. What about you, Angel? I do agree with Cryptologic. Okay. You know yeah. what? This this is locked in. Locked in here for Bubbles. You're the winner. Cryptologic hey. is the answer. And just for fun, let's do number six. Which yes. Is Josh, go ahead and deal him in, buddy. <laughs> deal him in. So congratulations. You are the winner of... Of a gift card, fifty dollars to Dick Sporting Goods, courtesy of user, courtesy of user Pooh, 
who gave us a gift card last week. Very generous guy, Pooh. Thank you, Pooh, and uh, thank you, Bubbles, for playing. And uh, I'm going to give you one more question, a bonus question here that uh, you've already got it clinched, but why not? This is What's a gift. What's the bonus? Yeah, well, I was going to ask you. Really, is a bonus question? The bonus is a swift. Get me matched up with Dutch Boy, face you, to face in the boxing ring. I'll try. MMA style. I'll try. Number six. Will you really try, Druff? I'll make an effort. Yes, I'll make my best effort. Number six. Okay. And Jeff will contribute the uh, bottle of human urine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is probably the easiest question. I'm sure you'll get this if you got the other ones, which are harder. Number six. Which corrupt gaming commission oversaw Absolute Poker and UB during their scandals? Oh, that's too easy. A. Kawanaki, B. Alderney, C. Costa Rican, or D. The Isle of Man Gaming Commission? A. Definitely. Okay, that, there, that was the easy yeah. one. I, I thought that this might be easy. a little too hard. This I should have known it was going to be Bubbles playing, that it wouldn't be too hard. But I thought this might be too hard, so I gave an easy question at the end. But yes, it's the Kawanaki, of course. So yeah, thank, thank you, you, Bubbles. Thank you for uh, playing. And I, just mail me your address, or PM me your address, and I'll mail you the card. And uh, have fun with your $50 worth of dicks. And please let us know what you purchased. Good job, uh, Bubbles. And also, obviously, shout out uh, to Pooh. Thank you. Amazing the amount of uh, donations we get. People yeah. are just getting a year's, five years worth of my salary just uh, <laughs> That's kind every of night. Yeah, yeah. Those, <laughs> what are you going to yeah, do? The users are making but a lot more money than we are here. to our listeners. You guys are amazingly generous. And also right now, Druff, uh, I, I think I just sent you the uh, the file. Apparently, the boys over at Quad Jacks are not very happy with us giving away uh, these contests each week. I sent you... Uh, one of the snake in the grass's opinions on what we've been doing. Did, did you get the file? Uh, let me see here. Hmm. Did you send it in the chat? We or, or a personal? I don't really see a file. No, it's it's, it's an audio wave, Druff. I I don't see anything. Druff, it's an audio wave. It's the same audio. <laughs> oh, okay. You just ruined it, Druff. Yeah, Come okay, on, yeah. Druff. I mean, I, you know, I, I have a host who doesn't smoke pot. I thought you had. Some, I thought you had something new. <laughs> it's the first time ever. Right? I thought you had something <laughs> new. I thought you had something new for me. No. <laughs> yes. They're not very happy, Druff. Anytime we have a quad jacks quote, Druff. What is it? It's always. Hey, can I sing a song on here? Now go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Knock yourself let's out. hear your vocal ability. <laughs> It's oh, I, was, I was just wondering. I, d- I didn't really want to. I was just thinking. Come on, I'll sing back up. Let's do it. I don't hunt, fish, dance, or sing. Okay. But oh. I thought I thought that was the beginning of a rap. Well, can you at least do this? <laughs> okay. Well, my, my phone's breaking up. Thanks for the free rolls. <laughs> okay. All right, Bubbles. Thanks for uh, your participation. Okay. Right, thank bubbles. you, Bubbles. Your dicks. Good job. So Bubbles wins the dicks courtesy of Pooh. Thank you very much. Dicks courtesy of Pooh. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> Pooh has given Bubbles his dick. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, of course, to Pooh for the donation. And uh, let's see. Uh, also, we also have on the agenda tonight. Um, Want to talk about some World Series of Poker suggestions that because I, you know, I play the World Series of Poker every year and. You'd think Harris would get this right. I don't expect it to be perfect. It's, it's a very large thing, a difficult thing to run. I understand that there's always going to be new things that come up every year that they have to kind of learn from experience. I, I don't expect them to get everything perfect. I don't have those unrealistic expectations of them. And if I ran it, I wouldn't get everything perfect. But there are some things they screw up year after year after year that they just don't fix. And I'm, I'm going to list 
the things that need to be changed. Some of these are operational failures, and some of these things are just... Oh, as uh, Seth Polanski pointed out five times, it is Caesar's now. It is not actually Harris. Oh, that's right. Spoken to. Yeah. So, Seth, uh, this is actually where he pointed it out in the interview. <laughs> okay. So, that's actually, for those of you that don't so, know... I kind of can't believe you didn't pick up on the Quad Jackson, buddy. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to, you know... Uh, uh, I, I messed okay, that one up. I, I, shook up I, I mean, hey, Layla, you know what I was talking about, right, Layla? I, I was w- waiting for it. And yeah, yeah. I, uh, I messed that up just like I did the ace's hand. So let me tell you, those aces, I can't believe I couldn't. No, just kidding. So here, here we go. Uh, regarding the changes this year, I, I made a list of them. I'm going to briefly discuss them, see what you guys think of this. Number one <laughs> is they need to manage the starting table changes better. The, I don't know if any of you have had this experience, but you show up to the World Series at the table and seat that you're supposed to be at on the first day. And you get there and you feel like a fool because sometimes you'll show up and the table will be empty, there'll be no dealer, or the table won't exist, or there's a different tournament running there and there's like nine people playing there looking at you like you're crazy. And you're trying to sit in seat three and you got to sit on some dude's lap. And you're like, what? Did I get this wrong? Did I show up on the wrong day, the wrong time? Like you... You doubt yourself for a second, then you look again at your card, and you see you're right. You see you showed up to the right place. The amazing thing is they have the worst direction when this happens. They do change the starting table sometimes, which I can understand it happens. Sometimes they have to make room for other tournaments or change things around. Fine. But they have the worst direction to where you're just left wandering around with no clue what to do, unless you showed up a few minutes early, and then you can hear them giving a quick announcement about where to go. But if you show up like 12.02 for a 12 o'clock tournament, you have no idea where to go. And a lot of times the dealers don't know, the floor men don't know, and there's nobody there to give you direction. Now what they need to do is if the table and section don't even exist anymore, like what happened to me on day one of the main event, they need to have a very visible notice on all doors of the room where the tournament is supposed to be, where it says... Attention, if you are from if you're going to be sitting in Amazon Blue, you've been moved into Brasilia Red. And consult this chart for if you were at this table, now you're at that table. And have that on the door and have these notices all over the place really big to where everyone will see. Now if the table exists still, but it's no, not being used for this tournament anymore, leave a paper with each dealer directing their players to their new table. So you get there, you go, what's going on? The dealer picks up the paper and shows you, you're now at Brasilia 355. If the table's empty, leave a paper on the table to where any player can find it. And then they know where to go. I mean, this shouldn't be difficult. How hard is it to print up, like, you know, 300 flyers like this to tell players where to go for all the rake they collect? How hard is it to have a bounty tournament and know who the people with the bounties are? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's, uh, I didn't even list that one. But, yeah, it's amazing the disorganization. What is this? The self-stated bounty. Yeah, the self-stated bounty. I overslept that tournament. I, I, and I'm not one of these prognosticators, but I told you the day before that was going to be a fail and an unorganized mess. Remember yes. I told you? Yes, Brandon said that the bracelet bounty tournament would be a complete mess and a disaster, and it was. I mean, they, they didn't even have enough chips for the tournament where you, they had to hold up the tournament to take chips from the bracelet bounty tournament and use it for the deep stack tournament because they were using the same chips, and there were too many chips being used at the bracelet bounty because they got more people than they were expecting. They actually had to pause the tournament to color up early to get chips over for the other tournament. It was embarrassing. And, and then the table assignments were all screwed up, as I was talking about there. But uh, no excuse 
to not be able to easily and efficiently redirect players when they change things. To have people walking around all confused is inexcusable, and I think anybody who's played a lot of World Series events has been through this. Uh, Here's the next thing, and uh, this, I think, could be appreciated by anybody who enjoys this song. I think it's time, it's high time that Harris stops gouging us in the poker kitchen. The poker kitchen is where you can get food most conveniently at the World Series. It's right next to where you play in the World Series. Otherwise, you have to walk a very long way or bring your own food. But the only place to get food close by is the poker kitchen. They rip you off big time. Now, some of the things you can get there aren't really terrible price-wise, but some things are, especially the drinks. Let's say you have a desire to drink Gatorade, and you see a 32-ounce bottle of Gatorade. Would you believe they charge you six bucks for that? That's it's crazy. It's kind of like being at the airport. Yeah, I I said in my write-up on this that their poker kitchen actually puts amusement park concession stands to shame because it's it's unbelievable what they charge there for some things, especially the drinks. And look, I don't want them to give this away at cost. I mean, I do want them to, but I can understand why they don't. I'm not saying that they shouldn't make money on the food. Of course they should. But don't gouge people to the point where they're just getting completely ripped off and walk away with a bad taste in their mouth. If someone wants a damn Gatorade, don't charge them six bucks for it. You're already making a lot of money from them, from the tournament rake, the cash game rake, satellite rake, the the fact that people are in your casino and probably shoot off in blackjack and craps and who knows what else. At least let them buy food for a semi-reasonable price. Number three, clean up your cash game section. The cash games were a freaking mess this year. $22,000 stolen off one of the tables right in front of the dealer, they, and they wouldn't make good for the player. Uh, two flushes, two nut flushes, dealt in the same hand where both people had the ace of spades. A horrible floor ruling that cost a casual player five grand that uh, you know due to an angle shot. The cash game is a freaking disaster. They need to beef up security. And they need to always have an intelligent supervisor on duty that can always be called if one of the floor men does something stupid. So whenever there's like a lot of controversy, a lot of people angry and yelling, tell the dealers, call the supervisor immediately. Even if nobody asks for him, call the supervisor down and put a smart guy in that position who knows what to do. So uh, now I'm going uh, to warn here to everybody, I'm going to be pulling a cord. And I, I gotta move locations because uh, a, don't, a, do break that, don't break don't that do it. again. A certain baby needs to go to sleep, and uh, I was in a location away from where he was making noise before. Now I've got to go to a different location, different secret location within the secret location. But we all know that the Jewish sound card can't take movement. I'm going to be very careful. Don't about do this. it. Here we go. Pulling cord number one. For Gatorade drop. Yeah, we have Angel back. I think everything's good again. Okay, oh, everything's good. No, it's Layla. Sorry, Layla. <laughs> Sorry, Layla. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I was talking about the $6. Let me move on. to So so the cash game section was a, a disaster, and they need to fix that, as I was saying. Uh, next, and we've talked about this before a, a lot, they need to get their emotion out of social media. Uh, it's amazing how poorly the World Series of Poker has managed social media this year. And we're talking about Twitter. Uh, first, we had the very embarrassing situation where Jonathan Aguiar was called a bitch through a retweet by the official World Series of Poker account. So at WSOP actually tweeted that Poker Pro Jonathan Aguiar is a bitch. 
actually came from the World Series of Poker Twitter account. And if that's not bad enough, we have a very, very sensitive tournament director named Jack Effel. This is the guy who is the director of the entire World Series, and he's so sensitive that if you dare criticize anything at the World Series, he blocks you. And I don't mean if you're profane. I don't mean if you're threatening. I don't mean if you harass him ten times about the same thing when you don't get a response. Those are all valid reasons to block people. I mean if you criticize even one thing and he gets offended, he blocks you. And to me, that's unbelievable that a tournament director would actually block someone from his Twitter, from the official World Series of Poker tournament director account, because you give him constructive criticism. And if your emotions are too attached to your job like that, if you can't take the slightest bit of criticism of how you're running the World Series, you shouldn't be running the World Series. They should not be blocking anyone from that account unless people are doing really extreme things to cause problems. But you'll find so many people blocked from that World Series of Poker Tournament Director account, including me, including Brandon, including the aforementioned Jonathan Aguiar, including our user Crow Diddley, I believe he's blocked. I guess he can confirm this. I, I what about that kid who had a dream? I, I, I think the kid with the dream might be blocked, too. I don't know if he has talked to Jack Apple yet, but if he has, I'm sure he's blocked. Uh, our former business partner and co-host, Brian Mikon, is actually blocked from the World Series of Poker Tournament director. This guy blocks so many people, and without good reason. I'm sure you don't believe that all these people that I listed, plus many, many more, have all done terrible things to Jack Effel to warrant his blocking. Now, I understand if he doesn't want to approve you as a friend on Facebook or doesn't want to have you on his personal Twitter account, but... Or even come over for a meal or something yeah, at his yeah, house. Yeah, but this is business. You, you can't be a tournament director and make yourself inaccessible through social media because you're insulted that someone doesn't think you're doing a good job. You always have to leave your door open in social media. If, if you have social media... As part of your job, you need to leave the door open to people to suggest things and complain about things. That's the whole point of having a presence on social media as a business. So I hear that uh, Matt Savage will eat KFC with anybody. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. Okay, so uh, moving on here. The bracelets, the bracelet ceremony, what do you think of that, Brandon? You know what? I... I you know, in fact, we got to partake in one right next to each other during... Uh, that limit shootout fiasco. Um, I don't mind the ceremony. Uh, I don't like the time. Okay, I don't like how they hold up the break and you come back. And but I 100% agree with you that when they play the national anthem of uh, and it's mostly American, it's really embarrassing. And not only that, not and for me, but not only that, you could tell, like you said in in your post, when you look at the player. That even though they just want a bracelet, you could tell they even feel awkward. It's just an uncomfortable. It, it, there's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just an awkward thing where yes, so everyone kind of just wants it to just pass so they can get back to playing, and right. the guy just wants the bracelet. And you know, I, I think it was China Maniac that wrote this. But if anything, like up 
like, while they're calling you up on stage, like, maybe let them play, like, some theme music, or, like, yeah. you know, a 20-second clip of their favorite song, like a Metallica song, or if it was you, it would be probably Van Halen, Jump, Jump, or, you know, <laughs> you know maybe someone, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Something so like I, that. I, I know, uh, for those of you, you know, that, for those Layla, you that don't know. Eric Clapton's Layla, obviously. Yeah. I mean, know, for those of you that don't know that's here. That's the song that, that needs to be played. I so think that's a great idea, but this whole national anthem thing, I agree, well, it's let me awkward. Explain, let me explain the players to people. don't even like it, I don't like it. It's well, hang, hang on a second. I want to explain to the people who may not know this, who haven't been to the World Series or whatever. Um, every time somebody wins a bracelet, they get a bracelet ceremony. This is a new thing that began a few years ago. This didn't exist when I won. But uh, now they have a bracelet ceremony nearly every day of the World Series at around 2.20 p.m., just as people are coming back from their 2 o'clock, 20-minute break. And they hold up the entire event while everybody has to watch the bracelet ceremony. And after the ceremony, everybody has to stand while they play the national anthem. And when I say play, they play a recorded national anthem, an instrumental version of the country of origin of the winner. And it really is, like Brandon said, one of the most awkward moments. Everybody just stands there. They don't feel natural. It doesn't feel natural to hear the national anthem being played in a poker room. It just doesn't. Simp Dog in the chat is suggesting that maybe... Due to us tonight promoting it, in the future, everyone will just get one song and it will be Deal Me In. That is going to be my... If, if I get that choice, that's what I'm going to have. I'm going to have them play. I'm going to simulate this, okay? Here we go. I'm going to simulate this. Oh, Vowels, you get quite a voice. Yeah, I, th- I think he will be able to sing on the Iceman's track, but here we go. Um... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for the 2013 event number 34, the 2500 limit six max, our bracelet winner, his second bracelet, Todd Watellas. Come on up here, Todd. Hello, everybody. I just want to thank the Iceman for giving me the musical inspiration to put this song on my headphones whenever I took a bad beat and it calmed me down. <laughs> snake in the grass. Congratulations! Come up on your for your first uh, snake in the grass bounty tournament. What music would they play? No, no, I know. No. I, I, I hit the wrong button. I know what. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, you know what? <laughs> It's so ironic, Jeff, that for years and years on the previous podcast that you wanted controls of the soundboard, you finally have it. I have to say, Jeff, at least tonight, very pissed poor job, my friend. Okay. I'm sorry. I have to be honest. I'm giving you the... You're supposed to be getting off each other, giving you the, the you know... I know. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, someone in the chat, I can't, I can't believe... I can't remember who it was, suggested that somebody go sign up on the Snake in the Grass site and your username be <laughs> Well, you know what's funny? I don't know if I told you guys this. Someone actually tagged their video to where it says, as as heard on Poker Fraud Alert forums. <laughs> and the snake in the grass actually went and untagged it. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's great. I also like how that video has one like and 17 dislikes. <laughs> <laughs> one like. I wonder who who liked it. It was probably... I want to know that, too. Actually, I like it. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, anyway, yeah, the bracelet ceremony is ridiculous. And I, my suggestion was, instead of having it at 2 o'clock, because everybody hates the 2 o'clock thing, because you get back from a break, you just want to get back to playing. 
You just want to sit back down and play. You don't want to wait another 10 minutes while they do this crap. Uh, and, and everybody's just really chomping at the bit to get back to playing, especially the people with, like, short stacks that just want to get it in and they want to get cards again, want to try to run it back up. They don't want to wait through this crap. So they should move the ceremony to noon. And this way, people who are late, people who show up a few minutes late, which is very easy to do because of parking, because of crowds, because of, you know, it's hard to get up in the morning, whatever. If you show up at 12.05, this way you don't miss any hands. And not only that, I don't think anybody is going to feel as desperate to get started playing because they haven't played yet. They haven't come back from a break. You're, you're just showing up. So you have a lot more patience to watch something like this than if you've already been playing and then went to a 20-minute break. So they should move it to noon, and they should get rid of the national anthems. It's just not the right environment for a national anthem. And, you know, I enjoy the national anthem at baseball games, and, you know, I like watching the live singers sing our national anthem, but this just seems weird to be in a poker room and hearing a recorded instrumental version. And and what are they what are they celebrating here? So a field with like 85% Americans and American won? I mean, do you feel pride in your country when that happens? Uh, of course not. If it's, if it's almost all Americans in the field and American wins, it doesn't mean victory for America. It doesn't mean go USA. It means that but we... But you know, Jeff, I think maybe it's their way of trying to equate poker with real sports as much as they can. Yeah, that is what they're doing. It's just... But it, the thing is, nobody likes it, though. It's not even like... We as professional players dislike it, but the casual player thinks, oh, this is great, this is so cool. I can tell everyone hates it. I, I don't know anyone who enjoys it, and I can tell the bracelet winners don't enjoy it. Like, nobody likes it. So, at least move it to 12 and uh, stop playing the national anthem. Number six, get rid of the ten-handed play at the main event. I mean, they're making 420 bucks on each of us, just on rake. I'm not talking about the tips they give to the dealers. $420 goes directly to Caesars from each main event entry. Can't they make it nine-handed? They, what they do is they start at ten-handed, and then after about six hours, they make it nine-handed when enough people have busted. The reason they do this is so they can run deep stacks and other things that make them additional money. Cash games, whatever. But they shouldn't. Even if they can squeeze more people in to make more money off them, they got to say, look, this is the World Series of Poker main event. We shouldn't have it be ten-handed. It just shouldn't be. This is something that should be nine-handed. You shouldn't screw with it. You shouldn't just cram people into the table so you can make a little bit more money. You make enough money off this thing, make it nine-handed the whole way for the main event, and preferably for everything. Number seven, treat everyone equally. Stop letting Even them... gays, right? Even gays, yes. What about transvestites? Would that be something that... <laughs> I think we should get LL back on the phone for. to see if what he thinks <laughs> about that. But, but I'm talking actually about the name pros who get away with things that the average Joe from Iowa can't. And in fact, forget the average Joe from Iowa, almost everybody else can't. These people can use the employee bathrooms, employee lounges. They, they get to go into back entrances and exits through back, a, back exits that everybody else isn't allowed to access or use. Um, they shouldn't be coddling these people. They shouldn't be giving them favoritism. They shouldn't be ruling things in their favor. What if about large people of color in uh, motorized wheelchairs? I think someone like that actually would be entitled to some favoritism, especially if they produce a very catchy song that's going to make them millions of dollars because there's very few poker songs already out there. <laughs> but, you know, everybody else, they, they have to treat everyone equally, and they, they need to drop the hero worship of players like Phil Helmuth and Daniel Negreanu. These... 
everybody should be treated equally at the World Series of Poker because we're all paying the same thing to enter. Number eight, do away with the whole notable chip count thing on Poker News. And this will actually hurt me. Well, I could say hurt, but it doesn't really hurt. But this would actually affect me in that I wouldn't be listed anymore because I'm not like an A-list player who everyone wants to know about. And But just cover a few notable people that everyone really wants to know about. You know, Phil Ivey, Daniel Negreanu. And there you can have favoritism because Poker News, it's news. You People want to know how the big names are doing in tournaments. So cover people like that. Cover the chip leaders. And but you'd have to add in some unknowns who are just interesting stories. That too, or whatever. Whoever they cover, they need to know they have enough staff to accurately list their chip counts to where they really keep track of those people. Whether it's the people who are doing well in the event, you know, the the top chip leaders, or or the big names in the field, or or you know, interesting stories as you said. But don't just list every name you recognize, and then have them with the same chip count for six hours. Because that doesn't do anyone any good. And in fact, it's just frustrating. And like Huck Seed went off on a Poker News reporter, a Poker News reporter I actually really like, named Mickey Doft. Huck Seed went off on him during the 5K Limit Hold'em event for having him listed as having way more chips than he actually did because they hadn't covered him in a while. And Huck right. slipped since then. Huck was so mad and giving the guy a hard time. And what was getting Huck angry is that he hadn't cashed in so long, and he's probably getting texts from people going, All right, Huck, you're going to finally cash this time. All right, man, you're doing really well. And in the meantime, he's like, a hair away from busting, and not even right. close to the money. So, well, do you think that the people that they assign to uh, get those chip counts don't really know much about poker, and they're just kind of like, you know, office workers? Well, sort of, but that's not really the problem. They just don't have enough of them. And they, so they're trying to do too much. They're trying to do like a 2005 job in 2012, but the difference is right. in 2005, they had the staff to do it because there was all that money in the poker economy right. then. So they're just trying to cover too much data. Yeah. There's only like four or five people on the job. Yeah, and then they fail with everything and everyone. So the, it's just embarrassing to look at this giant list of people and every single chip count there is inaccurate. So don't bother. You might as well just closely follow a few people and do it right. Yeah, that so, is embarrassing so, and annoying. Yeah, yeah, so number nine, the last thing. I'm sure I could go on forever with these things, but <laughs> I'll end at nine. This is your specialty. Yes, yeah, my special thing is the Jewish complaining. Uh, exactly. <laughs> they need to change the escalate every hour structure of these World Series events, especially the limit events. Now, they did this with one event, the 5,000 limit hold'em. They actually had the same blinds for four hours, and then the same blinds after that for two more hours when they uh, raised it once, you know, held it for two more hours, and then they started raising them every hour. I think that's a good idea. I think Daniel Negreanu came up with it, and... It's a great idea. What they have to do is make sure that the beginning of the tournaments are not meaningless, or mostly meaningless, and that after the beginning, it doesn't go up too fast where it becomes a complete run-good contest. So I think this is the best solution, to not move them up as fast, but start them higher, so you eliminate some of the meaningless crap at the beginning, and yet uh, people have some time to do some real poker play. Now, of course... This works better for limit events. They can't really do this on the giant field 1500 no limit events because they they have to end these events in four days and they won't end if it's structured really slow. It'll be like the main event that takes nine days to play and they can't have that. So I understand that. Mm -hmm. But uh, they can probably do it a little bit on those. They can probably do a little bit of modification there. Again, maybe start them higher but freeze the level for two or three hours. But at the very least on the limit events, do this for all the limit events. Don't just do it for the 5000 limit do this for all of them. 
especially the events with a 2500 buy-in or more, because you start with at least 7500 chips then. And, you know, they did it for the 5K, but then they didn't do it for any of the other limit events. And I thought it was a great idea, and everyone loved it. This was something that was a very popular change. Everyone at the table said this is great. For once, if I run well at the beginning of a limit event, it actually means something. And, and also, it, it doesn't rock it up so fast to where, uh, you know, I lose one hand and I'm screwed in the middle of the day. So, uh, those are my nine suggestions for the World Series of Poker. I'm going to try to actually send these to someone who matters. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> so, someone told me that Barry Greenstein's in charge of the Players Committee. I'm like, oh, crap, I don't think he wants to hear from me, given how I treated his stepson. And not, not that I feel bad for how I treated his stepson, but, uh, you know, it's still his stepson, and he's angry at me for it. And Jack Effel, he doesn't want to hear from me. He blocked me. So I had to find somebody who, uh, maybe even Negreanu. I mean, Negreanu, I, I think Negreanu's kind of like neutral towards me. Like, when he sees me, he talks to me, he's very friendly to me. So, I mean, I don't think Negreanu dislikes me. I don't think he loves me either, but I don't think he dislikes me. And uh, so maybe someone like him, just someone who has influence to get these things done. So it's not just me talking on this show or writing on my forum, but really reaching nobody that can actually make a change. Because I'd really like to see some of these things happen. And I think all these suggestions could be implemented. It's not like I'm coming up with crazy things that could never happen. I think right, these I bet are, a lot of people are 100% behind you on this. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that these are all realistic suggestions that actually could be done without really impacting... Caesars very much or impacting the operations very much. These are not difficult things to implement or difficult things to do. Anyway, um, Bubbles asked in the chat, I'm just going to quickly throw this in. I think Brandon had to step away for a moment. He asked, do I play on America's card room? The answer is no. And it's not because I have a problem with America's card room. It's just, and I've heard some good things about it. I haven't followed recently if they're paying because I know this... Whether you can cash out of these sites seems to change every month. But uh, the America's Card Room, uh, last I heard, I heard good things. But when I looked, it just didn't have games that interested me. And in fact, I'm going to go one step further and make an announcement about something. I'm not sure about this yet, so I don't want to be held to it, but I'm, I'm strongly considering... Do we need Sports Center music to uh, precede this announcement? Uh, the announcement, and this is not really going to affect anyone except me, but I might be quitting online poker for some what? time as of July 31st. Now, on Merge right now, it's the only site I play on, the Merge Network, and... I can cash out once a month there, basically. So at the end of the month, I decide how much I want to cash out. I tell them, and I get it within a few weeks. Uh, the games just aren't very good anymore. And right. I'm, I've it's just, all gone downhill. I've just gotten really frustrated. It's kind of like me and, and various other good limit pros in the game. And then, like, one semi-donk there. But there's a lot of variance in that. Well, you had said earlier, and I think you posted this, that... What you want to look for is a game with a lot of folks who don't know what they're doing. And if you get one guy who's kind of a crappy player and a bunch of people who are good, that's not a good table. Right, So it's right. not good game selection. Right. So in my opinion, the most important thing 
at a poker table when you're game selecting is the absence of good players, not the presence of bad ones. Of course, it's great if you have bad ones, but the absence of good players is when you're probably going to make the most money. I know that by far, that's when I've made the most money. When I think to, back to the big sessions I've had, when I think back to the big streaks I've had, it always seems to be when there's an absence of good players. That was the common denominator. Yeah. Of course, there's exceptions when I just run really well. But in general, if there's an absence of good players, my chance to win goes way, way up, even if there's nobody really, really bad at the table. And if there are bad players at the table, but there's a few good ones with me too, that's much worse for me. And I don't think this just applies to me and my play style. I think this applies to most people. They just don't realize it. They just focus on, they recognize a name that, you know, that they are familiar with being a bad player, and they think, oh, this is a good game. But they don't bother So if look. you had to give us an estimate or guesstimate of how much your winnings have gone down since Black Friday, what would you say the percentage is? Oh, it, it's, been, it's been a whole lot. I, it, it's hard to say in a percentage, but it's been a lot. It's gotten to the point, both because the limits have declined, so my win rate has to be higher to come anywhere near what I was making before, and, and the competition has improved. It, it just about to the point now where I feel it's not even worth my time to play anymore. Where I think it's or as Bad Guy Twenty Three says, online poker is dead. Shut the fuck up, you monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I think I'm, you said it all. I'm kind of feeling like I'm kind of feeling like it just isn't worth yeah. my time to, to grind there anymore. And uh, now I'm not quitting forever. If uh, somehow the situation improves, or if online poker gets legalized, whether on a state level, in a mm-hmm. state where I reside, or on a federal level, then I'll be glad to return. But I think what I'm going to do, unless something really changes in the next uh, two weeks, I'm probably going to cash out completely for Merge. You know, and I've had a good experience there overall. I, I Nothing against the Merge network. Right. But uh, just I don't think the games are good. So I'm going to cash out probably and uh, start playing live occasionally, see if those games are any good. If they suck too, then uh, I'll probably be taking a long break from poker. Until Where will you be playing live if people want to find you? <laughs> if people want to find <laughs> me. If any psychos want to find me, this is where I park my car. <laughs> yeah. And now's the time to this, announce your whereabouts. Uh, uh, this is when I typically leave. You could just hide behind a neighboring car there and pop out there with a gun. <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, you know, I, I play at Bellagio. I play at Commerce. It depends where, you know, physically where I am. Those are the two most common places I play. And uh, if someone's asking, are you going to get a real job? The answer is no. Uh, I, I think I have enough time here to wait and not make, you know, not, I have time to wait without really making money based on the bankroll I've already built up. Because I think online poker will come. I don't need it in the next year, for example. Or, or I'm going to go broke. Like that's not the situation. I can. I have time to wait here. I, I don't want to wait the rest of my life and, and never make any more money. Like a good Jew, you saved your money. Right. Right. So I, I right. saved my money, and, and I think now may be the time to just wait it out until it improves. Instead of, you know, I, I would stay up all night playing on merge, and some nights I'd win, and some nights I'd lose, and you know, and someone asked what limits am I playing? I'm playing like 10, 20, 15, 30, whatever goes there. Usually 10, 20 limit which I would have laughed at if someone asked me a few years ago if I played 1020 Limit again. But you can't get a good game at higher stakes? No, they don't even run. Okay. So the, the other night I played 3060. You're stuck there. Yeah, the other night I played 3060 and it was a shock. Like, that almost never goes. But right. uh, 
Someone suggested I should become a uh, subway store manager. <laughs> <laughs> so no, just open like a gourmet sandwich shop with tomatoes yeah. on the side. Hi, and, I'm sorry. And, and, and you know, oh, I, hey, I, welcome back. Yeah, Brandon, I'm sorry. I, I, I was just, I was just saying there, Brandon, that I'm. Uh, I, I might be retiring from online poker, temporarily retiring from online poker at the end of the month because the games just aren't good anymore. But, uh, hmm. you know, it, it's just one of these things. Like, I'd stay up all night. I'd play on the merge network. Sometimes I'd win, sometimes I'd lose. And then I'd be exhausted all day because I had to get up early or semi-early. And I'd be thinking, why am I, like, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I, like, so tired to play these crappy games? It, it's one thing if I'm tired all day because I played in some spectacular game and made a lot of money or at least had the chance to make a lot of money. These, these are mediocre games at best. So, anyway, uh, that's that's how I feel at the moment. It might change. I'm not committing. I'm never going to play online poker again unless it vastly improves. But I, I've really been thinking, you know, when I left Vegas to go to a secret location, which I always do after the World Series, because I, I hate the summer weather in Vegas, especially July, um, I, I, so the secret location is definitely not anywhere in Arizona. No, it's not Arizona or, or, or yeah. Vegas, that's for sure. But I, I was sitting there in my car for like five hours, and I'm thinking to myself both about that ace's hand and like the online poker situation, and both were kind of disturbing thoughts to me. And I just didn't want to uh, – I just thought I'm kind of wasting my time, and I thought that I think maybe it's time to just sit back and wait. So – um, but if the waiting just goes on and on and you are suddenly realizing that you're not showing enough profit, will you turn to something else besides poker? I, I mean, thought about what that, else too. Is there for you? I, I've thought about that, too. You know, and, uh, I mean, maybe I will have to get a job again at that point. But, or uh, will you start producing uh, rap well, music? Well, back up a job, Jeff? No, what would just, you do? I, <laughs> I, mean, I know you mentioned in the past the only job I've ever heard you mention you would take would be as, like, an online... Carter, manager, liaison, or something like that. But are you talking like a real-life job? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, for example, um, back in the 90s, before I ever played a hand of poker, I, I had a job. I, I'm not one of these kids that came right out of college or, or in college, started playing poker and became a pro poker player. Now, I'm 40 years old. I, I haven't been in the poker world forever, like some people who are my age. I, I actually came into the poker world when I was almost 29. So prior to that... I worked as a programmer, and uh, now I, I'd obviously have to brush up on some things and learn some things that uh, I didn't learn since I've been out of the profession, but uh, I already had to do that somewhat to put the site up, to make this radio thing work. No, nobody helped me with this stuff. I put the whole site up, I put the radio up, I put all these things up myself. Um, the only thing I got help from other people was like certain modifications of the site. If they'd already been done by others and posted on the Internet, I would sometimes take them from there and incorporate them into the site. But I, I had to learn some things on the spot that I, I hadn't really done before. And I, it was actually fun. It was interesting. It was, I was thinking, you know, it was, I actually welcomed the challenge to learn these things again. And uh, there, there's a lot, like, that, that somewhat appeals to me. But on the other hand, I don't really want to get, a programming job and work for some company and you have to go in at 8 a.m. every day, that would be crappy. So I just can't see you doing that. <laughs> and, and, you know, you'd have to go back to school and learn the new technology. No, no, see, I wouldn't Jeff, have to, though. Jeff, I, can't I, you just kind of chill and, like, live off the interest? No, that's, well, that's I mean, what no I'm offense. doing. That's not what I'm doing it. for now. That's what I'm doing for now. There's no offense taken. I was actually saying... But well, he can do it for a year, he said. No, 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 no. Only a year? I didn't, no, no, no. Well, I didn't say, then, I didn't say for a year. Then you got to start rethinking. No. He's got a kid and... Well, no, I didn't say that. I actually said... I just... 
use an example that, like, if it took oh, a year, it would be no it problem. It could be more than it a year. Could, I could wait a lo- very long time is the truth. But, uh, <laughs> but I, as more time would pass, like, let's say we went five years and nothing changed. Uh, th- I would look and say, hey, you know, back in 2012, I had more money than I have today because I've been making no money and spending it for the last five years. So this kind of sucks. I wonder how long this is going to go on. Like, at that point, I start to feel antsy, even if my bankroll's just fine. It's just the fact that money's going out and not coming in. Like, that, that would be something that could motivate me to get a job, but it would be a long time. Like, I, I, I don't have any desire to get a job now. I'm not going to be getting a job. In, you know, Jacob said, Drev is going to apply for a job at 60 with a 30-year resume gap. <laughs> <laughs> that might not work out. No, you know what I could do? I could do that and then cry age discrimination if they don't hire me. <laughs> well, I will say this. I will say this, and I'm sorry, Druff, if you get mad, but I think it's funny. Uh, I did see Druff the other day before he went to a secret location, and I hopped into his car real fast, and uh, we chatted for a while. And the first thing I noticed, uh, he had to clear the seat of his car for me to sit down because there was a number of subway coupons <laughs> sitting around the front seat. <laughs> Which I'm not mocking you. I mean, you're still it's save money. But I just thought, you know, with the tomatoes on the side, and you still, you're not really just going out of control with the money if you're collecting I mean, subway the coupons. He's doing well, but he still eats at Subway. So, you know, that's how he stays. You know, they say um, people who do have a lot of money, it's because they don't spend it wildly, so... Thank you. I don't know. Yeah. Let me ask. I don't think either of us will be hitting you up for a loan anytime soon. I was gone for a few minutes. Did we cover, I assume we just finished uh, the Druff WSOP thing? No, actually, we're only on number three. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we finished it. Psych out. Did, did we speak yet before we wrap up uh, our WSOP coverage, at least, I guess, until either a scandal breaks out uh, or until... Uh, they play down. What is the date for uh, the non-November 9th? I don't, like, I don't even like know. October, oh, the, oh, the October 28th or something. Oh, I want to mention one other thing about that before you get to whatever you're going to say, before I forget. Uh, there's two girls that almost made the final table. And That's what I was going to bring up. Right, I was going to bring up. Okay. Good. So we, have, we need to talk about the hotness factor as well. Yeah, right? yeah. So we had Elizabeth Hilley, who I played with. and I, I'm looking at her pictures now. She's not bad. Yeah, she's not. And I, I tweeted about her, calling her the aggressive Norwegian girl, because that's what she was. I will tell you that I was very surprised. Was she the one who finished 10th or 11th? Because they went out 10th and 11th, these two girls. I'm okay, sure the prettier one girl. finished 11th. Oh, that's, that's Elizabeth Hilly. The, br- the brown-haired girl was 11th, and then the one that is definitely going to be a mutt uh, in about five years finished 10th. Okay, so Elizabeth Hilly, uh, she came into day three with uh, a little bit above average stack. And she was very aggressive, as I said. She did a lot of three-betting, like out of the big blind, out of the small blind. Her problem was that this was not the right strategy, in my opinion, from the guy who busted on the third day. This is not my opinion. (laughs) The right strategy, coming from the guy, as I said, who busted to the one who finished 11th. Because I feel that wastes a lot of chips if you're doing this too much and you're at a nine-handed table, and where most of the people are not raising with junk. If you think someone's doing it from late position with junk, by all means, I think that's a great strategy. But if you're doing it to people, she would do this to people who'd raise you know, under the gun, or under the gun plus two, and she'd three-bet them with what I think was crap. And she also made other weird plays. Like, for example, this is an early hand I had against her. This one wasn't really aggressive. It was just weird. 
I raised with ace seven from the cutoff. She called from the big blind. Flop came king, king, queen. She checked, I bet. Had she check raised me, instant in the muck. But she didn't. She just called. The turn was a six. We both checked. The river was like a jack or something. We both checked. She turned over six, seven to beat me. So she called king, king, queen flop with six, seven to my flop bet. Didn't check raise me. Called it. Now, now I guess you can say that what she was doing is representing like she had a queen and then was going to bet out the river no matter what, but then didn't do it because the jack made it to where it's too likely I was going to call. So I understand why she just checked it down, especially when she caught a pair. But still, when you're out of position to just call 6-7 on a king-queen-queen king, king, board, I, I think that that's just throwing away chips. And I think, that, you know, of course she three-outs me, then it gets to the six on the turn. But uh, I don't think it's accomplishing anything. And she, you know, on, on the river, let's say she didn't catch that six and bet and that jack didn't hit, unless it was just two blanks, I probably would have called thinking maybe she had jack nine, jack ten, whatever. Like, the, there's a lot of times ace high will call you there. So I think it was just a dumb play that happened to work out. But I saw a lot of things. Did you see John Stamos's uh, comment in the chat? He said it looks really strong to do that, but the problem is when it checks behind on the turn, and then she bets the river, uh, she's getting called a lot there, is the problem. Now, if she makes a huge bet or something, then people are folding, yes. But, uh... Um, you know, I, why not just check raise there and make the person fold? Uh, it's just a very aggressive style. But and, but anyway, uh, she it could it could come out in in the positive, I would think. Well, she was still in when. Yeah, so, I so anyway, I saw this, I saw she her was still in when you were out. I also saw her in some spots where she had like ace three against somebody's bigger ace, and she gave away way too many chips there. Yeah. Calling off. Just, I thought to myself, this is a girl who has the aggression thing down. This is the type of person who, if she has a big stack, it'd be a real pain in the ass to play against. In fact, she she is a pain in the ass to play against. I'll say that. That I'll say that it's not someone you enjoy playing against unless you hit big hands against her because um, she's not someone you can just run off hands when you have nothing. Right. But um, and yes, I understand that people are saying in the chat. By the way that uh, she shouldn't bet the turn because she turned showdown value. I understand after the turn why she played the way she did. I'm talking about the flop. But anyway, getting back to her play style, I felt that with a big stack she could be dangerous and be very difficult to deal with. But with kind of like an average stack, I, I thought that she was going to give it away. I thought she was entering too many hands. I thought she was three-betting too many people with strong hands and was going to run herself into trouble and also wasn't really able to make laydowns where she had a good but not great hand coming from the guy who couldn't fold aces. Jeff, by the way, that little 15-year-old from uh, Northern Virginia just called. He said he was going to go to Taco Bell real fast and just wanted to know when he came back if we'd still be talking about her hand. <laughs> no, I'm just... I'm, sorry, buddy. So, so anyway, I, I, what I said and I, when, I, when I busted the event and I, I was describing the people at the table to my girlfriend, I said to her about this Norwegian girl, I said about her, I said, I would be surprised if she cashes. I said, I don't think she's got the right style to cash in this. I'll be surprised if she cashes. Yet at the same time, the guy who busted me, Amnon Philippi, I said, I have a feeling he's going to go deep. And he did. He did go deep. And I thought his style was very good for the main event. Uh, but I felt that she didn't have a good style for the main event. I thought it was just too deep and too slow. Well, I guess I was wrong. Or that she ran really well. I didn't watch how it happened, but I didn't follow the main event coverage that much because it depressed me. 
But I couldn't believe it when I looked at the final 27, and there she was, Elizabeth Hilly. And she went out 11th. She got it all in with ace-queen suited against sevens, didn't hit, and went out. I mean, pretty standard, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it was an honorable uh, bust. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, so she made a lot of money there, uh, so good job. I mean, maybe, maybe I saw some things there that weren't indicative of her play. I just, I've found in the main event that, and by the way, shout out to Lauren Kling's hairy ass yep. in our chat. <laughs> but uh, I, I find in the main event is different than the other tournaments in that I think, in general, patience pays off. I think that uh, you don't have to make moves like that all the time because too often people really have something, and there's many better spots that you can wait for because the structure's slow. So but would you would you approve of her aggressive style just with more, like, you know, not so often? Yes, I, and I'd approve of it also if it was in an event where the structure moved faster. Or mm-hmm. if even in the main event where she has a lot of chips and wants to bully people, you know, some, like that's how Jerry Yang. Well, was. sure. Jerry sure. Yang got a big stack and was very good at using the big stack to bully scared people. Who are like, oh my god, this is the end of the main event. Oh my god, I, ca- I can't call with his marginal hand. And Jerry Yang. He was, also used Jesus though to help him. That, too. That's true. I don't. I don't think Elizabeth Hilly was praising was praying to Jesus. So maybe she. Well, you know, Jesus is the reason for the big stack. So but. maybe that's why she didn't win. Maybe that's why she finished in eleventh. But uh, why she's not Christian. I don't know, <laughs> but um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about how she looked. Um, I, I found her to be very pretty. She was 25 years old. She Wait, now is this the one that went in the 11th, or is this the month? This is the 11th one. This is the okay, one I yeah, played with. Okay. I, I find her somewhat attractive. No, no, she was she was pretty. She had like a very like really cute girl next door type of look to her. She like wasn't one of these like super hot girls. You're like, wow, she's so sexy. It was like it was like this really cute like girl next door kind of like innocent looking. Like pretty young girl sort of look, but do you think that works for her in these spots? No, I've gotten in trouble for making this comment before, though. Druff, would you consider her hot or cu- or even cute or pretty? We'll say pretty or poker pretty. Poker pretty. No, no, she actually was. <laughs> I actually thought well, she was pretty. I got in trouble once for saying that. You did. Druff. You did. You won't get in trouble on this, Jeff. Yeah, Harry but. Uh, <laughs> no, she she was legitimately she was legitimately pretty, not just for poker, but actually pretty. There was also a guy at my table who made this really, really awkward attempt to hit on her, and I was embarrassed for him. There was like a 23-year-old at my table, and I knew this because his screen name was like something 89 online, and he looked like he was 23. But anyway, so no one really talked much to her, and she spoke really good English. She was Norwegian, but she spoke really good English. Uh, But no one really talked much to her other than just like a few words here and there. And then just out of the blue, he goes, are you sponsored anywhere? And she said, "No." He says, "Are nice you?" Sh- line. He says, "Are you sure you're not? Spo- I can't believe you're not sponsored anywhere." She says, "No, no, nobody sponsored me. I'm, I'm really nobody." And he says, "Oh, well, you're pretty enough to be sponsored somewhere." And oh, like my, my face hit my good palm man. right then. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then, then he says, "Yeah, you're pretty enough. And you play good enough too. I, I think you should be sponsored." And she's like, "Oh well, uh, thank you." <laughs> and that was like the end of the conversation. And, uh, you know, that, that uh, sick game the guy had didn't score the check. Now, I knew he was also drawing dead because I had read an article about her before I even sat down at the table that her boyfriend tried to get her birthday announced because she just turned 25 while she was playing a different event. And they wouldn't announce her birthday because there were like 3,000 people in the room. And they were afraid that like seven people would have that same birthday by the odds. So they didn't want those people to go, up, hey, announce mine too. Yeah, me too. So they wouldn't do it. But uh, now let me ask you, Jeff. You critiqued in a post, I believe, yesterday, 
how uh, these Scandinavian women tend to be super, super hot compared to Americans at the, at the same age, same kind of, I don't know, lifestyle, like meaning no drugs, no alcohol. Yeah. And then when they accelerate age, like towards the 30s, they just kind of go on a downward spiral. Yes, I said that. Oh, is that right? Did they age too quickly? Yes, and let me tell you, I can already see so it like happening. that Benjamin, or what's the, the, the movie with... Uh, Brad Pitt. Hey, don't say bad things about Benjamin like that. <laughs> no, but so Benjamin, that Benjamin is aging movie? great. Be- Benjamin's 21 months old. He doesn't look a day over 20 months. Yeah. <laughs> what, was the, what, was the, what was that movie? Benjamin Button? Wasn't that the name? Or? Yeah, The Curious but, Case of Benjamin Button. Yes. Yeah. Now, let me tell you about the Scandinavian girls and this Scandinavian girl, Elizabeth Hilly, in general, or specifically to her. Um, as I said, she was very pretty, but when she smiled... I saw there were some wrinkles under her mouth already. Only came out when she smiled. In fact, I think you can see it in one of the pictures that was posted of her. You can see the wrinkles. Now, it's not like she's full of wrinkles now. It's not like it's a big problem right now. But I'm like, oh, boy. I, like, I can imagine in 10 years this is going to be a big problem when she's 35. And I've seen this so many times of girls of Scandinavian heritage, both ones that actually live there, like in Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, or ones that live in the U.S. but have that heritage. And I've thin seen... Thin skin? What? <laughs> is it thin skin? I, I don't matter? know what it is, but they... Is they the Caucasian curse? So many of them look really hot in their 20s and then look like a different person in their 30s. I, I've known girls personally. I've gone out with girls personally. That like, Some of the prettiest girls I've ever gone out with have that type of heritage. And I went out with them when they were in their 20s. And you look at them now, you would have... No clue it's the same person. I mean, now, Jeff, I'm getting a private message, but I guess it's, it's safe to uh, re- relay this question to you. Uh, PFA user Lauren Queen Terrias uh, messaged me asking, though, what is the ass-hair ratio on Norwegian women versus Americans? You know what? I think we have to yield to the expert on that one and contact Ad Zizzy on this one. <laughs> I think he can tell me. I, I just haven't paid attention to those things. Now, now someone's well, saying... I don't perceive them as being extremely hairy women. So now, someone's saying know. in the chat, someone is saying to me here that uh, I wouldn't be able to hit that, that I'd have zero chance of hitting that. Well, look, she, That's she's 20. right. Let's discuss that. She, if she, well, there she, was a, a hot Norwegian, uh, y- would you be able to get her into bed? No, probably a 25-year-old Norwegian. Probably the chances aren't very high. But uh, I could do I'm not it. No, but, you could do it, Brandon. But, but, you know, you're kind of a, a smooth talker. But look, I, I'm not. This isn't about me. This isn't about me. You know, <laughs> me being 40 years old and uh, and commenting on these things. It doesn't make my opinion any less valid. Even if that same 25-year-old wouldn't sleep with me, I, I'm saying here that I have noticed so many. Scandinavian girls. Right. Well, cat out of the bag is asking how many Finnish, Swedish, Norwegian girls have you seen in your lifetime, Druff? A lot. Just ballpark number. Well, give us a ballpark number. Yeah, and how many? Ro- Rollo's guessing thirty-five. Yeah. I'm going to say way over than thirty-five. Yeah, way over than thirty-five. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 on those Norwegian cruises. Have you seen their 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 uh, vaginal area? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that many of that, but uh, but I've, that you know, I've under thirty five. I'm telling you, just it's it's amazing. Wait, have you ever been with a Finnish Swedish yes. Norwegian girl? Yes. Okay. And and uh, and and yes, this same girl, her looks drastically changed after Oof. thirty, and and I wasn't with her at that point, and it wasn't why we broke up or anything. We'd broken up years before that, but while she was still hot. But I'm saying that 
radically changed, and I'm not just basing it on this one case. I see it over and over. And so you're saying basically that it was a good laydown. A great laydown, actually. Yeah. And so I'm saying, like, if a guy wants to go out with a Northern European girl, if he really wants to do that, be with one who's much younger. So this way, when she gets to look old when she's 32, you'll actually be old, and you'll look old yourself. Then it's fine. And then you can dump her. No, no, then you don't have to dump her. No, no. Like, like, like if you're 50 and your girlfriend's 30 but looks 40, that's still fine. I, I've always said I in fact... I just got a tweet, actually, from Elizabeth Hale's disfigured face. <laughs> she's not ever coming on the... <laughs> the Jeff Drexel Powell show now. Apologies, real Twitter, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, look, I, I've always, you know, what I've always said. What I've always said is that if you date a girl who's much younger, you want her to look old, and if you date a girl who's a lot, who's near your age or older than you, you want her to look young. So, like, like if I let's say I were to be dating a girl who's 22, I wouldn't want her to look 22. I actually prefer that a 22 year old look 26 or 27. Well, six-toed Pete feels that your analysis is absurd because uh, he's he's judging by the number of women who have rejected you. No, that's that doesn't happen. But how does he know? No, I'll tell you something I think else you might too. Be a hit with the women. I'm going to tell you something else about uh, rejection. I, I really don't have. I've really had very few women reject me lifetime, not because every woman wants me, but because I I, I have very good reads with these situations. You're very careful about who you make the movie. Yeah, yeah, I have good game selection with this, where I, 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 just like I only want to sit at a poker table where I think I can win, the same thing with girls, I I would only ask them out if I thought there was a high chance they would say yes. So, as a result, I had very few rejections. So then, using that same analogy, I guess it would be safe to say that in, in poker analogy terms, I'd be very, I'd be considered very loose and aggro. Yes, yes. See, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely right, a loose aggro that, player. Yeah. I was, I'm kind of like a tight aggro player. Like, like if I think, if I think I can win, if I think I'm ahead in the hand, I'm going to keep, uh, keep betting. But, uh, but I'm, I'm going to fold if I think I'm going to. If I think I'm behind, I'm just going to fold. I won't even try. <laughs> well, listen. Obviously, uh, you both. Well, Druff, you said that you kind of were just bummed out about the main event after you busted and didn't follow it too much. Um, were did did you did you did either one of you follow it at all yesterday at all? I did not. So give us the no, update. Um, Druff, did you did you follow? Did you follow it yesterday even or no? No, the most I followed was just like the occasional like reload to see who's still in, and then I quickly right. close it. It was so depressing for me to read. What I'm curious about the, the two things that I want to talk about uh, was that it, it seemed. I don't know, this year more than <clears throat> any year in the, uh, at least the last few years, there wasn't really a big name pro that made that deep, deep, deep run. Um, I guess the, the most well-known pro would, would probably be Vanessa Selps and uh, David ODB Baker, and I don't really recall, and I guess obviously Anna, but he's not, I mean, he's a, he's a name pro, but he's not what you consider... At least in my opinion, I could be wrong. Just a a an a an A list uh, tournament poker player. Um, so that's the first thing. I kind of this year it just seemed like there wasn't uh, anyone you know, that that anyone was just rooting for in general. Um, just from the tweets, I don't know who this person is, but uh, it seems out of the final nine, the most well known person is this guy Greg Merson. Uh, who I guess isn't either, I, I assume to be an online player. Um, a lot of big-name pros are rooting for him and tweeting at him. 
Um, he seemed to have quite a following. Uh, so I don't know if you guys want to comment on that. To me, it just seemed this year there wasn't really, you know, like a last year. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who made the deep run last year? Uh, I'm forgetting now. I, I know the okay, year last year, Ben Lamb. Yeah, the year yeah, before, right. Mizraki. The year before that, Falivey. And, and then even you know, along with them, like Lindgren made a deep run. John Robert Ballons had like two out of the last three years finished like in the top 90, 80. It just didn't seem like it had that kind of hey, buzz. Don't, this year. don't forget two years um, ago, uh, A list player Todd Wotelis finished in the top 90. Yes, yes. Uh, so I, I was wondering if, if you guys both felt the same. And secondly, more importantly, it seemed like a lot of people uh, were tweeting yesterday, because I was actually refreshing and watching this online uh, every 30 minutes or so, that since they really didn't know anybody, once they got down to like 15 or so, uh, it seemed like a great proportion of people were rooting for both or at least one of the remaining females to uh, make the final nine. And uh, my question is, what kind of impact at this point when, when, you know, the numbers are down, there's no online poker, and, and I guess you could probably say from poker's boom right now we're at its, I guess, I guess the height of its decline. I mean, do you think that's a fair statement? Yeah, it's at its worst point since the boom. Yes, right definitely. Now. So what, what do you think, if anything, one or both of those females making the final table would have done to poker given – the publicity and, and and more so than just like card player and bluff magazine and forms it would in my opinion at least I believe it would have received more mainstream when I say mainstream I mean like Good Morning America uh, you know maybe some possible TV talk shows that that you know I don't know if I'd want to say like David Letterman or something like that but at least some of the maybe B list mainstream talk shows definitely would have in my opinion picked up on it. Yes. Uh, but just in general, for poker itself, would it would it have done anything significant? Well, for online, it wouldn't have helped much because it's just hard to play for Americans uh, right now. But for poker right. itself, I think it, it would have injected some interest in the main event and in poker itself. And I think it may have even brought more women to the game, especially, you know, like, I think there would be a lot of attention if Elizabeth Hille, that we, we just uh, talked about, is going to be looking 50 when she's 35. I'm sure that's going to make her want to hear this show again. But... I think I'll tell you this. She's going to be a big fan. If, if she if she ended up making the final table, especially if she ended up winning it, that would have been very big because this is a pretty twenty five year old girl. You don't think of that type of person being the World Series of Poker main event champion. It kind of turns right. the the old right. boys network of the like, World Series of nobody's, Poker. Nobody's nobody's getting out the lube and watching Barbara Enright videos, or or, or even Vanessa Self. Well, a, but it, it perpetuates that fantasy that anybody can. Yeah, you know, and yeah, and, and, and especially for girls, right? And and, and for people who want to look at a pretty girl, right? And and this is a, and this is a girl who like yeah, people would say, hey, look at just some pretty girl that we've never heard of before comes through and wins. Like it's different than someone like Vanessa Self. Who is, is a? <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's also like if Vanessa Self won, it wouldn't, right. be, it wouldn't be seen. Well, as I don't even. I don't even know. I, I mean, I guess for the LBGT community. I, I kind of disagree with you. I, mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm thinking more along the lines of like I remember, like in my early 20s, maybe even my late teens, when like soccer was just nothing in the United States. In the United States, especially female soccer, and after that amazing run with like Mia Hamm and uh, what's the one, Brandy Chastain, all these girls just all over wanted to not play soccer, and it, it just made uh, female uh, female soccer a lot more popular. And even if Vanessa Subs is a is a lesbian, I don't think. I mean, I'm just thinking more in terms of just getting females to play into local card rooms, not from the not from an online standpoint, but just you know, 
I don't know, just girls saying, oh, well, I want to, you know, if she can do it, I can do it. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, but I think the prettier the girl, the more pronounced the effect. Yes, especially, Wait, I, I agree really? with all the, You know yeah, what, I also think so. So you think, like, the average girl at home would be more inclined to play if a pretty girl won or final table at verse. I do. A, yes. I think it, 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 it just calls more attention to the sport. Not only that, I think, I, I, think, ahead, I think it actually also... They can relate to a girl like that more, even if she, even if the, the woman watching is not a pretty twenty-five-year-old. They can relate to that more because this is like a, a feminine, girly girl. Like even if these the women watching aren't beautiful themselves, they they try to look beautiful. They put on makeup, they they put on you know nice clothes and all that. Like if they see someone like Vanessa Selfs, who's a great player but but looks like a guy and is a lesbian, she, they can't really relate to that. They're like, well, okay, Vanessa Selps has cracked the male-dominated game of poker, but she's but almost she's like a guy. A guy yeah, she's almost like way. a guy anyway, so I can't yeah. really relate to that. Where right. Elizabeth Hilly, she doesn't remind you of a guy in the slightest. So, like, if she were to make it, or even the, the one that Brandon calls a mutt, uh, you know, she's at least pretty enough <laughs> to where... That, that one's pretty enough still to where that would get attention as well. And I think that would really open it up to women who would think, well, like... If these women who look like just regular women win win the win the main event or get to the final table of the main event, I wonder if I could do it too. Mm. So well, we have someone in the chat room um, who calls himself uh, Real Chase seventy four, and this person has made a good point, and I was going to say this myself, but I, I wanted to give him credit for coming up with it. it the point is that we don't perceive really pretty girls as being that intelligent. And so if a really pretty girl does well in a sport and becomes, you know, sort of a national face, it gives everybody hope because, you know, let's face it, only a small percentage of the population is highly intelligent. So this gives people hope because they're figuring, hey, this person can't be that bright. And if they can do it, I can do it. Yes, that's a good point. That's a great point that uh, exactly that that people have the perception of pretty girls being dumb, and and that's, that's another reason. So, um, yeah, these these are all good points. And, uh, like, look at the names. This is going to be the most boring final table as far as the average poker fan liking it. Uh, that's what I was talking yeah. about. It just seems like it's more lackluster oh, than totally. I remember. So we have Jesse Sylvia, Andres Kornakai, Greg Merson, Russell Thomas, Stephen G., Robert Salabutru, Salaburu or something, Jake, Jacob Balsiger, Jeremy Osmus, and last but not least, Esposito. Mike Esposito. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like who? <laughs> yeah, last but not least, Mike Esposito. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's got to be the PFA fan favorite now. I think. He is I think for we me. should have to. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to root for him. I have no one else to root for. I've got to because I don't know who any of these people are. So, so, so right now the the it's chip all leader, about Mike. yeah, the chip leader at the moment is Jesse Sylvia with forty three thousand eight seventy five or forty three million eight seventy five thousand. Uh, Andres Kornikai has twenty nine. Greg Merson twenty eight. Russell Thomas twenty four. Stephen G. and uh, Stephen G. and Mike Esposito have sixteen. Uh, <laughs> Robert Salaburu has fifteen. Jason Bal- Jason Balsiger thirteen, and Jeremy Osmus has about ten. Truthfully, they're all in it. I mean, even Jeremy Osmus who's got about ten. He doubles up. He's right around average. So, uh, yes, the favorite at the moment is the guy with all the chips or the, the most chips with a forty three k forty three k forty three million. But 
they could go to anyone, but who yeah, cares? Yeah, that can go away at any moment. I mean, uh, other, uh, you know, other than... I'm going for my guest, the zero. Oh, for sure. I'm going to be rooting for Mike. I'm rooting for Mike. What do you guys think? If I, I, since I'm here in Vegas, and uh, I, I haven't checked out the lines. And, in fact, I'm not even sure if they're up, but you guys are both aware now that uh, Vegas Sportsbooks will be taking action on uh, the main event. You can bet who you think will win. Uh, what, uh, I don't know. He's yeah, got what are the odds on Mikey? <laughs> he's got 16.2. Uh, out of 197 million, what do you think, Druff? Uh, and I'll go check sometime this week. What do you think the the the, uh, the opening line? I guess I'll say opening line is probably just a line. How could it really change? Like you know, it's not like it's football where people get injured. And but what what would you discuss the line would be on Esposito to win? Uh, we'll see how close you are next week when uh, I come back. Let's say. Uh, Twenty-two to one. Really? No, I don't, sorry, I don't think it. it'll be that high. No, no I'm sorry. I, you're right. It's not that. It's probably seventeen to one. I change it. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Well, I am going to put a five spot on on Esposito. My okay. Esposito. Do either one of you. Either one of you. Either one of you want some money on Esposito? Yeah, I, I definitely yeah, want. I, I definitely want. want yeah, I definitely want five dollars on Mike Esposito. <laughs> And funny enough, I just got a message. C Money is uh, sending a thousand dollars to bet on. <laughs> I didn't have it ready. I'm sorry. Come on, Trump! I'm gonna have to take the sound card away from you. Mike, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, that's where I'm putting my money. Uh, uh, and if anyone else is interested, Trump, am I allowed to even solicit like five dollar? Things on PayPal. If anyone else wants yes, to yes, money, yes. or go, go ahead. Have this anybody wants to send rules? Am I, am I worthy of it, Jeff? Am yes, I trustworthy? Yes. To if, if folks want to uh, want to bet on this, can they uh, PM Brandon on PFA? Yeah, actually, see money saying I'll put a thousand on Mike. Seriously. I, well, I was only joking, Mike, but I noticed you're such a sick fuck that see money definitely would. <laughs> you know, it would be a great story. Think think if see money put a thousand on him and then wins like seventeen thousand or whatever, and then the story comes out that the only reason he bet on him was because of the Peter DC scam and the mailbox belonging to Mike Esposito. <laughs> imagine if they, imagine if they, they ask him what, they ask him why did you bet on on Mike Esposito and they say. Uh, <laughs> they say they say that uh, it's because there's a scammer who pretended to be him. Well, for C Money and everybody else that's listening, I am going to go down there the next couple of days. I'm sure the lines will be up, if not uh, already. And I'll find out what the line is. I'll, I'll write a thread about it. And again, I'm not like going to book huge action or anything, but if anyone wants like a dollar, two dollars, just to say they have something on it for fun, uh, just I want that on him just because he's the only Mexican at the final table. <laughs> How do you know? Do we know? Do we know? What about Peter? Do you see, does this sound Mexican to you? Mike Esposito. And that doesn't sound very Mexican to me. Well, he's got some Mexican heritage somewhere. In I don't. I don't think this guy's eating many tacos for dinner. Belonging to Mike Esposito. <laughs> What are the chances oh, that Mike Esposito makes the final table? I mean, uh, no, I knew this. Crow Diddy's asking Drexel, can you get me a hundred to one on a thousand? <laughs> 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 again, that's why I said if anyone wants like a couple dollars, no, no offense, other than C Money, who I know, you know, I've done business and he's 
generate donates money and he's just a sick fucking gambler. I'm talking if anyone just wants like a dollar, two dollar, five dollar ticket just to have his I think this is yeah, this is the first year you're allowed to do it, so I don't know, maybe it's a keepsake or you just want the sweat, but as far as I'm concerned right now, twenty four seven until the uh, final night's completed, it's all about belonging to Mike Esposito. Yes. Very good. And I guess, guys, that wraps up, uh, unless either of my two hosts can think of anything else. No, we, we do have something else to say. Yes, we do. Uh, about serious poker? In fact, not about the World okay, Series. By the way, the kid from uh, Northern Virginia just got done with his Taco Bell. He's going to watch the Tonight Show now. And he wanted to know if by the time he's done with the Jay Leno's opening monologue, will be past the WSOP? Or if you want to do a recap on the ace hand. I'm just relaying it, Josh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we'll wait for the ace hand until, like, Maybe the final 30 minutes of the show. I'll do a recap about uh, how I still feel about it. But anyway, uh, let's. Uh, since we're talking about belonging to Mike Esposito, since we're talking about him, let's talk about another potential scammer. Well, that's that, what I was saying. I was going to move on to that, yeah, Druff, that but I, I, I said, was there any more WSOP no, things no, that we need to discuss? No. Are we no, done? We're done with that. No, we're that's done. it. Yeah, let's, let's go back. Let's go to PFA, and this uh, segment is important for everybody who posts on our, on our yeah, board. Yeah, so uh, we, are call, we, are, we are called PokerFraudAlert.com, and... You know, if you've browsed our forum or if you've uh, listened to this radio show, we're definitely not all about poker frauds. And in fact, I think we're more about gay sex and cock. Yeah, yeah, we're we're kind of all over the place. Yeah. And uh, you know, this is called Poker Fraud Alert because if you go to the Scam Scandals and Shadiness forum, we have a place to just talk about any kind of scam or scandal in poker. And I, I want something like that on the web where people can just tell their stories about that, and we'll get lost among all the noise. And, of course, I want this radio show to focus on any kind of scams or scandals in poker uh, when they happen and uh, aggressively chase down those. But uh, we actually had an unfortunate situation that we're not 100% sure this is what it appears yet, but we may have had a scammer already on our own forum and that victimized some of our own users. Fortunately, not for big money, but uh, we should talk about it. And this is someone who was very well-liked and, in fact, appeared on this radio show. In fact, put bounties on himself during some of our radio tournaments. This is the Templar, who supposedly... And he was popular on the boards. He had funny photoshops, and he was a good poster. Um, I even spoke with him privately on Skype, and we talked about... Uh, saving kittens, and I mean, this guy was, you know, a cool guy. I think we have to watch out for anybody who wants to save animals, because we had uh, Chaz Mental on another <laughs> site who, who wanted to save pit bulls and ended up being a scammer. Now we have uh, the kitten saver. So uh, I think I think we should get people who abuse or torture animals, and we'll be pretty sure that they're at least honest with money. But uh, no, seriously though, with the Templar. Uh, this is a very popular guy, as many scammers seem to have been, because a lot of the scammers, they, they get away with scamming because they, they can be so likable, or they do things on purpose to be likable. They do favors for people. They, they try to do what they can to come off well, so people trust them and like them. Well, again, we don't have proof just yet, but it's not looking very good at the moment. Now, let me give you some background here with the well, Templars. Before you begin, I don't know if this, this may come off as sounding coarse, but bad guy 23 in the chat is saying he's a motherfucking stroke victim cock. 
And welcome but to we Bad should, Guy 23. But we should preface this by saying we don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know for sure. But uh, the Templar, uh, he showed up kind of out of nowhere, and he claimed he was a lurker on the previous site we were involved with, and uh, started posting here. Uh, originally, had nothing to do with money. He was just making some funny fo- photoshops, and very quickly people got to like him. And I think a lot of the reason people liked him is because he was some new blood, and he was interesting. It wasn't the same old people we've been accustomed to for a few years. This is someone who was both a good poster and was new. And and so people enjoyed his contributions, and people uh, liked him in general. He did a lot of favors for he people. He pumped some blood into the community. Yes. And uh, unfortunately... Uh, we started to have some suspicions. I started to get some reports, private reports from people that uh, he would borrow money and, and be slow in paying it or that some weird things were happening with, uh, with with sites that he claimed to have affiliate deals with. And just a lot of individual Yeah, stories. I mean, I was getting private reports that he was offering more than what the affiliate deal actually would allow. Yeah, so like a lot of private reports I was getting from people about different things, and they always started off this way. I don't want you to post this on the forum yet, but, uh, and I don't know for sure, but, and then they would go on and explain something about the Templar that looks suspicious. And Well, uh, I was cautioned, I was told straight up, this guy is going to be a scammer, but I would like you not to say anything yet. And I'm like, well, why? Why, why am I being cautioned to keep quiet so he can perpetrate a scam? I, I, I'm still not sure about that. Well, just uh, before we go into anything, just so I can just air my knowledge of the situation, my dealings with him uh, go as far as this. Um, the first time I ever had any kind of wagering with him was when uh, Druff let me down and cost me like $700 on a very nice Sunday morning by losing heads up to uh, Yep site. It was still Druff. I'm very disappointed by that. I think, but, I think uh, that was... Uh, I think that was, just, a, was that another that, bad ace ace play? No, I think, I think that was kind of like foretelling what would happen to me in the World Series. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, so I, I did, I'd never bet with him, but I, he was popular in the forums. And we made a wager, I think, and we, were, we were doing prop bets. Anyhow, I ended up, I think, losing like $200 in somewhere around there, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. And uh, got the money to him, no big deal. Then the second uh, instance I had, and again, he kept trying to make more bets with me, and then I had gotten some messages from, just like you mentioned, from PMs kind of just advising me to be a little weary uh, so I really didn't uh, acknowledge or respond to anything. Uh, we made another last longer uh, bet uh, in one of these PFA tournaments. I think it was like the first one I played, and I ended up winning. And uh, he shipped me. It was a small amount, like ten dollars. He shipped me right after on PayPal. Uh, the next week we did another one, and I ended up winning. And then he asked if we could carry it over. Um, I figured it was only $10, and this was obviously before he disappeared, and that was it. Then the only other thing uh, that I found odd, um, and this is all I can really offer to any of this, is while this thread was already out there, um, he had left me a message. I can look a, uh, hold on. He left me a message about, uh, give me one second. I'm going to actually say the exact date of when the message was. Uh, okay, a message six days ago. Um, 
in regards to uh, that fiasco, I'm sorry, seven days ago, in regards to that fiasco that was going on and what happened with last week's radio, uh, basically just saying, you know, I hope you're okay, keep your head up. Uh, and I, I didn't speak with him, but just kind of that, you know, that kind of message. And uh, which I, I now thinking about it and reading the thread, I found I felt was kind of odd uh, that all that was going on. But other than that, and I guess technically, you know, he still owes me ten dollars. Um, that is my only experience. And like I said, the one time, the two times we bet, uh, I, you know, I, I paid him right away. I had money sent to him online, actually, because that's what he wanted. And then the second time was a small amount that he owed me, and he paid me right away. And then, but the thing that I will say is he did try to bet higher and higher with me. And then at that point I was weary and people had made comments to me. So I made sure to keep it at a level that in case it got to this, it would never uh, escalate and be anything. Like he wanted to bet hundreds of dollars. So he and, was uh, trying to escalate. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But but then again, you know, the, the first time we ever bet just based on uh, the fact that he was popular and, you know, other people seemed to have – positive dealings with them, we were wagering uh, on flops uh, and, and doubles and triples and uh, various other bets during the Giraffe Yeb site match that uh, very easily could have cost me, uh, you know, $500 or more. I think it ended so up being like 200 He ended up with 10 15 20 maybe even $50 debts. Is that just due to the fact that he was setting himself up for something much bigger but kind of screwed it up. You know what? I, I don't know. And I'm going to let Druff uh, comment on it. The only other thing I wanted to add, uh, and that that seemed kind of odd to me that someone I didn't know just kind of wanted to keep betting higher. And I mean, you know, of course, I, I lived here a long time. I've been a part of forums, poker, so I wasn't going to let anybody free roll me. Uh, but when, and once I realized that he just wanted higher action and he had yet to ever... Uh, pay a significant bet to me that I, I didn't. I just did not acknowledge or take interest in anything. Um, but I also was one of the people, and I feel bad uh, for Tony, hockey guy, and I'm sure there are a few others. I'm sorry, I don't remember the names that sent him money for a stake. Um, I received the same email, and I even received a follow-up email because I had to respond to the first one. Uh, nor did I respond to the second one about that. And I just, I don't stake people. I don't. You know, only under the most unique circumstances where, you know, I'll throw out back in the day when Stars was around, uh, you know, I just sometimes, you know, start a thread, you know, the first three people to post here I'll put into, you know, this tournament or that tournament, like that. But besides that, I don't stake people just uh, like Druff doesn't. Um, but anyhow, uh, not to detract from you guys, that's my only interaction. And I can't really offer any opinion other than uh, it was, I found it odd that he called me. Uh, you know, and, and again, as a show of support when all this crap was going on last week, and also I found it odd, and, and I'm sure both of you will expand on this, that uh, if indeed he, he had a stroke or a serious health problem, um, that is obviously understandable, but the fact that he was reported by Druff to have logged in right. uh, several times knowing this thread was going on when he could have easily posted... Uh, you know, I'm in the hospital. I'm, you know, would you just give some update right, or right, right. acknowledge what was going on? That right there to me seems to be the telltale sign that, uh, as much as there's some people still holding out hope that this is a big misunderstanding, that, that he is ill and even rooting for him to get healthy, that seems to be the telltale sign that there's a lot, there's more to it than that, and this isn't going to have a positive outcome. Right. So let me explain what I saw there. Um, 
the Templar claimed in uh, in June, in late June, that he had a stroke. And he was in the hospital. People called up and he was actually in a hospital room. He could reach him by calling the hospital phone. So he didn't make that up. But that doesn't mean he had a stroke. That, that means that uh, he was in the hospital for something. It could be something minor. It could be routine surgery. It could be cosmetic surgery. Uh, or maybe it was a stroke or maybe it was something that was... Uh, you know, serious or semi-serious. Well, and I'm sorry, and also not to interrupt you, but real fast, I know Jacob spoke with him the day, and it wasn't even a full day, it was like 12 hours after he claimed he had a stroke, and I also found that kind of odd. Uh, I guess it was confirmed that he indeed was in a hospital, but anyone, I, I, I've never had a stroke, I've never fortunately even had any loved ones or family members that have, but I found it kind of odd that uh, in such a short time frame, he was talk- he'd was he be talking on the phone after having a stroke. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Do you agree? Yes, and so whatever happened Absolutely. to him... Absolutely. Yes, it's, it's definitely odd. Yeah, whatever happened to him there, he was in the hospital for something, though, again, it could have been something routine or planned, but uh, peop- this, of course, was a perfect built-in excuse if you owe people money, whether you plan to go into the hospital anyway or something really happened, uh, it becomes a great excuse. And, and it's a good chance he thought of that when he was in there. Like, wow, I, I owe people money. I can't pay it right now. Uh, why not milk this? Since I'm really in the hospital anyway, uh, t- you know, tell everyone I had a stroke and uh, everyone will say, oh, wow, well, feel better. And who, you know, who's going to demand immediate payment from a guy who just had a stroke and you can reach in the hospital right now. So I, I brought up... Um, and Jeff, wasn't there also a report that his mother or father had died? It was his mother he claimed it just concurrently. Oh, wow. And, and I mean, that's... I can only say from experience that if that was the case, the last people you would be contacting and interacting with would be your online community. Yeah, and then... And so, so what's... He has all these things happen that supposedly stop him from being able to continue because he started a... He started two things that involved money. One thing was the Poker Fraud Alert weekly tournament, like a, a league... Through a tournament league where people would put up money and then uh, you know the winners of the league would get paid. He was escrowing the money at the beginning. Once I got wind of that from people, I, I wasn't really following it because I don't really follow these contests here since I don't participate in them. But once I got wind that he's holding the money, I said, oh, no, 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 we can't have that. So I immediately asked him and posted publicly that stop escrowing money with him, do it with me. And in fact, that's a new rule on our site that all money escrowed has to be done through me. Of course, we are making an exception here for uh, Brandon placing bets for people about on uh, on Mike Esposito. But uh, other than that, all contests or things like that, all tournaments, whatever, the money always has to be escrowed through me personally to prevent people from getting scammed in the future. But I interrupted that whole thing. I said, I want the money to go to me. And I told Templar, send all the money that has been sent to you so far to me so I can hold it. And all future money needs to be sent to me as well. So he agreed, but I only got fifty bucks. I know it's always fifty dollars, but uh, I got fifty bucks. You want the fifty dollar back? How is it always fucking fifty dollars? <laughs> I, I got Jesus 50, Christ! I got fifty dollars. I also got five dollars the same day from him for a radio tournament bounty, which I don't know if anybody won or whatever. But you know, if you can prove it was you who knocked him out or whatever, I'll send you the five bucks. I, I never sent it to anyone to my knowledge, so... And how would someone be able to prove that, Jeff? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. But, but the well, point there is, would be witnesses. Yeah, the point is, I will... <laughs> other, otherwise, I'm, I'm adding that on to the, what I call the repayment pool, to pay people who got ripped off. And then Hockey Guy sent $125 cash in envelope to, uh, to the Templar. He 
acknowledge receiving envelope, it. Meaning he sent it to a home address? He probably did, yeah. But uh, What's the guy's name that sends out the envelopes with no money in them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of his name. You know the guy I'm talking about? He sent like eight envelopes all over the U.S. with no money in them. Yeah, Who is that? What, what's his name? his name? It could be... Mike Esposito. <laughs> Wait, Bukowski will know this. So we already got our answer. It is. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Mike Esposito. So, oh, so did you not know that though? That the that punchline. That's, that's, that's what he was when, doing. What he ended up doing, and this is how sick he is. He had promised everyone that he owed. Uh, this is again, we're talking about. YouTube. Mike Esposito. Yes. He owed uh, several hundreds, uh, I guess, reports of like six digits and promised people he was going to pay them the next day uh, by FedEx. And what he ended up doing was actually going to FedEx and sending them all envelopes. But inside the envelopes, there was $0.0. And the people people on 2 plus 2 just thought it was so insane because why take the time... To send, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, Just, if you're going to scam them, scam them. But imagine, why would imagine. you go to FedEx and take the time to mail it? It's like you're almost adding, you not almost, you're adding insult to injury. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're, that's just like. Of course, we're, t- we're talking about. Mike Esposito. Not, not the Templar yes. right now, but. Uh, yeah. the the main event? Uh, imagine getting, like, the guy owes you money. The real Mike Esposito. Uh, imagine if he owes you money and you get this FedEx and you go to FedEx and they go, yeah, we have a package for you from. Mike Esposito. And then you, you go, oh, yeah, thank goodness it's here. Jason in the chat is saying that that, that was a tracking number scam to buy himself time, three days, obviously. But if you read the thread, um, the majority of them were sent next day. So that – and if you read a lot of the posters, they were just like, what was the point of this? Like, just to say, fuck you one more time? So it definitely wasn't a time-buying type situation because they were sent overnight delivery. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, back to the Dude, Templar. Even go. What does it cost, Drop, to send like a normal envelope overnight from like I mean, say it's like at least ten, twelve yeah, like bucks. ten bucks, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Why would you go spend like a hundred dollars? Yeah, why not? So, so we have uh, the Templar here, who re- he admitted he received the cash in envelope. This time, not an envelope, not an empty envelope, but a hundred twenty-five dollar cash envelope from Hockey Guy. He told me he got it. He told me he's going to load it onto PayPal and send it to me. Never got it. Now, I took a look. Once uh, I was just looking around at the league, and I go, "This is, it's been too much time. It's time for me to finally step forward. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if people are telling me not to say anything. I've got to step forward at this point and warn everyone and close this league he started and tell everyone what's going on. So I did. And uh, here's what we have from him at the moment. I have the... Um, the $50 he sent me, I had the $5 he sent me, then I also had given him a piece of event number 53, 1%, which I cashed in, as thanks for a lot of stuff he was doing on the site. And I cashed there, so he was owed $44. Well, hold on, what was he doing on the site? That he got 1%. I do stuff on the site, I didn't get no 1%. This is like deja vu all over again. <laughs> When am, I, when am I ever going to get just a little something? Are you sleeping at the you, wheel? You know what? I mean, I, I, you're well, giving I, him, you're giving a scammer 1%. I'm hosting a show. I'm, I mean, 
Now you know you what? Raise, what? What's going on? You raise, you raise Seriously? A good, you raise a good point, Brandon. I'm holding Canadian goodies for you for three weeks in a stored, safe, fucking non-humid facility. Wait, I'm not wait. getting nothing. You know what, you know what Brandon? Uh, Brandon, I would, actually, I would actually give you a piece of an upcoming World Series event. I'm serious. I would, but I don't have it. Whoa, settle down. <laughs> we, have, we have bubbles on the phone. But, but uh, no, I, g- I gave to a few people. I was in, like, in a generous mood one day, and I gave a few people like Crow Diddley and other people who had oh. done some things around for the site. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like little pieces. <laughs> Not me. I, no, I, sh- I should have given something to the host here. I should <laughs> have. I, I, I overlooked that. But, uh, and I apologize Perhaps for that. The final insult would be if you send him $50. No, so, so, what, so let me tell you what happened to this money. He actually re-gifted that half of it to Sandwich for something else. And, and so Sandwich was able to prove it to me. So I said, okay, fine. So I sent, we're talking about $44 here. I sent half of it to Sandwich as was promised to him by the Templar, but the other half I'm using to pay back. Of course, I'm not sending it to the Templar. I'm using it to pay back anybody who got ripped off from him. So we have about $77 right now to pay back people. And you know, So submit your claim if you sent him any money, and uh, I'll proportionately distribute that money out. Uh, now, I did get an email. From, let, let me, let me uh, back up a little bit here. I thought of the fact that I have a log of every IP address that logs into the site and does anything. Even if you don't post, even if you just... Lurk, I can see you. I, now, I don't normally look at this. It's a huge thing of data. Can you, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hi, Bubbles. Just hang on a second. Is this Bubbles? Yeah, Todd, can you tell if I'm logging in from my iPhone or my work computer? I mean, can I can, can if I go look. Can differentiate. I, I, yes, but I don't... Todd I don't, knows when you go get a fucking wax valve. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Do you have pictures? <laughs> but look, I, I, don't, I don't ever look at these this information, and it's a lot of, it's a huge file of information that I don't even want to bother to look at. There's no point for me to look at, but I look Can at it. Can you tell when I get my anal hairs removed? Uh, only if, uh, <laughs> only if someone's tweeting about it. But look, the, I looked up the Templar's activity on his IP, and I found something disturbing, that he was still lurking on our site. He last logged in on July 8th, but for the next three days, he was lurking on the site. Now, he wasn't lurking all day. He would lurk like a few times a day, but he was lurking, and he lurked enough to see my post about his league and about how he's disappeared and how I'm concerned on July 11th. I saw from his activity that he read that post, and he did not respond to it. Now, Never a response. I did get a response. had no response from him on Skype. Right. Now, I did get a response. This is the last thing I heard from him. This is from July 7th. And uh, he had told me that uh, I had sent him a, a PM, which I guess goes into his email. So he responded to it through email rather than logging in, which is also kind of suspicious. It's almost like he doesn't want to show that he's logged in. He responded through email on the 7th, telling me that he is going to send me the money, that he's just been really sick, he's been having all these terrible health problems, and uh, he, here it is. He, he wrote to me, Thank you for the message. I've only gotten out of bed three times in the past two weeks. As for the league, I cannot be running at this time. I can hardly even read the forums. I will send you all the money back via PayPal during the next two days. This is July 11th. Uh, I guess it wasn't the 7th. It was the 11th. Uh, just going to have to get my brother a money pack for me. You will, all, you will have it all within the next 24 hours. As for my health, it's been pretty steady these past two days, but my Coumadin levels are extremely low, so my blood is clotting very fast. Not good in my case, but anyways, tell the guys I have not forgot about them, and we'll get that order to you very soon, 48 hours max. 
unless someone else wants to run the league, I would say cancel it. Thanks. So but I, that's six days ago. Right. So, so I wrote back to him. To be completely realistic here, we should probably give him another couple of days before we completely condemn him. Yeah. So so now, as I said, he, he claimed to be the next two days. I get the money. I've got nothing. It's been six days. Uh, I wrote back to him the next day because I, I actually missed it. I guess I actually wrote to him on the 13th. Because I, the, the, it actually showed up in my spam folder, but I found it. So I responded to him on the 13th. There's a lot of vigorous discussion on PFA about you and accusations of you being a scammer, slow payer, etc. Many have warned me behind the scenes about this for quite some time, but I gave you the benefit of the doubt. I did see, I did see you were on the site, but not logged in as recently as yesterday. Everybody really likes slash liked you at PFA, and I really hope that this disappearance was health-related and, not, and not, not being able to pay related. Some people are also very concerned about the BAP, which I'll get to in a second, which stands for buy a piece. He was selling pieces of himself for you know, tournaments or cash games or whatever that, uh, that's also gone into thin air. Uh, if you could send me that money as well, that would be great, and I will distribute it back to the affected parties. I will say that doing so would calm down a lot of people, as everyone's pretty riled up right now, and some are even giving me shit for allowing this to have happened in the first place. Hope you feel better soon. So that was from me. He did not respond to that. He did not send me any money. It's been four days since I sent that email I just read to you. Uh, he did run, a, you know, a BAP, a buy a piece where you buy pieces of him for uh, I think it was a tournament. Uh, but he ran like a little website where you're keeping he's keeping track of the pieces that were bought. And he did all this privately, which is very suspicious. Why would a guy who's so public on the forums? want to run this BAP privately? Why would you ever want to run like a staking thing privately? You'd always want to do it publicly so you get as many people to buy as possible. When I ran my staking thing for the World Series, I didn't ask people privately. I posted, hey, you know, these are the events I'm selling. Do you want to buy in? Let me know. That's what you do if you're honest. If you've got something to hide, you start asking people privately. I mean, you, you don't always have something to hide if you ask people privately, but, but given how public he was on the forum about everything else... Why do that privately? It just didn't make sense, and I think it's because he owed money to people, and he didn't want people coming forward saying, hey, you know, don't buy a piece of this guy. He already owes money to several people. So this all looks pretty bad, and uh, there's different theories about him. There's theories that he was setting up a larger con, because I think overall there's less than $1,000 that was scammed total. When you add it all, yeah, that was going to be my next question. If we had an accurate number on what it yeah, was, I, think, I, I mean, it seems to be fairly small change. Yeah, it's less than I believe it's less than a thousand dollars. So it's not, and this is spread out over a number of people. So this is not a huge scam or anything by any means. But uh, but he certainly could have been setting himself up for something much bigger. Yeah. So some people think that. So some other people think that this is just like a degenerate gambler who was kind of free rolling himself off other people's money when he ran into trouble. And then, you know, when he started losing, couldn't pay back and had to disappear. So there's very... There's Did very I read it right that some people said that he well, had posted in his blog about being a addicted gambler? Yes, and he's, he's admitted being an addicted gambler before, which uh, doesn't uh, doesn't bode well for us here. So, uh, Bubbles, hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, go ahead. We can hear you, Bubbles. Okay, well, I'm calling in because Six Toad Pete is telling me that he can set up a match between me and Dutch Boyd in an MMA fight or boxing <laughs> match or whatever. 
<laughs> Are we back to this again? Well, okay. I mean, if you want to set this up, fine. I don't think Dutch is going to go for it, but if you if you want to do it, uh, you know, go ahead. I mean, I'd, uh, we'll definitely uh, promote it if it happens. I have a question. We have his number. Well, Pete, Why don't we just? Pete how, how come we have a him, Druff? Yeah, I guess Pete we can. Pete is call saying him. Dutch will do it and that he can set it up. Okay. Bubbles, let me ask you a question. Have you okay. ever seen a grown man drink his own piss? <laughs> I have drank a grown man's piss before. Oh, oh my lord! This, this is the perfect. Well, that's a joke. But this anyway. is the perfect match then for the two of them. So, well, yeah. But see, the thing is, I live in Georgia. I'm kind of like Slim T, and I'm broke as fuck. But I, I guarantee, if Drexel or Druff wants to back me in this fight, they will win a bunch of money. Well, I, I don't know who, if anyone's going to bet on uh, Dutch here. I think everyone would have to see e- a picture of each of you, especially you, since Dutch is pretty well known. Oh, I'll send in a picture. I'm, I'm about six one, about two fifteen, maybe. Okay. And Bubbles, how, how are? How, and I'm thirty seven. Okay, I'm thirty seven. Okay, thirty seven. So six one, two fifteen, thirty seven, and, and I drink a lot. You drink a lot. So I, I have a question for you. Also, uh, did we know you under any other name on the other forum, or are you just kind of new? I was a lurker there. I never posted. But okay. I and you, and you don't know to. Slim T personally, do you? No, no, no. Okay. I'd like to meet him, though. He seems... We Crazy? We could probably drink a couple of shots together. Well, just, just don't don't agree to buy him anything at Walmart. So. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, that would be a mistake. So, uh, anyway, uh, I mean, Brandon, do you want to call up Dutch? We can. Dutch or Templar? Oh, you're talking about the Templar. I thought you were saying to call Dutch. Oh, we could, no, we could. I was just thinking we have his number. Why? I mean, did it, but it, I don't know. It doesn't seem beyond the realm of possibility to call him. They see if he, you know, even on the five percent chance he answers. But what would I mean? I'm not. I don't want to call Dutch. Okay. I mean, we could, but that's. I don't. I mean, I don't know. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll skip that for right now. But we maybe yeah. we'll the get reason I called in is because Six Toe Pete said that he would bet. I think he said any amount that Dutch would stomp my ass. Really? Yeah. But All right. I need a backer. I'm broke as fuck. Okay, well, we had to get more... I mean, I pay the bills and everything, but I don't well, have... Yeah, you got some dicks tonight, though. That's right. You're $50 you dollars dicks richer. I mean, that, you can't brag about getting dicks or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so Bubbles, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, try to see what we can... You can certainly brag about it. We'll, we'll try to get something set up here if we can, if Dutch would agree. I have a feeling he won't, but we can try. Well, I but think Drugs, we can we that. work out a deal? I mean, I'll, I'll fight for 25%. Well, I, I can't... Listen, I, I think we should call and, Dutch And I will guarantee a win. I, I can't make this decision right now, but uh, um, I'll consider it. Okay, as long as I can get it, you'll consider it. We're in business. Well, but I will I'm guarantee a, a win. I mean, obviously, I'll support whatever uh, you know everyone agrees to do. But the two comments I'll make is a knowing Dutch and the kind of personality and temperament he, temperament that he has, he's not going to fight you. That's number one. He's just not that kind of person. Uh, besides, he guaranteed it. Well, I mean, I, I know him. I don't, I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what kind of contact Sixto Pete has had with him, but I know him personally. Just knowing his mannerisms and how he behaves, he's not that kind of person. He's not a fighting person. Right. Um, 
So I don't even I don't know how I can show you the PMC sent me. No, I'm not I'm not I'm not Wait, how do you know they're really from him though? They're straight from the damn chat room. No, no I'm saying Oh, okay. I'm talking about Dutch. Yeah, but the actual Dutch Boyd, I don't think that that's something he'd be interested he in. He guaranteed that Dutch Boyd would hurt me. <laughs> well, that's just him saying... Yeah, I mean, that's just it's so Pete, and what, what does he know? <laughs> He's just saying you can't... Well, okay, people... Drone. Well, people that's what I'm saying. People in chat are saying that, uh, no offense at all, Bubbles, uh... That this is detracting from what we should be talking about, which is the okay. 10%. Yeah. Yeah, so you can post about um, it on the site or whatever if you want to talk about it. And, 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 if, okay. and yeah, Bubbles, if that's true, uh, I mean, I don't know what kind of connection Sixto Pete has with him. Like I said, all I know is I, I know him personally, and I've never seen that kind of uh, mentality in him. So I highly yeah, doubt I it, but... If it's something you can arrange, go for it. Uh, I just it's, it's odd for me to imagine him fighting. He's not a very aggressive uh, person when it comes oh, to Oh, I agree. I mean, I've done dealings with Six Toad Pete. I mean, just exchanging money and everything. No, no, but, but no, we're no, talking no. about the we're talking about, Dutch. we're talking about Dutch here. So, so anyway, right. you, you, if you can get this arranged, that's great, and then we'll talk about any kind of backing thing, but it's probably not likely it'll go. So th- thank you for calling. We want to get back to what we're talking about. It's, it's 11 o'clock here. Good night, Bubbles. Uh, good night. Good night, Bubbles. Okay, so uh, it, Bubbles really angry at, at Dutch here. He really wants to have that fight. So it's very strange. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to uh, what the hell were we talking about before this? Oh, the Templar. Templar. We were talking about whether the Templar. I mean, you can call the Templar up. Yeah. Scamming all of If you send me the Templar's phone number, I'll call him up right now. Mm. Does anybody I, have his number? I have it. Hold on. Okay. I mean, I'll be glad to. Give it a shot here and see what he has to say. And then, like this is just very strange why he's not answering to any of this. Like if if someone posted their Druff ripped me off, Druff owes me money, you know, I wouldn't just sit there lurking and say nothing. I would say, no, I don't, or I'll pay you on this date, or sorry, or you know, I'd give some kind of answer. I wouldn't just sit there and let people accuse me of scamming them and say nothing. Well, what, what about if someone accused you of giving them five week old cheese? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I sent you the number. Go ahead and call. At the number, we're going to try to call the Templar, who, for all we know, could be listening here. And I, I, I say that's highly likely. Mm, I It'd be funny if he answers the radios in the background. Turn the radio down, sir. Hello? Hello. Uh, is this the Templar? Hello? Hello, is this the Templar? Yes, this is. Yeah, hi. So you're on uh, Poker Fraud Alert Radio. This is uh, Todd Dandruff will tell us, and uh, we have the usual gang here. I hope it didn't wake you up, but uh, everyone's very... That's, con- a, that's okay. I'm just in bed, but... Okay. Well, everybody's very concerned about the situation here with... Uh, with some of the money that you owe. And, uh, you know, I hate to throw around, around the term scammer or anything, but that's what uh, the site is getting very uh, agitated about what's been happening, as I'm sure you probably know. So, um, And you even told me yourself you are going to send me some money four days ago and it didn't happen. So can you tell us maybe, um, because, you know, you were a very loved person on this site for some time. And, sure. You know, everybody, everybody's very disappointed about this. Uh, can you tell us what is happening right now and... What can we expect uh, out of 
this whole thing. And by the way, people who are listening, this isn't a level. This is the real Templar here. I, 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 I have no idea what he's going to say, and I hope it's something good. Oh yeah, this is this is no levels. This I you know I know your voice and you know this is this is me. This is me. So uh, basically, my situation right now is I have been out of bed about four times in the past. Uh, I want to say two weeks. You know, I haven't been online whatsoever. I haven't been on the computer whatsoever. I haven't done the fucking thing. And uh, basically, I just still have everyone's money. I even was, I had a stake where I received, I think, $225 or something like that, and that is basically just sitting in my cake poker network account, and, uh, but the money that, you know, everyone has sent me for a league, I think it's, uh, 175 or something like that, I think that's, it might be 150 I'm not sure, but, uh, honestly, completely honestly, I just haven't even thought about it the last time I was on the computers when I think I sent you an email and uh, I said I was going to get to it within a day or two and I promised that and uh, I just really haven't even got out of fucking bed well okay you know besides the fucking piss but the reality is I owe that money to you guys and I have to get basically just have to get someone to to get me a uh, money pack so I can load that on PayPal and uh, send that over to you. Well, see, okay, so that's, I I hope this happens. I want to say right now, I hope this all happens. I hope when this is all done, everybody says it's just a big misunderstanding and that, uh, and that, and bad timing as far as when you, uh, when you have these health problems. But what we really hope is that you're not another. No, no, no. I mean, and honestly, it's, I love the site. You know, I, I made a couple of good friends on there, which I'm happy about. And uh, I, I'm no scammer whatsoever. There's been a couple times where I owed a couple of people money, and it took a little bit longer to pay, but I always paid without a doubt. But the bottom line is, right now, I really haven't even thought about it in the last couple of days. Uh, hey, hey, <coughs> Temper, how you doing? It's, it's uh, Brandon Drexel. Drexel, um, what's going on, man? Not much. I, I have to ask this because it was brought up earlier that yeah. uh, apparently, and this is what I guess uh, seems odd to a lot of people, and I'm, I'm reading the chat, and this is basically what everyone's asking. Um, yeah. It was reported that you had logged into your account and you had been lurking on, on uh, PFA uh, since all this occurred in, in terms of your health issues, and people in the chat w- are wondering if you can lurk and you have you're well enough to be on the computer reading all this. A, why can't you? Why did, weren't you able to make any arrangements? And B, why didn't you respond? And that's what I think is confusing most people. Right. That knowing that you were on the site but you never posted, um, just to clarify what was going on. Yeah, I may have lurked on there about five minutes, but I think I, uh, or maybe five or ten minutes, something like that. But I think I responded. Uh, I don't think I've been lurking since anything came up. I don't know what new came up or anything like that. I just, uh, I mean, I think I haven't logged on in probably like a week and a half or something. Well, yeah, so I I see you you last logged on like July 8th. But what what concerned Uh me is when I looked at the logs of the IPs that logged in, I saw that between July 8th, which was like your last login, and like July 11th, you you had yeah. lurked now. I will say you weren't lurking like all day and all night. You were only lurking a few minutes at a time. That is true, but uh, yeah. but you yeah. did see 
this where I posted in the thread about the uh, the league being canceled. Um, yeah, about, about yes, my concern, yes, and, and, that, that, uh, and that there was no response posted after, there. So you know, I did, and and I didn't want to. I don't know why I didn't log on then, to be honest with you. And I just logged on, or I just lurked for a couple minutes, and then right after that is when I sent you the email. But did you see any of the posts that were questioning your integrity? No, no, I didn't. I just clicked the last one there, and it said. Uh, I think it said Dan Dra. I I may have clicked back a page or something like that, but uh, the last. Were you I, were you at all aware that people were questioning whether or not you might be a scammer? Um, a couple people like brought it up to me before, and I just said, "Listen, I got nothing to hide." You know, uh, you know, so people know my real name. Like, you know, the people that that mean something know my real name on there, and they they brought up a you know once or twice. That, that I may have been a scammer and that I had scammer tendencies and stuff like that. And I said, listen, you know, if, if you if you have questions, this is, you know, I'm happy to answer anything. I'm happy to answer anything. But the last post that I saw was uh, I read some of the Slim Tea stuff for about eight minutes or ten minutes, and then the last post I actually saw was Dandruff saying, uh, if Templar owes you money, please post here. Well, okay. Um, th- yeah. Let me ask you one more question here. Uh, people yeah, were also ahead. concerned, and this this was brought this concern was brought to me before yeah. uh, th- all this came out in the last week or so. They were concerned about this uh, BAP BAP you were running here yes. that yeah. you were soliciting this privately rather than publicly, given how publicly publicly you were on the site. You were you know you pretty much laid out everything on the site about your life, about yourself, about everything you were doing. Yep. And yet this is the yep. one thing that was done privately and people theorized that the reason you were soliciting it privately was that you owed money and that you were afraid that uh, if you did this publicly it would all blow up in your face. So w- what is your answer to that? Why did you solicit the BAP privately? I just did it privately because there's you know there's a couple BAPs on there and I didn't want you to think that I was just using your site to earn a BAP or something like that. So I just did it privately because I just messaged a couple people that I uh, that I confided in, and uh, and that's basically it. To be honest, which is, you know wasn't to, to scam anybody or you know do it privately because I owed money to here or there. Or right now I think I owe. Uh, I think I owe Weissman fifty dollars or something like that. But, can you uh, can you respond yeah. to the accusation that you had offered a larger rake back than sites were actually uh, making available? Yeah, because I was going to get a uh, I was going to start my own rake back site. So if I had to come out of pocket for a little bit just to get a couple players up and going and to see how they uh, see how they like the site and to pass on. You know, good word about the site's cash in and, and cash out options and stuff like that. But you're saying that, you were willing to pull money out of your own pocket to pay a larger rake back? Yeah, wouldn't that hurt? I, I'm a little confused there too because once you establish yeah. someone like, let's say you establish someone a 50% rake back, but you're really only getting 40 from the from the site itself, then this person lifetime is going to keep bleeding you for money. Yeah, that could get very expensive. Yeah, I think it. I think it wasn't fifty straight. I think it was just fifty percent for the first month. It was just an extra ten percent for the first month. And so you were willing to pull that out of your stuff. pocket just to pull in some folks and get them. Yeah, because, you know, he, yeah, he's a good player, and I know he knows a lot of people, 
and uh, it would be good for you know if I did start up a site just to start a user base. It was only really it was only ten percent for the first month. Well, to get all this past uh, you and past everyone here and get past this whole issue, what do you think uh, is a reasonable time frame where all this can be resolved? Well, I do have a doctor's appointment on Thursday morning, and uh, that's one that I have to get out of bed and I have to do blood work and all this bullshit. But uh, I will get a, a money pack and uh, I will send that over to Druff. I will get it right after that doctor's appointment on Thursday. What, what do you mean by a money pack? I don't know what that is. I just got to load my PayPal. Oh, load your PayPal. Okay. So let me. So you mentioned how you're, uh, the people who bought the BAP that you just yeah. never used the money is sitting in your cake account. Would you be able to log on maybe even tonight and ship that money on cake back to whoever sent it to you? Well, they they sent it to me on PayPal, so I would have just had to take it. Well, you well, know, could you send it to somebody on I, cake? I could, all, I could just, uh, you know, I'll do that also on Thursday. I'll just load that onto my PayPal and I'll just ship it over. Okay, because I, and, I can uh, give you a PayPal. But you know, you can reverse charges on PayPal well, and for, you can refund. Well, forget about that for the moment. Let's. How about uh, yeah. uh, could you could you send it to me on cake? Yeah, I think I could send it to you on cake. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I can email you my uh, my information on there, and and you can yeah. send it to me. And uh, yeah, do do that. Email me your information on uh, uh, from the email address I you know I've been emailing you or the last email. And uh, first thing in the morning, you know, I'll just get right there and I'll just send it right over to you. Okay. Well, Templar, I for one would like to just say I hope this is all true because I've really enjoyed having you on the forums and I've enjoyed our conversations and I, I hope that um, if you really are going through some some terrible times right now that uh, listen, listen, this all comes out now, pretty I've in the end. Not, I appreciate the vows and the bottom line is, I mean, it, it's no bullshit how, how fucked up I am right now. It is no fucking bullshit right now. I'm on three different blood thinners. I can't see out of my fucking left eye. It's fucking brutal right now. And did you also tell a few people that your mom was also fa- ailing and, and in um, hospice yeah, at the same actually, time? It, it's actually my godmother. She passed uh, She passed about six weeks ago, yes. So if it's all true, I, I do really want to express that, you know, I feel for you, and I hope that it all comes out. All right. I hope you have family and friends there to support you. Um, but if it comes out differently and, and it turns out that you know you're ripping yeah. off folks, then it's going to be yeah, it'd be very sad. Be a bad scene. Anyway, yeah, everybody likes everybody. Uh, everybody likes you here and all that. So it would be great if everybody if, if this could be all resolved and everybody gets their money back. Because I think a lot of people have even written this off already, like they just lost their money and, and sure, and sure, so, sure. No, it, the bottom line is. You know, I'm fucked up right now, but, you know, I owe you guys money, and that that's the bottom line. And uh, i, I got to be honest and say it, it hasn't been one of my first priorities when it should have been. <clears throat> and uh, I, I, I should just get to it and just get it done just to make everyone happy and just get Absolutely, because you got to clear your name. Well, especially, you when you're out, especially when you're out on Thursday. You know, right now it's Tuesday night, so, you know, if, if yeah. Thursday morning this is resolved, I'm sure everybody will be happy. I think sure. what will make everybody unhappy is if uh, we're on next week's radio show saying, well, I haven't heard from Templar since that one call, and, uh, you know, everyone's yeah. going to go, oh, boy. Yeah. Right. Scared. You're either going to get a big apology <laughs> and, and a lot no, of support, no. see, see, or you're going to get, you know, you, know. You, you guys don't know me from anyone else, 
it, it's you know it's the fucking bottom line. You guys don't know me from anyone else. You know, no one has to apologize for anything. It, if anything, I should be the one apologizing because you know, other than me being sick, I, I really haven't thought about it. And there's been a couple times where you know I went to the doctor's appointment and I. You know, we're going by a place, and I just didn't say, you know, we just stop here for a minute, you know, and it's, so it's completely my fault. I mean, it, it's absolutely no doubt about it, no doubt about well, it. Well, you know, the next seven days will make everything clear. Yes, yes, that's, yeah. a, good, that's a good point. All right, well, Templar, uh, you know, I hope, if, if as I said, if, if this is all legit here, and I, I hope that I feel bad for you, and I hope that you... Uh, Get better, and uh, you know, and I hope this whole situation blows over, and you know, and everybody can look back on this eventually and just say, okay, this was all a lot over nothing. So and you know what, and and you got my number. Feel free to give me a holler at any time. It's you know, okay. I'm always here. I'm always here. So. All right, Temper, so I'll be okay. I'll be emailing you, and hopefully we'll have this resolved in a few days. Okay, thanks, okay. Jeff. Okay. Thank you. What'd you guys Mike, think? So, so uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the uh, time will tell. It's, uh, you know, he... he I mean, any... I mean, you, Jeff, you're a, a student of human character, and uh, I think you you have an idea here. Is this guy full of shit? Well, uh, it's a tough... I, I will say that the chat seems to think that, that uh, he's being sincere. Just from reading what I'm, I'm well, it's, it's the chat. Not, it seems to be mixed in the chat. There are some people who think it is mixed. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know what? My feelings are mixed. I think that, uh, and I think it could actually be a mixed situation. It could be that he really did owe money and had a hard time paying, and then he really had some kind of major health problem occur. It, these these can both be true. It's, you know, you know how like they say, uh, just because someone's a maniac doesn't mean they never get dealt aces. Uh, similarly, just exactly. because someone owes a lot of money doesn't mean they're never going to develop a major health problem that prevents them from... You know, I will uh, also say that on his uh, Facebook that uh, I was able to look at, uh, there were several people that looked like family and friends that were expressing concern about his health as well as uh, the fact that he apparently is blind in one eye. Um, there are a number of people that commented on it, so uh, I don't know if whatever that's worth... Um, Brandon, you know, can you PM me on Facebook the link to his Facebook? Sure. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I hope this gets solved here. I hope that on Thursday morning I have some good news for people that he sent me some money. Um, you know, I hate cake poker because they're so hard to cash out of there and all this. And But you know what, I'll, I'll even <laughs> I'll even take it at this point and maybe trade it away on 2 plus 2 or something. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think any money we can get at this point we should take and not demand in other ways. Though, honestly, I prefer that he sends me... Just the uh, the two twenty five on PayPal on Thursday morning rather than the cake. So, but uh, we uh, we'll have to see. You know, next week we'll have an update. And honestly, next week, no matter what the excuse is, if I don't have any money yet, I have to say it would look very very bad. So and I'm not making light of this, and I'm sorry. It's a, it's a comedy show. DRK DRK star in the chat wrote, he's going to pay everybody back, and then we we'll all send him money because he's now broken blind. Exactly. No, 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 no. I, I was, I was, you know, I was putting in a few light moments of the conversation when, like, just in the middle of him talking, I would play. Mike, that's his <laughs> Yeah, so. I hope it all turns out to just be a big misunderstanding. I really do. 
Well, yeah. see, money's already make, taken action and bets in the chat on it, so on their side. <laughs> Mike well, Esposito. Yes. Well, well, I guess when when was the date he said that uh, this would be taken care of by? Um, well, he claims on Thursday he's going to a doctor's appointment, so I guess if we get to the end of Thursday and, well, uh, and I haven't but, received any money, then uh, we're going to have to start worrying. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, at least he picked up the phone. I don't know if that – what kind of indication is that? Mm-hmm. that he actually, I, I, I would have bet he wasn't wouldn't answer, but he, he picked up the phone and he submitted uh, that he should have been more proactive in contacting people and yeah. handling the situation better. But, like, I mean, uh, once we got him on the phone, I didn't think he's going to say, yes, I was a scammer, or, yes, I ripped everyone off. Like, I knew there would be some kind of story to it, but, you know, the question is how much truth was there to the story. I guess we'll have to see. As A good point he raised is we don't know him. So I think uh, we it'll be his actions that dictate what people think of him. And, but, uh, you know, beer and poker brings up a good point, and I thought this exact same thing. He didn't have to answer the phone. Unless he's still trying to set us up for something bigger down the line. Well, uh-huh. he, he could have actually not been listening to the show. I, like, I will say that like, I don't think he believed that I was going to go back and look at the logs on his IP. Like, it's just the type of thing, unless you Plus, know... Plus, in all fairness, very, do you remember many, many, many times when we did our previous show and uh, Judonk would get a call and he would act like he was dead in the, like, dead in the middle of sleep when we all knew he was listening to radio? Yeah. I mean, he was very good at that. No, I know, but what I was going to say here is that... There was a double hello. What, yeah. what I was going to say here is that when I caught him lurking between, like, the 8th and the 11th, he wasn't lurking all day and all night. He was lurking. He really was lurking a few minutes at a time, like, once or twice a day. So, so I don't believe he thought that I would go back and look at that. Because it's, just, it's the type of thing you don't think of unless I mention that I can or, or do actually do that. So... I think when he was lurking, he didn't think that he. I could see he was lurking, and yet he was only lurking a few minutes every day rather than, like, spending all day on the site and just not posting. So I think that actually strengthens his story a little bit about actually being in bad shape and maybe even actually not listening to the show and, and, and just kind of lying there out of it in bed. I think there is some kind of legitimate health problem. The question is, besides that, what's going on with him regarding the money? That's, that's the question. I mean, that's well, it, it, we only really have two days, and then we'll know it all, yeah, right? Exactly. So, all right, we're we're um, getting late on the show here. Uh, the uh, Brandon, do you want to talk briefly about the Annie Duke baseball card? I mean, <laughs> I I don't even know what to say. Like, I remember a kid, I get I mean, excited. Like, you remember when you were a kid? I mean, I, I know you, you being a baseball fan, I'm sure Druff, uh as others that are my age uh, did when we were kids, we collected baseball cards. Remember getting, there was always like that one player, and you get like seven or eight of his cards, and he wasn't even that great a player, and you just, you know, would open up your top set and, and look at it, and you just get disgusted because it was like you have eight of them already, or, yeah, yeah. you know, imagine that. Imagine like getting like a, like an Albert Pujols and, uh, <laughs> like an Albert Pujols, a Josh Hamilton, like an Annie Duke. I mean, it's just... <laughs> I mean, I don't even—I don't know what what to even make of this. I just—I've read it. I've looked on eBay. These things are being sold on eBay. They're actually even sold. Um, I, I just nothing. I guess at this point that this woman does surprises me anymore. Just in general, I I I don't uh, I don't think she can just top 
<laughs> no pun intended. Uh, just any, I mean, anything. I'm actually it's, looking it's, at this. It's, it's really funny. I, it's on eBay. If you just Google Annie Duke baseball card, eventually you get l- linked to a 2 plus 2 thread, which then links you to an eBay thread. And uh, this is uh, this is up on eBay. Actually, it's already been won. Someone won this for $24.71. A seller named Jason1480, who has 100% positive feedback, was selling the 2012 Allen & Ginter Annie Duke Auto Relic 2-Card SP Lot WSOP Champion. And it's this, like, it doesn't even look like a baseball card. It looks like, it's like in this, uh, it's almost like in a, like a cardboard picture frame type of thing. And it says Duke, and it's like, kind of like a drawing of her. And it has her signature on it. It's really strange. But it's not even an attractive picture. But this is what I'm wondering. And I've said this time and time again. Who the hell does the marketing for these fucking companies? Who does the research? <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? I never, I can't understand that. Well, someone bought it for 24 bucks. Like, who? who's running tops that they don't, like, do? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm showing current bid is $1.29. Well, I saw someone, bought, well, you may be looking at something else. I saw it. it no, well, no, I think it's just a new one. It's a new eBay um, and somebody posted this in chat, so you can click on the link. It, it's not an attractive picture of her, and let's face it, she does have a couple pictures that are attractive. Yeah, that is Doesn't weird. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah, because it's the, odd. Like a number of years ago, she actually wasn't bad looking, like back in 05 or so. Um, yeah, she's got some cute pictures. Yeah, it's like back in like back in '05 when I saw her, I'm like, oh, Annie Duke, she looks better than I thought she would. Like, like I, I think she was really hot, but I thought she was decent looking. Like now she doesn't. Now I don't think that at all. Not just because I don't like her, but like her looks have hit the wall, and she's gotten a lot older. Maybe she's half Norwegian. Yeah, <laughs> 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 so hitting it at thirty, hit her at forty. There was a time when we could make a case for her being fuckable, but it's not now. Right, but the, you're right though that this picture of her, she looks like unhappy. Her, her face looks like. Too, like looks kind of fat. She just doesn't look attractive in this picture at all. And it's not even a real a picture. It's like it's so like if you had to have sex with Kathy Lieber, Sable Cohen, or Annie Duke, who would you pick? <laughs> Fuck Mary Kill. Oh jeez, you know. Um, yeah. Obviously, of obviously, Annie Duke is still the most attractive of the three. But I think I, I just dislike her so much. I like. I, I think I would just hate myself so much. For having sex with Annie Duke, I, I think it would have to be one of the other two, and and I, I think it would, would have to be kill, single. Would I, you kill Annie Duke? Yeah. Oh yeah, no question yes. about that. I'm just more interested in who no, we get sex with. I think with. I would have to select Sable Cohen because at least, I, you know, <laughs> Kathy Liebert got uppity with me last year for no reason. She just got, she just went off Wait, on me. Saying you'd marry Kathy Liebert? No, no, it's. it's <laughs> no, you have to pick. Oh no! But uh, no, if I had to pick one of them to be, it may have to be Sable because at least I wouldn't have a problem with her, you know, personality-wise. I, I just have to, uh, I just have to do it. At least it wouldn't. I, at least I don't dislike her. But uh, I think you marry her then. Is what you're saying? Man, but that's that's amazing though that that they actually make this memorable. I just, I mean, you know, you Google these days somebody you're dating, you know, more or less someone that you're gonna put. And I assume, you know, a hundred, you know, thousand, if not more, dollar marketing campaign. And, and you know, I, I don't get it. It just makes no sense to me. Especially of all the pl- – I mean, not even not even counting her shading it, uh, you know, with Ultimate Bet, with, with Epic Poker, with just 
her behavior, you know, just toward, towards others. You would also just think in general, if you, even if you take all those things away, why wouldn't it be, why wouldn't it be Phil Ivey or Daniel Negreanu? Very, I mean, how is she the one yes. that Tops uses to represent, like, the first, I mean, do you know what I'm saying? I, I don't, it's, it's very, very bizarre. Very, very bizarre. Well, I'm sure Kathy Liebert is not happy. Someone wrote something funny on the 2 plus 2 thread, the one who started the thread on 2 plus 2 about it. He put, oh, and huge LOL at the artist's rendition. She kind of looks like herself crossed with Rosie Perez, circa white men can't jump. I saw that. That's actually true. She does kind of look like cross between Andrew and Rosie Perez. Let me find this. I think it's in the radio thread. It was pretty funny, and it relates to this. Um, hold on. Let's, let me see if we can find it. Uh, somebody, okay, somebody was suggesting that Druff. Let's see where is it. Okay, it's for, it was from Hotshot seventy four, and this is in the official radio thread. And he suggested that Druff should come out with a deck of cheat and scammers, like the U.S. government did in the Persian Gulf War, <laughs> that Annie Duke should be the queen of spades. There should be, okay, these should be known as the PFA trading cards for all the users. Okay? So... I would buy that deck. I mean, well, I, I I mean should, are I there enough? That. I mean, I don't think we have 52. Yeah, I don't think we no, have 52 we, we either. No, we can come up with 52. I, that's going to be tough. Well, okay, could it also be like snakes in the grass as well? Or does it have to be... Jeff, soundboard? <laughs> Oh, jeez. I, I was too busy. I was actually looking up something. I, I wasn't ready with the soundboard because I was looking up the... I actually found the actual picture. Uh, the re-entry uh, event. Yeah, I, mean, I, see, I messed up this. I have no idea what... Okay, now yeah. I, I, I looked... I, they actually found the picture on 2 Plus 2 that they based the drawing from. It's a very ugly picture of her, too. Let me... I'm going to post that in the chat. The... So if I just posted in the chat. If you're in there right now, you can click on the link I just posted, and that's the picture that they based this on, this baseball card. Hmm. Someone did a good job finding that. Unbelievable. It's definitely not the photograph of choice, and I'm, I'm a little confused. There's so many better ones. Yeah, she picked like the worst picture of herself for it, too. Terrible, but I'm sure she didn't pick that. Mm. It's just, it's got to be a joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Kathy Liebert is saying. Well, also, uh, this is something that's interesting. I was reading about this uh, about an hour and a half or two hours before radio, and as soon as I logged into uh, PFA, uh, there was a uh, PM from Bukowski, the uh, walking... Uh, library image or image library, but the same thing, and this is very, very odd. Uh, this just was reported today, and it was in the uh, Las Vegas Sun, which is kind of like a secondary newspaper in Vegas. The, the main newspaper uh, is the Las Vegas Review-Journal. But uh, anyhow, with social media, Twitter, you know, Facebook, and the various other, I guess, uh, what's the Google one? Google Plus, is that the name of it, guys? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, all these different social media sites that are just—it's uh, the way of the world now. A casino has taken it to the next level, and I don't—I've read this article like three or four times. I still don't fully understand it. But anyhow, it was announced today that MGM Resorts um, launched a program allowing its M Life 
loyalty reward members. And for those that don't know, MLife is just the name of their uh, rewards program, like Total Rewards is at Harris or you know anything. Anyone could just go and get a card. Um, and what they're doing is they're allowing they're rewarding members that use uh, social media to earn free stuff from their casinos in Vegas, Detroit, and also Mississippi. Now, again, I don't get this. Okay, maybe you guys can understand. Maybe this article is poorly written. But every time you you location-based update on either Twitter or Facebook, okay, as well as Foursquare, which I'm not sure what that is, or, or an Instagram photo, which I do know what that is, you'll earn 500 credits. So that's basically a tagging yourself on Facebook or Twitter that you're at a MGM-based uh, casino, hmm. okay? And each casino, this is what blows my mind, each casino, it says here in this article that you visit, you get the equivalent of 500, or you get 500 credits, which is the equivalent of $20 wow. in comps for non-gaming activities that can be used for restaurants, nightclubs, um, you know, anything that comps can be used. Now, what I don't get, and it says here, in Las Vegas, MLife members can rack up 6,000 credits daily by checking in at all 12 MGM resorts each day. So that's $240. Just for going and tweeting or putting on Facebook, that makes no sense to me. So wait a minute. So I can make a career out of just going to all 12 MGM properties in Vegas every day? According to this article, and again, if anyone, I've read it a couple times uh, it's lost. It's on the LasVegasSun.com. Just look under uh, gaming. This that is exactly what it says. In Las Vegas, M Life members can rack up six thousand credits by checking in at all twelve MGM resorts each day. Okay. Now that I mean, now obviously it said each casino you get five hundred credits, which equal twenty dollars. So to me, twelve times twenty that's two hundred forty dollars. In comps, just for showing up at a casino and tweeting uh, or using a location-based update on Twitter or Facebook, or I don't know, I'm not sure what, again what Foursquare is. So this just was announced today. I, I have no idea wow. what I mean. What, what's I, going I just, on? But in other news, it's been reported that Alan Kessler has been running up and down the strip like a chicken with his head cut off all day today. <laughs> I don't know if that is. You know, I, you, you anything to do with it or not? You asked me earlier if, if what type of job I would get. I think I know. Do you know? I just calculated by doing this by just making a career out of 365 days a year going to all 12 MGM properties and just you know showing that I was there through my social media. I could make $87,600 per year doing this. You know, I, I'm thinking about changing my uh, career track. I, I, again, I encourage anyone to either read this and maybe interpret it differently. I mean, I'm just quoting the article verbatim, but that just seems... Uh, I mean, we've all seen all these companies, but there's such huge fails, and you just think, how can they just have so many of these billion-dollar companies have such fails. I can't imagine them giving out $240 a day in comps to people. And if this is really what they did... Well, this probably won't last, Brandon. I, yeah, I doubt I, it will go I, I, So you're saying, you, you're saying you don't think I'll be able to make $88,000 in the next year doing this? <laughs> no. You may be able to get a couple months worth. I'll take that. So um, I want to announce something else, and that's that's a really interesting story. And in fact, if this is true, I encourage everybody in Vegas to just you know start hitting this up. And just you know, rack up the the comps there. You can at least take yourself out to a lot of really nice meals at these places. Um, 
I want to announce that we're going to have another show on PokerFraudAlert.com. Right now, this is the only show, but we're going to have another regular show, and I'm not going to be the one running it. We're going to have a new podcast called the Stocks and Jocks Podcast. It'll be ready in two weeks. And it's is going it to the gay show? No, no. <laughs> no, it's a, no, it's exactly like it sounds. It's, uh, it's about stocks and about sports betting, and... Uh, it's going to have a special guest on it. I will not be the one running this show. Uh, we will be posting about this shortly. and uh, But it will be on PokerFraudAlert.com. We don't have a time slot yet, but I, I do want to announce that it's coming, so look for it in about two weeks. And uh, you'll listen to it the exact same way you listen to this show, where you just uh, go to the radio page and it'll autoplay for you, or you click on the link if you're on... Uh, a smartphone in E2, and it'll also be in the archives and all that. So, uh, Who's welcome, hosting? Welcome that show. It's going to be actually hosted by Lawn Cigar. And, oh, nice. uh, and so we, we had been talking about doing this, and then he didn't mention it for a while, so I thought maybe he just uh, lost the desire to do it. But he told me that uh, he wants me to announce that it's going to be coming in two weeks, so I look forward to that. Well, and congratulations, Lawn Cigar. You know, this is a good question, and Spew Artist brings this up. When can we expect more Into the Night? Well, I, I don't know if that show will be on this site, or uh, Drexel, if you, if you do a solo show, will this be over on uh, Vegas Poker? Yes, Radio? yes. Yeah. And and for all those that root for me, I hope you listen. <laughs> of course we root No, that's an, it's yeah, an inside joke. It's an inside joke, but yeah. But yeah, oh, okay. uh, but yeah, um, yeah you can look for that uh, on Vegas Poker Radio, uh, the Internet of the Night with Drex Show or whatever he wants to call it now. But uh, I'm sure Brandon at some point will... Well, let me ask you, since you are the legal uh, expertise of all this, do I control the name to that, you think? I don't know, and it, it's it's interesting you mention that because I'm going to be starting at some point soon an occasional dandruff solo show, similar to the dandruff positive EV show that existed over on the other side. And I was saying, should I keep the name dandruff positive EV show, or should I start? That's a good name. Or, or should I start it with some other name over here? And I haven't decided yet. And uh, and as far as the contract that was signed when I separated from that site, that that was never. Stated, it was stated that I can produce new and similar content to what was in that show. So I, I you know, I can't get in trouble for making a very similar show or for even duplicating the stuff I've said on the EV show from the past. But uh, we never specified either way about the name, and uh, so I was wondering, should I even bother to keep the name or just you know play it as safe as possible and rename it? So I may I may just rename it for that reason, just to separate it from what was on the other site and what's on this site and uh, you know and, and then just do a very similar show which I'm allowed to do by our contract so uh, but uh, I'm sure Brandon will announce it when he is going to do another one of those shows and cool. you know uh, they'll be on VegasVocalRadio.com which also broadcasts this show at the same time that uh, we're broadcasting over here on Poker Fraud Alert. You can e- use either site to listen to this show, and they, they also archive this show over there. And also on Thursday, uh, as many you know, as many of you know, uh, we also have uh, Filthy Limper Radio, which is a uh, different kind of show than this, but still very entertaining. Uh, it's getting better and better each week, and that's hosted by myself and uh, Jacep, who's obviously in the chat now. 
and uh, Kevin never win or not Kevin never write. Kevin's last name. I could know. No, it's not never, but it's Kevin. Kevin never right. I don't even. I think I don't even know his last name. But uh, that's every Thursday at uh, five o'clock Vegas time. Um, so I encourage everyone to check that out as well. And uh, I don't know, guys. I think uh, that's it. We had a good show. Uh, I think I, I kind of want Druff to. And I know we've been doing this so long. I, I, I think I need a little more deal me in though. Just. Oh, no deal me in. Well, we can't have fun. Can we just get one more deal me in for the Iceman? I, I, I think I'll, I'll pause our usual end song and do this. You know what, Screw it. I, I'm going to go back to the beginning. We're going to hear the whole thing again. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I like this song. I really am. I, it's very odd that I've gone from like hearing this only for the first time five hours ago to actually becoming fond of it now. Stay too long, 
cold, I'll make you old. I can look into your eyes and see your soul, I'll make you bold. In the end, I'ma send you off. Come on, hear me in, I let my kids do the talk. here about uh, this song, which I, I just got an email from TD, the rapper on this song. I got this email, when was this? Uh, 11.30 p.m., just 10 minutes ago. How did he get your email? How does everyone know how to get a hold of the site or PM or your actual email? Uh-oh, did I, did I, crap. I think I just knocked the radio off the, did I knock radio offline, people? Let me see here. No, no, it's still on. It's still on. I just, uh, yeah, we're good. It's good. Okay. I thought so I wait, he emailed you at uh, uh, DanDrefferPokerFraudAlert.com. Dan yes. Oh, okay, okay. And what so did he, he say? Here's, here's what he wrote. It was, hey, guys, it's TD. It was a pleasure talking to you all early tonight with Teddy Ice. Just wanted to let you know that if people are wondering where they can download the song Deal Me In, they can find it at SoundClick.com slash Drake. That's easy. Sounds easy enough to find. Yeah, it, it should be on iTunes within the week as well. Thanks for everything. I'll be sure to make ice holla at y'all as soon as the next single comes out. Love the show. Keep keeping it real. Stay up, TD. I don't know what stay wow. up. That, that's an interesting sign-off, stay up. Instead of, like, sincerely, it's stay up. I hope that's not, like, sexual. Hmm. But, uh, but well, I you never know. Maybe, you know, we don't have a uh, resident uh, musician on our site, so you never know. Maybe... Uh, TD uh, could be our guy. Yeah, maybe he can be the new uh, chief lulls officer or something. Yes, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. So, I don't know. Maybe we've uh, the beginning of a new partnership here. Anyway, people, uh, thank you for listening to the Drop Drexel and Bowels show. And, of course, it's fitting, given recent happenings on this site, that we finished this podcast without all three hosts. We only have, this week, only myself and Brandon. Shout out, by the way, to Drexel's number one fan in the chat. Yeah. And, uh, if Owls had to leave, but she will be back next week. She's got a little late for her. She has her real job, as most of you know. But uh, hopefully next week, I can be the one to drop out of the show at some point. We can have the trifecta of all three hosts walking off the show. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. Very happy to have everyone along. Thank you, the Iceman, for coming on and uh, returning to the radio on PokerFraudAlert.com. Listen for Lawn Cigars, Stocks, and Jocks show sometime in about two weeks, and check for updates on that. This show will be at Tuesday, 7 p.m., for the foreseeable future, unless we have to make some kind of last-minute occasional change. This is generally when you will find the show. The jumping around the schedule just because of the World Series, which for me and everybody else except for nine people, is all over. Hey, Joff, I heard a rumor you're going to be giving out Christmas cards to the very important users on PFA. Will I get one? I, I think I'm going to give it to everyone but you and Angel. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, Brandon, here, you know, uh, next time I play a tournament or 
if you can have the patience to wait till next World Series, I will. <laughs> I really do. I'm not even kidding about it. Hey, hold on. Uh, just wait a year? I've never heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get something, Brandon. Don't worry. It's I, fine. I apologize for not thinking of my co-host here, but... Uh, Always happy to have them. Always happy to have everybody here. Come back next week, seven days from now. We'll do it all again. Another free roll, another contest, more lols, and one, two, three. Shalom! And now i got to find a way to terminate this. <laughs> okay. It shows that we're on there. It, it, we, are, we are on here. Uh, we're on the air. Sorry, Sean, say anything bad about the Schoenfeld? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I thought we disconnected, I just lost. Uh, we're connected. I just lost my ability to uh, control. I'm gonna actually have to terminate the process that's broadcasting. That's what. We Do you just have, have to yank a wire from your computer or something? We even have fail when. Can't even turn it off. Here we are. I'm, I'm just gonna. Mm-hmm.